You're about to witness a seismic event. Talk brunch where the heels are all baby faces. Now, let the party begin. Live, start the countdown. Three, two, one. Lasers. Oh yeah. Aren't you grateful to be living in a world where a night of wrestling can take upwards of three hours and a UFC main event can take downwards of 40 seconds? <laughs> All I'm saying is uh, at least at 40 seconds ended on a high note. For some people, it may have. For others, not so much. Yeah. I think my favorite one I've been hearing all day is how you feel about playing sixty dollars for forty seconds. Well, pretty good. You know what you're in for. So. Exactly. So for anyone that complained that there wasn't a second serving, there it is, just as short as the fight itself. There you go. <laughs> that being said, it's January twentieth, twenty twenty. Incredible. Even saying it, it sounds funny. Well, here we are. New decade upon us. This is episode 362 of Talk Brunch. I'm your host as always, Rick Dyer, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. And co-piloting the ship with me is Mr. Destin Frazier. Happy birthday! Aw, shucks. You shouldn't have. (laughs) (sighs) So on tonight's show, we're going to talk about Conan getting bitch-slapped. Page handling penis better than she does jokes. Remembering Rocky Johnson, AEW's expansion deals, and being the elite's comedic banter, as well as Tessa Blanchard. Is she a villain or is she a vixen? Is there a difference? Rob Band, damn. Our annual Royal Rumble poll, voting poll, we're going to get those votes in and talk about the matches and a lot more to come. That being said, shout out to our wonderful chat room and our regulars, Willie V2 and Stasis Dreams, Six Slayer, aka C, Kula Ice, Emang, aka EB Gamer, Joe Wall, Laurel7411, and of course, all of you that are listening across the live broadcast at talkbrunch.com and the rest of you on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the popular podcatcher apps on demand. We're available on every major digital audio provider, including SoundCloud, to search Talk Brunch as always, or just tell your Alexa to play the Talk Brunch podcast. Once again, thank you to Iceferno for the Dreamer music. You can check out Iceferno stuff. Just look for his beats at iceferno.bandcamp.com. And also thank you to everyone for all of the birthday wishes. Much appreciate all of the love throughout the day. Always nice to hear from you all. Whether you PM me or post it or whatever. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. So... Interesting week here, huh? Yeah, a lot going on. Whole, yeah. whole, whole lot of shenanigans. I mean, glad to see the old Conor McGregor back, not the money hungry Conor McGregor. Yeah, what was the difference? You know, it felt like the money hungry one just wanted the paycheck. And it was like, hey, I'm getting mega stupid money, so why do I even gotta give a shit? This Conor felt like that Conor that was about ready to run through Jose Aldo. 
Yeah, but I mean, he his whole entire even his video package was about him stealing Vince McMahon's walk, and he <laughs> he wasn't that humble Connor that I remember. It's funny. Yeah. I remember watching his first fight and saying, "That's a really nice guy. Like he's so humble and friendly. He has so much humility, and he understands that he needs to grow." Go back and listen to his early promos. I I thought I like oh, this yeah. guy. I'm gonna follow his career. Never did I think he'd become that guy, but I don't think he's humble at all. I mean, he he didn't he wasn't as cocky as he could have been. Oh, no. For a guy who barreled through somebody who, even like I think we said during the Kakarot stream, you give you tell him a half hour before he's going to fight somebody. That man has trained, cut weight, rehydrated, and is ready to go. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he could have been, he deserved to be way cockier to have ran through Cowboy in 40 seconds. I mean. Yeah, thanks again, Six Layer Stasis, and also uh, Cool Eyes, thank you for the whole thing. I always forget to turn the damn notifications on immediately when the music ends. I shortened that yes, yes, yes one because it was driving me nuts after a while. I was just like, I gotta, yeah. I can't do this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bad to feel that way about a notification, you know? I mean, hey, sometimes, sometimes that thing drags. I mean, like, especially when it catches your mid sentence. You know? You're like, yes, 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 go, go. You got three right, yeses come on, now. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I felt bad, but that fight went pretty much how I thought it was going to go. I didn't think it warranted a second serving or any kind of YouTube special because I figured we would talk about it on here. And the only other fight that I really played, paid close attention to was, uh, Holly Holm. She had her fight, uh, what was it again? What was Raquel Pennington? Oh, uh, yeah, Raquel Pennington. Yeah. It was good. You know, uh, there was a lot of clenching going on in it. I think the crowd didn't like it. You can't really dictate this isn't wrestling, but yeah, they, it was good. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I, I would have preferred there to be a knockout. I didn't think that Raquel was going to be able to beat her. But yeah, exactly. unfortunately, there was a lot of clenching. I felt more so on, on her side than on Holly's side towards the second half of that fight. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, definitely uh, sets the tone. See what's mm-hmm. going to happen next. Yeah. Holly needs to become a more dominant champion is what should happen. Yeah, she needs to go back to like that kill streak, honey, Holly. We used to see before she came across Ronda, like that yeah. that motherfucker, that motherfucker who uh, Bech Cohea tried to talk shit to her. She talked, she took her head off. Like, yeah. I also caught the main event of the prelims. What was her name? Roxanne, uh, the, the DB. Yeah, Roxanne Modafari, uh, one of the originals of that first uh, co-ed season of the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, I remember seeing that season. I don't remember her opponent's name. But, yeah, I can't uh, remember the girl she fought, but. Roxanne, yeah, uh, the girl she fought had a record of eight and all. And, uh, she, she looked pretty good, but she didn't look great. And her stand up was non-existent. And what was baffling about this fight was that Roxanne kept rocking her standing. And this girl was not protecting her head at all. Like her guard was all not shit. And, uh, Roxanne kept rocking her. And then when she'd go down, Roxanne would go down with her and try to work her on the ground. And it would eat the whole round. And whenever they got back to standing, she would just completely start dominating this girl again. And it got frustrating because it was kind of like, why do you keep just stand up? Don't don't go down there with her. She seems to like you're doing her a favor. You know, I just found that to be a little bit weird uh, and disappointing because she could have finished it. Yeah. Like Stacey said, it felt like rocks kind of took it a little easy on her, almost like she didn't feel threatened in any kind of way. She would have lost that fight. She almost did lose it a few times when she went to the ground. The girl had her in a really nasty guillotine at one point. Where yeah. Actually, <laughs> there are a few times this girl was slippery, where she literally, Roxanne got the back and she was able to transition over. It was like, don't fuck with her on the ground. You know, I, I kind of wish she would have kept it uh, standing and she probably would have gotten a dominant victory there. 
And the girl, I believe she sprained something, right? Then she sprained her ACL or something. Something weird happened her in the middle of that. Yeah, something funky went wrong. Yeah. Incredible stuff, man. Well, yeah, good, good, uh, good pay per view for, for UFC. I didn't even watch all of it. I'm just talking about some of the stuff I watched, but the reason we don't talk about it as much here is because for a while there, there weren't really any, uh, it's not that there weren't good fights going on because there were, but there wasn't really anything to discuss aside from, you know, the upsets. Yeah, there, it's starting to get a little bit more interesting again, so. Was that the first one you saw in a while? Oh, yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> it had been a minute. Like, I don't know, I just kind of, I lost interest in the sport for a little while. And then with all the wrestling and everything going on, too, it was just like, okay, something has to go. Uh, that one. But, yeah, this was, um, for it to be the first one in a minute that I'd seen, it was good to see it again. So. See, I still watch them. I just don't always talk about them. Like, I have yeah. them on, but it's like, this, this show is long as it is. And I know that's part of the, the gimmick, but it was just to a point where there was nowhere to fit all of the content we've been doing. And, you know, but exactly. we'll talk about occasionally. All right, well, some interesting stuff happened with Conan over the freaking weekend. Yeah, I didn't hear specifically what, but I heard he got into some shit. Oh, you haven't heard specifically what? I didn't hear specifically what happened. All I heard was like, what, did you hear about what happened to Conan? And I was like, no, what happened to Conan? (laughs) Well, I won't spoil it for you. We'll explain it afterwards for anyone who has just the audio only. God, I'm frightened. I'm just going to let you see, and then we'll talk about what information has come out since then. just saw so basically conan's uh conan and some guy whose face was blurred out they're going back and forth they were speaking spanish so you couldn't tell what and that sound was this man slapping the taste out of conan like he challenged him to a dual slap but he slapped the shit out of Conan. Look, look at how look at how he slapped his hat crooked, <laughs> and he was quick to adjust the hat. Conan looks stunned. But look at how he slapped his hat crooked. He he adjusted the hat quickly, I guess, so that there wouldn't be too many screenshots of it crooked. <laughs> we already saw the one with your face turned sideways. We don't need that. Oh, 
Wow. Yo, that dude slapped like an expert. Yo, yeah. how? Whew. I think that's the. Is that the answer to how can she slap? That is the answer. That's and, his, he should. That should, he should make that his finisher. Like he should. If he's still wrestling. <laughs> he, should, he should make his finisher a big slap called the answer. Oh my god! Because that's what that was. It was an answer. Like it was the speed. I didn't realize what happened until I saw the sound and his face just go. Maybe that's what Conan's problem was. The reason he didn't attack back or anything is because he wasn't even sure if he got slapped. It was kind of like in Rush Hour when when Chris Tucker was like, "Did he? Who hit me?" You know, just one of those moments. You know what I really thought you were going to say? Like he was like, "Did I get slapped, or is that just his key?" I I thought you were going (laughs) to say like that guy who called me slapped. (laughs) (laughs) No, that guy knew he got slapped. Cause that guy, he, like he was he trying to check. He spent the rest of the evening trying to check his own pulse. Like he knew he got slapped, but, but this guy slapped I, Conan so so fast and hard that I'm not sure if he knew he got slapped. I almost I'm didn't know the first time. I'm watching like did he slap him? All I'm saying is I sent you a perfect representation of that moment for Conan. Oh God. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Like at that point, like that's that's all Conan saw. Like <laughs> I'm gonna have to take a look at what you sent me. The fucking sound was magical. I thought somebody got that walk. Oh, I slap somebody. you. I slap you. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> the fucking guy was park. I slap at you. I slap at you. <laughs> oh, good lord. So basically, Dave Meltzer basically revealed that this happened outside of Impact Wrestling tapings this past Friday. And this is Leon Negro. He's known as Psychosis 2. And, uh, yeah. There's a 2? Apparently there is a two that we don't know much about. And uh yeah. they said that the this this started last month on Twitter, according to what I'm seeing here, where he told he said on Twitter that he wouldn't go back to AAA until Conan is gone. You know, he said, This is a friend from nineteen ninety seven to twenty nineteen. I am still psychosis despite whoever weighs him him and conan is the first who does not think so and so long so as long as he drives the triple a roster i'm not appearing in triple a so again that's rough translation because of spanish but it sounds like what he's basically saying is that he's known conan since 1997 and uh it sounds like conan doesn't like the fact that he's using the name psychosis too because he says despite what anyone says i'm psychosis and conan is the first who doesn't think so so, therefore, I won't go back to AAA while he's there. So, the guy got offended by the fact that at one point, Conan apparently said, he's not Psychosis 2, he shouldn't be using that name. Which, in Lucha, you know, that's a big deal when you inherit the name and everything, like Rey Mysterio to Rey Mysterio Jr. And, yeah, you know, it's just, you know how that shit works. And any so, of the Tiger Mask, like anything like that. Yeah, so there's some big, some somewhat of a, a backstory to this. And, uh... Conan's translation here says, it seems that the only thing that weighs on you is the same. I saw you at the AAA offices. You didn't tell me anything, but I keep telling you the same. If there's so much quality, because I don't see you in another big company, Ring of Honor, NXT, 205, MLW, Impact, AEW, Nation, CMLL, Puerto Rico, RWA, WWC, etc. Sounds to me like the translation is that Conan's basically saying the only thing that's holding you back is yourself. And when he, when he did see you work... um. He didn't really think there was much quality, and he thinks that the further proof of that is that he, if you were so good, why aren't you in any other companies like Ring of Honor, NXT, 205, anything else? And um, so let's see what happened after that. So then this guy, the Psychosis 2, said that, you know, we'll talk about this when I see you face-to-face. So, yeah, it's interesting, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, they, they, they talked all right. That motherfucker said him, told him in Morse code, fucking... <laughs> 
Yeah, so there was definitely a back and forth. You see Twitter, you see how much trouble Twitter gets people into, man? I'm saying yeah. Twitter gets people slapped in front of a crowd of people in a video camera. Like, like that shit will get you into some serious nonsense. You know? Uh, yeah, I feel bad about that. I forgot to live, die, or get bitch slapped in LAX. Jesus. Yeah. But what do you guys think of the fact that, that, that uh, Conan stood there and took that slap? Ooh, that's a... So... If he would have hit him back, he would have had the the fact to be able to go to self-defense. It's like, this guy clearly slapped you first. But then at the same time, like, you can't just get slapped by a man like that and just then just be like, no, no. Okay. This, this is what we did. He just <laughs> he got smacked so hard. I feel like it warranted an ass woman. Like, back, you can't smack the, me that hard and I just be like, okay, see, what we're going to do is we're going to talk this out. Like Back in the territory days, Bill Watts and all those promoters if your wrestlers got into like a bar fight or some sort of a fight and they got their ass kicked, you'd release them because who the hell wants to have this wrestler that's got his ass whipped like by just local random dudes. Like he's going to go and fight your talent. Now people that have titles that are supposed to be larger than life, that are stars that are supposed to be revered and shit. And like one of your top guys, just because he was hanging out at some bar, he went and got the shit slapped out of him by some local biker who may not be a wrestler, but has been in his fucking share of bar fights. This has been known to happen. Back in the day, wrestlers, they would start feeling their own gimmick and they would go into bars and shit and they would fuck with people, you know, and, and you know, bikers, man, like, you know, bikers really fight and shit. There's no bikers gimmick do to not take that shit. This is no gimmick. This is a shoot. They have no bookers. When you're a biker, booker, bikers have no bookers. Write it down. But yeah, you know, <laughs> those, they're just fighting. So, I mean, unfortunately, when you have guys back then, when the world was different and they're feeling themselves, and they walk into a place like that and they fuck with the wrong dude, they would get their ass whipped. And now that biker, whoever that guy is, he's looking better. He, he kicked the ass of whoever this title holder is here. So they would get released because the mystique is gone. It's not even about, oh, you're a punk. It's about like now the whole thing about you, you know, it's like the whole specialness of you. It's like when they see you on TV, you're not that guy anymore that's larger than life that's the champion. You're that guy who got his ass kicked by freaking Eric down at the fucking, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> you picked that name off me. I have the greatest world champion of all time. I believe Eric would differ. Yeah, you know, Eric kicked your ass, man. <laughs> Eric was ready to show I you. I heard his... about that one time at Cowboys, all right? <laughs> Eric asked if you were ready for your cock meat sandwich. <laughs> Eric said, wear a blazer so you can a variety of different restaurants. <laughs> you know, soap dropped. <laughs> now what do we do? We can't look at you to say. Eric said, see, I've been watching you. <laughs> so I'll wash for you. <laughs> That's what happened, you know? What do you do after one of these guys washes you down? And the one cool to say, the one thing you gotta remember, it's like, yeah, I mean, Conan is a lot older. I think he's had like, he had like hip replacement surgery not long ago. So with Conan, I could understand him not retaliating. Because, I mean, that guy looked like he would have eaten Conan. Like, <laughs> Can you though? I mean, eh. oh, I think it's only because of how long Conan's been in the game. Like this is this is the guy who used to be fucking Max Moon. So it's like, I mean, it bothers eh. the hell out of me personally. If I was in his shoes, even if the guy was half my age and twice my size, especially with there being the investment of my my appearance, my gimmick, and everything, I'm doing something. Yeah, he definitely should have done a lot more because he looked like he just stood there quiet for the rest of the time, right? Yeah, like even if he would have done something, right? 
right now, the conversation that you and I are having, instead of it being about why did he stand there and get slapped, it would have been even at his age, he didn't take no shit. Like whether he got his ass kicked, kicked or not, we would have been like, you know, even at his age, man, like he didn't wasn't going to take that shit. And yeah, we could say that he's an older, wiser guy and all that other kind of stuff. But I don't know if that's wisdom. You know, it's just kind of yeah. to me, it's crazy. Yeah, I feel you there. So I don't know, dude. I don't know exactly. Uh, I really wish I almost wish I didn't see that just because. Of, and also, oh, yeah, let me put it in the chat room for you guys, because uh, I know some of you are watching something. Man. There you go. Conan gets slapped. How can he slap <laughs> like that? Like that. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> you set your feet and you. <laughs> There's more information here, though. I'm not going to. Yeah, we'll get to that later, though. I just love like how that slap had zero had zero lead up, zero build up, nothing. He just reached in and poof. He did that shit like a he did that shit with the speed of a cat pawing at a oh, toy. Oh, there was lead up. You just didn't see it. Anybody who who uses uh Gaio Blanca or Honda. <laughs> <laughs> Knows that he I was can't. knows that he was charging. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker said. It, I didn't know where you were going with that. You're like, that's what I was that motherfucker said, God, oh, block or e hotter. Anyone who uses those characters knows that that that, that slap was charged. Oh God. So with that, so no. if that's the case, would that be El Honda? Yeah, he was holding back for two seconds that whole time that he was doing everything else so he could f- <laughs> charge forward. <laughs> you know, you know those guy who plays crafty bastards. Even when they're blocking, they're holding back for that sonic boom. <laughs> that was him. He was walking forward and he was holding back. <laughs> look at his mannerism. I I feel terrible if I have to run this shit again. But look, you could you could <laughs> tell. We have to. We have to now. It's too After late. that, you have to. Like, there's no one. Look at his that mannerisms. Be looking for the I hate that we're eating time, but look at his fucking man. That dude was charging that slap. Oh, my God. You could see he's charging it. The earth, the wind, the trees, and all things living. <laughs> Give me the power to slap fire out this man. Look at him. You see him? Look at his fucking posture. He's fucking charging it this whole time. Oh shit! You're kidding me! He charged the shit out of that. <laughs> oh my god! Where do you even go from there, right? Holy Jesus! I like how everybody in that scene is just casually going about that day. Like, this guy slaps people all the time, and Conan's just another person that's part of the slap list now. I'm telling you, man, they, they know that guy. That's Slappy Sosa. Yeah, Slap Kosis. <laughs> Don't fuck with this one. He's he's rougher. He's worse than the other one, right? Like, he'll slap the shit out of you. There's no slap. This little Slap Kosis number two for a reason. He might build his gimmick on that slap. Oh, my God. I think he might. Him and, him and Walter be a dream match. There you go. Chop versus slaps. Which one? I'll take the chops over over those slaps that look like they knock you unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, knock your hat silly. Oh god. But yeah, so psychosis two, the secret of the ooze. 
showed up at uh he interviewed with the uh i believe this is the president president xl okay so i guess this is one of the guys that runs AAA. and i have the video up on screen for you to see but it doesn't really matter because it's all in spanish but you can just see he's look at that he wears a psychosis mask he's a giant psychosis you see him a giant fucking psychosis it's like when Amazing Red had a gimmick in TNA where his brother was Crimson, except Psychosis number two doesn't suck ass. Yeah. So anyway, let's look at this translation here. I think what happened yesterday... <laughs> I'm sorry, but just the way it looks in translation, because it's like, I think what happened yesterday in the parentheses it has slapping Conan. You know, like if I don't know... <laughs> <laughs> just in case I'm sorry it's just the way it looked on the transcript made me laugh just in case you don't know what we're talking about anyway let me read this I think what happened yesterday slapping Conan caused a lot of controversy that was not my intention you know me I'm someone that is calm but if you come looking for trouble you will find it this was something I explained to Conan so when someone upsets me past my limit I have to confront them that's what happened it was merely personal reasons that caused that reaction I'm still working for AAA. He is still part of AAA. Even though I get little work from them, mostly with a few regional promoters, not on TV, my situation is due to a variety of reasons, but that's not my problem or what caused yesterday's actions to happen. It was personal. What it is, is that Nietzsche is a very good friend of his, and Conan boasts that he's the only psychosis, that he can do what he pleases and take the character to all these shows and promoters. Conan told me to fix it however I could. I warned him about it in October. I could not see him until now that I had a show that day. So uh, I guess he basically said, you can see me about it. He said, I'm going to see you. It was one of those kind of things. So he said, yesterday I went to two friends. I know what kind of person Conan is. So I had someone record our interaction. Oh, that's funny. So that was his cameraman. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be Conan. That wouldn't make much sense. You'd never see the light of day with this thing. He said, this way I have proof of what went down. This this day, that video has been useful because I received a call of complaint that I pushed the woman that came to my side during this and I never pushed her. I only moved her out of path. I'm here. I told you I was going to fix this face to face. What do you have to say? And then apparently he said that Conan said he had no idea what he was talking about. So he slapped him. And he went on to explain that he wanted Conan to fight him and put some actions behind his words. So then Psychosis 2 says, I am 52. He is 52. He is not an old man. And he says, if he's in his current state from all the vices he partakes in, that's not my problem. Ouch. So he's basically like, look, we're both the same age. If I can kick your ass because you did so many drugs that you're physically fucked up, that's not my problem. If I was a bad, greedy person, I would have killed him with blows. But I'm not like that. I'm not going to hurt someone that didn't even defend themselves. Psychosis demands Conan does not sell Nicho to other promoters as psychosis or take bookings for Nietzsche as that character. Wow, that's some drama. This man went in on Conan. Jesus. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it sounds pretty bad. So that guy he, he, pretty, he pretty much shot my, uh, old man Conan bit out the window. And apparently the interviewer, President XL, said that he heard how Conan mistreats people. And he said that, uh, Conan's easily provoked to anger and accused him of being physically abusive at times. And he said that he's a fanatic at managing TV productions, wrestlers, and the locker room. So pretty much he's saying Conan had this coming. I guess so. You know, for anyone that cares for Spanish, I can speak it. I'm going to put that full interview in there for you so you can check it out yourself. 
got slapped by the next psychosis. And yeah, there's some sort of legal issue apparently over the name. They don't want the old psychosis using the gimmick anymore. And apparently Kent Conan told him, go ahead and use it. And that's also what pissed this guy off. Yeah, it's like if somebody, like legal things tell you, hey, you can't use this name anymore. I mean, whether it's right or wrong, you don't just tell them like, okay, go ahead and use the name. Like, it's just going to cause problems. Yeah, especially when the guy's bigger than you and has a big slap. You know what I'm saying? Like, Motherfucker hit you in the face with a lunchbox. What's wrong with you? Like, I'll slap the shit out of you. Charged slap. Fucking vampiro cut your hair and I'm going to smack the shit out of you. What you want you on one next? <laughs> he should have fought. I feel like he should have fought. It would have made it look at least better, a little bit better on his end. Because, I mean, it just looked like he just got smacked and then it was just like, okay, okay, okay. He, he, he got smacked and then was on the other side of the car. Writing's not that break. easy, but Grammarly can help. That scared the living hell out of me. I don't know what I. <laughs> you do. I don't know what I had open that did that. I legit jumped. It was like holy. I shit. looked. <laughs> I looked up to see who jumped in the call, and did not kill the audio. I don't know. I guess I still this sentence Look, is it, it grammatically correct, fuck? but it's wordy and hard to read. The writer's message and the word choice. Be gone, thought. You stop it. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, Tom Field shenanigans. This is a two-man show, all right? Shit. <laughs> uh, might have been that uh might have been a ad for that uh from that freaking Psychosis Two interview we have playing played in the middle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because I had it I had the video itself muted since it was in Spanish. I guess the ad had volume. <laughs> yeah, it said unmute. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, it made me I don't know, I don't want to say I lost respect for Conan, but damn, he let that guy just fucking slap him. That man slapped the dog shit out of him. Like. I expect him to give him like a double leg takedown or something. But yeah, maybe he, maybe he's right. We did hear that he's fucked up from all his vices. I've seen him really fucked up. Like I've seen him come out. It's a miracle he's come back from a lot of bad shit. Oh, dude, there was a point where uh, I think near his near the end of his run in TNA, he was in a wheelchair most of the time, and they played yeah. and they played it off like somebody had busted him up. But like, no, he was legit hurt. Like, yeah, I remember that. He didn't he look good the for whole, a while. the whole time. He was in uh, Lucha Underground for the first two seasons. He walked around with a cane. Didn't Don Tony have to raise money to get him a kidney transplant or some shit at one point? I think it was something along those lines. Because I know I think it was Impact wouldn't pay for it or something like that. At least at that time. I can't remember what the deal was. But it was yeah, around that time. You don't fucking say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we hear the... <laughs> Impact wouldn't pay for it or something like that. We... <laughs> We hear that the catering wasn't fucking good there, and you can ask them to pay for a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you put it that way, <laughs> get the fuck out of here! And Impact wouldn't pay for it, or something like that. They wouldn't pay for that, or the cost law. Oh god! <laughs> you damn right they weren't gonna pay for that. I'm pretty sure there's no kidney signs up in the bathrooms. Motherfucker, we could barely afford the Lunchables. Fuck you, eat you the kidney. you a kidney? We at just supersize this week on and we pushed it, all right? At that point, we may as well just pay for a new body like Krang. <laughs> How far in the doghouse do you want to put us? <laughs> We're in the red coat, Jesus Christ. How far are we from our Rebella doghouse? Oh, God. Okay, enough of that. <laughs> Good lord. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Paige. Uh, Paige, so yeah. Paige, yeah. Apparently, a joke was made. Triple H made a joke that was taken 
uh, very badly. The internet got very angry at Triple H for this joke. I don't know if you have heard about this already. I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to just let you guys see it. Let me see. Let's just put this up on screen. Let's have this happen before we talk about it. It's a medical decision. That is far from us. If our medical experts say that they believe that this person has done whatever to rehab their situation, and it could be multiple situations and anything, um, but if they've done that, that all of that, and they're now safe to get back into the ring, we allow it. If they're not, and you see that with Daniel Bryan, none of us ever thought Daniel Bryan was going to step in the ring, at least not for us. And that was a question for him. You know, well, I can't do it for you. Doesn't mean I can't do it for other places. But you know, you have the conversation with him about if medical experts are telling you this isn't the best thing, right? Um, but he worked extraordinarily hard for a long period of time to get himself back to a place physically where medical teams, the same people that disqualified him, were willing to say, yeah, okay, I, I, now I feel like this is a safe return. So if that's the case, when you're talking about people as talented as Edge, Page, you wouldn't want them to return. I'm a fan just like everyone else, and I, I yeah, I would love to see them step into the ring and compete. More importantly than that, though, I'd like to see them live long, healthy lives. You know, Edge has kids. You know, Paige, maybe uh, she probably has something she doesn't know of. But um, <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> you need some coffee for the um, Yeah, so there it is. You want them to, their health first, people first, you know. But he made that joke. I think we even played a lot of that clip last week, right? Um, I feel like I think it might so, be the same yeah. one. If it is, that goes to show. I don't know if it was, but if it was, that goes to show how much over my head as far as it being a fucking harmless joke. So, I mean, Triple H making know. jokes in 2020. Oh, God. Yeah, like, how oh, dare no, you, sir? Triple H, he told it. Like, joke. that man hasn't been cracking jokes his whole fucking career. <laughs> I swear, this girl can take, and I hate to say it that way, but she can take dick way better than she can take a fucking harmless joke. And it's. I'm kind of getting sick of it, man. You know what I mean? Just from an outside perspective, I'm just kind of getting sick of all of the stuff with her. We've spoken about this when the sex tape first leaked, and we always said that that we had no issues. We weren't judging her based on her sexuality or her choice to be with two guys or even to tape it or anything, or even the fact that it leaked. It was the way she handled it, like the way she didn't just own it and move on. You know what I mean? You had a sex tape, own it and fucking move on. Get over it without... uh becoming super sensitive to the world you can't have it both ways you can't make a decision to be promiscuous like that whether privately or not and then not be conscious of the risk and and then you know have this sudden uh shyness and sensitiveness to you that's just not fair at the end of the day and i don't think that that joke and i can't say for certain but i don't think that that joke had anything whatsoever to do with anything with her i think it was just a joke placed poorly from some people's perspectives and i think he would have made that joke if there was never a page sex tape or alberto the real page bonnie and clyde storyline with cocaine and knife fights and shit i think that that joke would have just been made just because it was a joke it was a triple h joke and part of the humor of that joke in its innocence i think was the, the funniness of the fact that he's saying Paige probably has some kids she doesn't know about. Because it would be funny for a woman to not know she has kids. You hear about her being a guy, but not a girl. Yeah, like, that's the whole like a, point of the joke. <laughs> so it's like a gender joke, almost. It was it was just a, it was an innocent joke that people took too damn far. 
you know, and, and people got offended by this. And I honestly don't know why. I found it to be a little bit ridiculous that they even that had to make it a thing. And it just goes to show how much the world is changing. That nowadays, something that small can offend so many people. You know, I put it up there for anyone who was worried or curious about seeing it for themselves. Just sad to me that that's what we have happening, you know. So what was it exactly that she said? I'm looking here for uh, what she said. She okay, said, even my... Even my boss jokes about me. No wonder you guys still do it too. You see what I mean? Like, oh, what was me? Even my boss jokes about me. Like playing the petty card there. <laughs> and then Renee Young replies to that big love page. She's been to hell and back, but some people want to make jokes. We need and she deserves real change. Come on. She's been to hell and back, really? Like hell and back? She had a fucking sex tape leak that invaded her privacy. Sure, she was promiscuous enough to make the fucking thing. You know what? The other people, the Kardashians survived it, maybe even staged it. Paris Hilton survived it. Pamela Anderson survived it. So many people. Joe Chick off of Love and Hip Hop survived it. And none of them acted like that. You know what I mean? Like, no one acted like that. Everyone has a whatever attitude. And that kind of drives people nuts, especially the media and the public. When something like that happens and you just go about your day. Think about that. Because, you know, they're looking for something. People are always looking for a vulnerability in you or for something to bother you. So it really, really digs at them when something like that happens and you are out in public afterwards and they're looking at you to see if you feel awkward about the fact that they've seen you fucking. But at the same time, when you don't show anything, they get over it. So the thing with her is she's always been extra sensitive. She talked about how she wanted to kill herself instead of owning it. And I hate that attitude of, you know, I wasn't the same person I was back then. Like almost that in in a way like that disconnecting yourself from the act by saying you weren't the same person. You are the same person in the sense that you're still you. It's not like this is a fucking decade later. That was the last uh, NXT women's title that was splooged on, right? It's not like it was the f- <laughs> exactly. It's not like it was the fucking FCW women's title if they even was or the Ohio Valley title, right? It was an NXT title, which is still a fairly new company if you look at the grand scheme of things, a fairly new brand. So the point being that whole I'm a different person, I just feel it's like a, just a way of deflecting accountability, which in a way, you know, is, is deflecting shame also, which again, my argument is there really should be no shame. So what, whatever you are, you had sex and you, and it got, and it leaked out on the internet. What's the big deal? Am I right? Yeah. It's just like, it, it's more of like, yeah, you might be a different person in some ways, but not enough to where you could just detach yourself from that. Yeah, and and you you really shouldn't have to, you know, at the end of the day. I think Ryback said it best when it first happened. He said in his show that sometimes people forget that these are still human beings and they have penises and vaginas. <laughs> you know, exactly. so it's kind of like, why wouldn't I think that Paige would like to get into stuff? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So. Yeah. So, yeah, it just bothers me that that she took it so sensitively that she's like, even my boss makes fun of me. And then, you know, Renee's like, oh, Paige went through hell because somebody took her, you know, and placed her on top of these dicks and forced her with a camera and then threw her into Del Rio's arms and stuffed Coke or whatever the fuck else they were doing down each other's noses. You know what I mean? Like, they were all conscious decisions she made. Maybe they regret. Everyone in life has regrets, but I wish people stopped saying that she's been through hell. She had a really successful career and a lot of money, and like anyone else, she's had ups and downs and things that she may be wrong choices, questionable choices, but I just hate the victim card being played here just because of a joke, and then of all people, Triple H, and what bothers me the most about it 
is that to be honest, I feel like WWE, out of all of the stuff you want to say about WWE, they handled all the pages bullshit with the most grace and dignity that I've ever seen them handle anything with. Exactly. It's a fucking miracle. Like these people didn't do anything to her. Nothing to her. When you've seen them punish people for fucking up small things, you know what I mean? Who's, what was his name? Big Cass got, got punished for punching a midget. <laughs> this chick basically went on a hiatus binge with her boyfriend while he went all over the place on social media shitting on her current boss talking about his fucking nose talking about his face calling him a pussy and a bitch while she's on social media she was on camera selfie camera with the two of them both in the picture with him calling triple h out calling him a little pussy bitch with her in the back going honey you know and all this no one addressed anything she failed wellness policy violations and this is all before the fucking sex tape leaked then a sex tape which, leaked, and it wasn't just any sex tape. It was a compilation, which most people, unless you're in porn, don't have compilations. So then a fucking sex tape leaks, right? A whole compilation. And in one of the tapes, the fucking title, their title, a WWE title that she represents the company with, is getting splooged on in the fucking leaked sex tape. No one does anything to this girl. They all regret that this happens. No one said shit. And I think they handled it really well. They almost just turned the other cheek and just saw her as a victim and were really cool about it, especially people like Triple H, who's been vocal about the fact that he has three daughters. Yeah, like Squires you know said, I mean? her sex tapes have volumes, by the way, welcome Squires. You know what I mean? Been been vocal about the fact that, that uh, you know, he has daughters and that's what made him uncomfortable about the China thing and everything. And the guy's being honest about this. But I think they handled it gracefully. We were always wondering if she would ever be able to even come back. We were always wondering. And then to top it off, and another thing I didn't mention, it was with, it was with a couple of her freaking, uh, coworkers. So with the coworkers yeah. on the world title. And then you, then, you know what I mean? And it's like, there, there's such a fucking resume here. You know what I mean? There's such a rap sheet for this woman. I venture to say that might be the longest rap sheet we've ever seen in wrestling it might be this might be it that might be the peak of things that you can fucking do and get away with and that's what blows my mind about it that it's kind of like so they handled this with a lot of grace no one no one said anything because they're known to do that they could put you in a childish angle they could have made her part of new day they could have yeah, done I mean, they could have done anything they've done they've done angles to people for less I or they could have just not had brought that her back one at all and joke but that's just big e being big e like yeah, so I'm and then nobody said shit about shit, shit to Big E either. So it's like, and then you know what? To top all of this off, they tolerate all of this, right? They tolerate sex tapes, leaks, fucking cum shots, uh, drunken Mexican boyfriends. They tolerate all of these different things, all of these different things, and just grind their teeth because they're like, whatever. Paige is gonna come back at the end of the day. She's a really good wrestler, and you know what, man? You can't take that shit away from her. Her being in the women's division changes the whole dynamic. So they literally had that as like a trump card where it's like, yeah, we got all this other stuff. But you guys know that with the women that we have here, that once she shows up and starts wrestling with them, this is going to be a whole different chapter. And then what? Or what was it even a couple of weeks into it? Now she fucks up her back or whatever. Her back's fucked up. She can no longer perform. If there was any point after everything that they've been through to just be like, fuck it, fuck it. Just throw the hands in the air and be like, that's it. No more. They could have done it there. But they make her the general manager of SmackDown. Of SmackDown for a good duration of time. And then even when she's done with that, they make it a man of the Kabuki Warriors. And when she's done, you know what I mean? They just keep giving her gigs. Now she's on the Fox show as one of the, as one of the correspondents there. Could they be showing this girl any more love? 
<laughs> I think at that point you could have an offhanded joke and it'd be okay. Especially since she came from Triple H's class of NXT. That's practically a daughter now. He practically brought her up through the fucking ranks and gave her everything, even at her fucking lowest, and still kept her going with this company. And you would think that being a company girl, which is what she should be at this point, that the way she would have dealt with this was to not fucking acknowledge or accentuate the the uh the comments, you know, to deflect them, to just say no big deal. Just to go we're gonna go into it later on, but there was a there were there was a thing where someone amongst the women they tried to say that one of the women was a bully, and then people came forward and were like, "No, we we you know we had a good we have a great relationship." That's the way you remain you 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 maintain rapport with people. So it bothers me that Paige, as good as they treat her, just because of the potential bad PR, that her instinctive nature was to not shit where she sleeps and to just sort of say, "You know what? I know this guy in this company well enough that's treated me great." I know they didn't mean anything by it. So if the press ask me, instead of me acting like a victim, I'm just going to go, yeah, no, nah, he, he didn't mean, you know, or something, man. It's just I, I don't see how that side of this is not being seen. There should be some fucking loyalty to this since I know he didn't mean it that way. And it's just messed up that I watched them, a company that we talk bad about when they do shit on people. We watched them try to help this girl as much as they possibly could. Jesus they Christ. Could have, they, they could have ran this girl through the mud three times over easily. Yeah, and with that, we bring, let me get my button ready here, we bring Matt Squires on the call. Did I miss the cake and ice cream? Nah, no cake here. <laughs> oh, that's right. Just, it's just Sorry. coffee. Just coffee. <laughs> I guess we got a spare cup, though. Which I let most coffee of it get. Coffee and hard cakes. Yeah, which it's I like, most like of it get cold already. Put it in the microwave, I mean, huh? Yeah, literally, because I've been doing so much ranting on here that it's like now I just went to sip it. It's like it is fucking lukewarm now. <laughs> you know, that, that's, even this. Look at that page. Even ruined my coffee, and they helped this this woman. <laughs> you know, but see, you you know that's what I just mean. Like I get actually, I can't even say I do get it because I don't think that the joke was that bad. I don't think that any of this was that serious. And even if it was, let's just say that it was a bad joke. I can't think of a bad joke, nor do I want to, but let's just say he managed to make a joke that was unquestionably about the fact that she was getting double dipped, right? Let's just say that that's what happened. Just because of how cool they've been about it up to this point, she still should have just not put shined light on it. And Renee and everyone else, these people that get the most hookups are going to turn on a top person like that, the son-in-law of the fucking chairman. It's just funny to me how everyone's balls are bigger on social media. Apparently, no matter where you're from or who you work for, social media gives people such balls that that, that, that they're almost desensitized to the fact that that shouldn't have been handled the way that it was. And I'm more upset about that and the fact that everyone in the public didn't see it that way than I'm about Triple H's stupid little joke that almost wasn't even a joke. It's a non-joke. Yeah, because face-to-face, you can't block somebody on social media. If somebody says something you don't like, okay, block and then Nikki Bella tweets out, we will never see, we will never see the true change in equality if we just see them as storylines. Change in a company starts from the top. Our leaders help set the example. For us women, we need all the help we can get. Help with respect from our coworkers and fans. We are all one. One love. What the hell am I? What, what Bitch, happened? You're supposed to be somewhere getting pretend married again. Shut the fuck up. Like, this ain't about you no more. What in the world are they even? You see what I mean? This is the reason why, and this is probably why as many, as much as we have great women wrestlers, there's certain places where we have shitty ones. Because if you say anything to anyone, they're going to be like women's equality and blah, blah, blah. And we got to stand together. Don't become a victim. Even if you're the one who did the wrong thing and made the mistake and everyone else t- looked the other way. It's, it's all about equality here. Blows my fucking mind. 
that this was handled like this. And the Triple H, with an innocent joke, as much as we've seen this guy do, and everyone's going nuts. All these women are, like, rallying together. And no one's looking at this subjectively as what it was. Bunch of hypocrites. That's what they are. Can, can you believe that Triple H, the DX guy, the suck it guy, that, that's also taking care of all of these young people that are now coming up to the ranks, had to go and, and apologize, which we're going to get to that yeah. in a minute. The but, guy that made a girl take her show show her goods on a live show. Remember that? Where he told yeah. that chick to lift her shirt up? Yeah, and she yeah. did it with no hesitation. Wasn't thinking yeah. wasn't thinking for a hot second about, you know what? This this won't represent women women's equality. Like Triple H said, tits. Okay, tits. Like, <laughs> yeah, so Paige gave an interview where she talked a little bit about this. Which we're gonna have the lovely experience. I'm gonna link you guys on the man. I'm gonna run it on the screen. It was your fault. So I apologize for that. Yeah. Um, well you asked like a normal question. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to ask uh, what were your thoughts on his answer? On his answer? Yeah. Um Obviously, I was a little bit uh, perplexed, a little bit taken back, because like he's someone that I truly look up to, and uh, he's always been like very respectful. So I just feel like he kind of got caught up, maybe in, in, in a joke, but I just don't think it was appropriate to joke about. Well, um, again, like I don't know, it's just something that I'm not going to continue to keep talking about because I feel like people on the internet have done a very good job with that. So. One last thing on that: Have you spoken to him since? Um, he, he's definitely he's definitely reached out. We're going to be talking about some funny. Glad we've got out of the way. We can yeah. start with all the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't appropriate. You see what I mean? And like I said, everyone looks way too into things. And you know, it wasn't appropriate. You taking dick and having the title fucking come below. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know what and, I mean? Hey, video- and videotaping it because you don't videotape something unless you want somebody to see it. So don't sit there and play all innocent and la la la. And you certainly did like all the attention everybody was giving you then. And then now somebody makes light of it. They want to cry. Oh, equality. Oh, it's such a cop out. It, it just drives me insane. And it's just the temperament of society today. I want to do what I want with no responsibility and no backlash. But when I do get backlash or somebody does call me out, oh, you can't say that. That's that's equality or you're a bully. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's it's sickening. It to me, it's it's sickening that that is the way. It's gutless. That, is what a, it is. It Stay is. behind what you what you did. Yeah, that's all. And I said before on here that I've never judged her on the act. I don't care what she does. She likes she likes sex. She likes doing it. Hey, have fun. Whatever. Fantastic. Good for you. I'm a firm believer in free will. Live how you want to live, but own it. The only part that I didn't like was the lack of accountability, the deflection of accountability, where she, you know, she kind of implied in a lot of interviews that she was trying to do it for the person she was with because uh, she thought she loved them. In other words, implying that she was manipulated into doing this and that otherwise wouldn't have done it. It's like, no, how come everything is not your fault or it wasn't you now because it's a different you from the one from the you that was uh that did this. It's just it, it pisses me off. Just own the shit and move on. Good God. Like you're good, and you know why, you, I, I and why look can't at like, you joke anymore? Exactly. Yeah. Like why <laughs> comedy? Why does comedy have to set the standard? Like you, you were giggling and everything and laughing in the background when freaking Del Rio was running his mouth. There's no giggles down. Like you know, what's not, what, 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 what's not appropriate is having your boyfriend who does not work for the company put you in a potentially put you in a fucked up situation because it's guilty by association. 
and you're too stupid to turn the fucking camera off. That's not appropriate. And, and again, I don't even care if she was too stupid. She, if she wants to tape porn of herself, that's perfectly fine, in my opinion. I think that it sucks that it got hacked. That shouldn't have happened to her. But it did. And there is the risk of that happening. So at the end of the day, if there is the risk of that happening and it happened to you, you should have gone into that knowing what the risks were and just be willing to accept them. You know, if you got some newlyweds who decide to go like out and, and fuck at a Waffle House at two in the morning <laughs> and someone so happens to have <laughs> someone so happens to have a fucking uh, camera, phone camera and they wind up on the Internet, then they, they kind of knew the risk of this. happening. That kind of stuff happens all the time in society. But you go into it knowing the risk. And that's part of the excitement of it is that you knew that there was a chance. That was the thrill you were seeking that's why you were a thrill seeker there you were looking for something that made it a thrill it wouldn't be thrilling if there wasn't any fucking chances taken i get it i totally do but nonetheless when you're willing to gamble like that you got to be willing to realize that sometimes the house wins and uh when you do a sex tape when you do any type of public stuff or anything which all of it not, not it was it was both because some of them were public they were in cars you know what i mean they were out in the open they were in locker rooms so i mean when you when you roll the dice and you do two different things like that there's a chance to be set, taken so when it happens you know what i mean just grin and bear it she's not the only person who has had a sex tape leak she's the only one who's taken it this badly regular people have that happen all the time and they're not used to having all of the attention and, and all of the uh uh people looking at them and stuff and it's like they just have to fucking deal and she has to deal like anyone else that's made that mistake you know who took it like a champ who Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when he came out, we were just like, okay, cool. Yeah, that was it. He didn't put an extra sock in his trunks or nothing. No, he could have. You know, he was fine. An extra sock, though. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Sock, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm turn to Sock Rollins. Fucking... <laughs> it, well, you have to, it's the Mick Foley. It's the way Mick Foley would sell it, but in reverse. Instead, you like you 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 hold it up to everyone, and then you roll it up and put it into the trunks. Oh my god! Oh, it's that kind of sock too. Oh, okay, I was yeah. thinking like a Viano, like Viano Five and Four, <laughs> <laughs> Sock One, Sock Two. <laughs> oh man! But uh, so then Triple H tweets, and he's like, "I've reached out to Paige to apologize. I made a terrible joke, and I'm sorry if." it offended her or anyone else which that's all he did he just did a little tweet about it but i i, I wonder if privately triple h is thinking like the way we are like come on man like this is ridiculous you know th- th- he has to be right you have to believe that even if he'll never publicly admit it there's there's a part of him that's on that that, right. that, that feels like we oh, do you know it is that's just like i can't fucking believe that these girls are acting like that over the stupid little joke i made but then the, the 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 cfo version of him has to come forward with this crappy i i apologize for the terrible joke and i'm sorry i don't think that, that that's sincere i don't blame him for saying it but there's no way that a common sense man like that or vince or anybody fucking believes that he should apologize they're doing it because they have to save faith which sucks because it's not against them, but it's a testament to how stupid things are. You know? Man. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's just, everybody likes to play tag until they're tagged. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nobody nobody wants to be it. It's like, come on. You do the crime, you gotta, you know, you gotta pay the price. Yeah. And then, and, uh, and funny, it's funny. You know? It's a joke. It's just, uh, I hate it. I mean, I, I, I can clearly see everybody in that room laughed. So, yeah, it pisses me off. And then, uh, who is this? Ronnie Raddick? I don't know. This is her rocker boyfriend, her current one, because she went through like eight after fucking the real. 
he tweets out, hey, WWE, you should be embarrassed and ashamed of yourselves for letting someone like Triple H run your company and publicly disrespect one of your divas. Paid, paid, biased or not, I hate watching her cry over you. Hasn't she been through enough? So she cried over that. First of all, who are, who are you? Um, you know what I mean? Boyfriend number 12 I, or whoever the hell you are. And, it, it, um, it's kind of funny not to cut you off. I've noticed that, first of all, she always goes for the guys wearing bands. Second of all, I've noticed everyone is in a band less and less people know. And yeah. second and third, you you know they don't call them divas anymore, right? Like if you're gonna talk shit about the wrestling business, at least pay attention. Yeah, exactly. They're not they good, haven't good been divas them, yeah. in like what two, three years. Yeah, <laughs> but they're still divas. It shows how uninformed he is about the entire All thing. Right. And, that, and and also just just jockeying for attention because who the fuck is he? Ronnie Rad. Nobody knows who the fuck he is. I don't even know what band he plays for or whatever. The Dirt Chiefs just haven't put on his rocker boyfriend. They don't even have like a... <laughs> I mean, it's like the band's not so important. What? He's a rocker. He gets to do two more count years this year? <laughs> oh, God. It, it, I mean, for God's sake, at least Big Swole would have been known as AEW Women's Wrestler. You know why? Because they know where she's from. And how many of her boyfriends are going to publicly call out the company? I mean, until one who actually matters shows up, I guess. Like... You know, which they also tolerate that, though. There shouldn't be any. It's like we have discarded corporate professionalism for this SJW nonsense, because even though you might feel that he broke some sort of politically correct etiquette, you have broken all levels of corporate etiquette. And no one acknowledges that. Not even the WWE, who who are basically the largest practitioners of corporate etiquette probably in the world next to something like Microsoft or Google or Apple. So I, it just blows my mind. It's, it's completely fine to do that. If this was any other company, they'd be gone. It doesn't matter if they were right or not. You can't go tweeting shit about your company and your boss and then still go to work. And you let your boyfriend do it too. <laughs> Unbelievable. There's going to come a point, man, where Vince McMahon is no longer running this company. I felt this way, and I'm not just saying this now. I felt this way for the last decade. I'm not saying I'm in a rush for it to happen, but there's going to come a point where he's no longer running this company. And whether it's Triple H or Stephanie, whoever it is, that whole undergroup is gone. Gone, 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 gone. They will not survive the night. This will be like the longest night done properly. The White Walkers will fucking come and darkness is going to reign because I'm telling you now that people like Kevin Dunn, ironically, no pun intended in that name, there's no way that he, he, I think he's one of the first to go. <laughs> like that's one of, that's one of Vince's guys, 100%. I think you're going to see like an entire corporate structure, um, just redesign or corporate restructuring. There and, will be no Aria to save any of them. Yeah. And I kind of feel like it wouldn't surprise me if there are certain lines that they don't want to cross anymore. That are certain bridges could be burned when Vince is, isn't here anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that Paige is one of them. I'm not saying that uh, Del Rio's one of them, Jericho's one of them, Ambrose, you know, or CM Punk. I'm just saying that it's possible that either Triple H or Stephanie might not want one out of five or six of those guys back. So people should be more careful about that. You know, this is these are the people. These could be your future employers. You know, when your contract is up. Uh, if sure, if at that point there's an AEW for you to go to and I guess stand around and be, be gimmicked up, sure, knock yourself out. But I just think that, I don't know, I, I wasn't handled cool at all. People underneath the WWE flag should band together more. Like, holy shit. I don't think this would have happened in another company. 
And I like how her boyfriend is so pompous, like, how could you do that? When I just gently scroll through his Twitter and there's a picture of him in a mugshot, escape the fate, Ronald Joseph Reiki has been sentenced to 18 to 48 months in prison after a two-month run from authorities. U.S. Marshal's office. Cute. So he's an upstanding citizen. He was on, <laughs> he was on the run? For, he was on the run for two months? Yeah. This guy looks... Oh. See, Paige, social media came back and fucked you. But the only difference is we didn't get it on tape this time. When you look up douche in a dictionary, this guy's face is right underneath it. Oh, my gosh. With so his, he, oh, I'm cool with my neck tats, and I've got a tattoo on the forehead. He looks like he's drinking out of a white claw and Red Bull done his way. So he, he's just some some guy who was jockeying for attention. Yeah. Can you link me to a picture? I'm not even going to put it on uh, Tron or anything. Screw that. But I want to look on my phone and see what this looks like. With a pat his face. This guy's irritating. Yeah, send me it to me. I want to look at this real quick. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, you get to see this piece of work. He he I'm looks sorry. like he wouldn't even get a garage band gig. Like, like come on now, Paige. If you was going to fucking with rockers, fuck with rockers who are credible. Because they won't they, they, they won't say stupid shit because they actually have something to lose. Like, what you doing, man? Come on now. No high school gyms where this fucker wouldn't even get hired. Are you kidding me? <laughs> What's up, Gary Goldfish? How you doing? Gary! Gary. Gary! No. <laughs> Did either of you guys send it to me yet? Oh, I will. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you did or? No, I didn't. Oh, let me find that one real quick. You want that, that U.S. Marshal picture? I'll find, I'll save you that. That was a while ago, and then I'll give you that. Anything, that, anything that'll that's give me not who she goes for. Well, that's like. who she's always gone for. These type of guys, and we're doing yeah. pretty good, Gary. Just covering the week of news. Hit that follow button if you're new. Come around every Monday. We do a live show. It's wonderful. Yeah, oh, I can't wait for this reaction. <laughs> that's him. Yeah, <laughs> as far as I can tell, he's a band guy. He's yeah, tatted all the way up the neck like she likes him, right? Ugh. If you can't see the skin, it's just we know it's real. What is this guy? Eighteen? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was being generous. Get out Isn't of that here! That can't that be him. <laughs> Isn't that Paige in that picture with him? Is it? I can't even tell. It looks kind of like her. Yeah. I thought that he was Paige when I first saw it. Stasis said <laughs> she likes him for the fingers. I'm done. Well, I mean, Stasis, he's in a rock band that nobody knows, so I don't know if the finger work there is quite that good. So he has he has so he has such soft feminine features that I thought the girl in front of him was a T-shirt of himself. <laughs> you know what he looks like if the girl from the ring had a child? Oh my god! <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was awesome. My little tatted boy. Mm. Oh my god, you go to a show and then you die in seven days. Oh, that would be great. You know how much that would weed out of all of those kind of people? Yeah, we'd be <laughs> done with it already. Wouldn't even be having this oh. conversation. You can, oh, I, got, I have to bring him up on the screen now. Fuck it. <laughs> people are going to be mad. Yeah, like, Gary, all I'll say, because Gary is like, I don't know what I popped into. Just hang out. It's going to get better. I promise. <laughs> I, oh, I don't promise. But there, there he is right there. Look at that! I thought that was him. At, I thought he was her at first, and then, and then I and then I thought that um, I thought he was wearing a T-shirt of himself. You know what he looked like? I was like, "Holy he shit!" Looked- he has a T-shirt of himself waving. 
You, you know what he looked like? He looks like somebody hung him upside down, dunked him in the fo- in the fountain of youth, and only got up to the chin. Yeah, it it it, it is for sure him because he's got stuff about Paige on his. Oh stuff. my god! Who's under that white mask? <laughs> Gary said they're twins. <laughs> is it Del Rio? Oh my god. That'd be a good swerve, right? It was just a mask all along. This is going to be one of those things like when Master Miller turned out to be Liquid Snake, right? No. Brother! <laughs> you know what he looks like? He looks like when you hit random on your creative character. All right, enough. Let's let's just stop. The random creative character with douchebag. He there we go. We gave him his 30 seconds of him. We gave him even more than that. But yeah, come on. Who the hell are you talking about? He has a, I should have put the mugshot one up there. I want to know what he was running from. <laughs> Probably running from the school janitor. Oh man, keistering things. <laughs> but again, but again, I have nothing. I have no kind of judgment for what Paige did. I have judgment for how she handled it. I've always said that on here, and the fact that everyone now has to tiptoe around her mistake, as if right. they weren't enough already. So, oh my god, you Dude, walk on if she worked at Kinko, she would have been fired the next day. I'm pretty sure the grace that she's had is well enough. Yeah, just be happy. Give a little bit of that back. People make mistakes, and uh, you know, if she wants people practice what you preach. You know, everybody wants to remind us that people make mistakes, but then when someone makes a mistake, they're the quickest ones to crucify the person. And even if it's, if it's a small mistake, they're like, you know, be be sympathetic. She didn't notice she was gonna be getting double dipped in a sex tape. People make mistakes. Triple H makes a little tongue in cheek joke about it. It's like burn up. I mean, it's proven she can give and take. So. <laughs> Oh, and Squires wins this episode. <laughs> Woods handled it better. You know, he just had a little, a few little side jokes here, a little bit of, you know, yeah. a few little things. He, 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 he took a couple of ribs from Big E and then kept it moving. Like, yeah. With Big E, I mean, nobody said shit with Big E did anything. So, I mean, nope. Just saying, social media, way with y'all did. Like, oh, wait, that's right. Y'all only show up when it's the big, big game. Okay. Well, it's because the world has changed a lot in this past year, and it's getting worse. Oh, yeah. It's only going downhill. Yeah. It's only getting worse. So I think we've just become, it's just become that kind of a world now, man, where everybody's waiting for you to just say or do something wrong. Right, any thoughts on this before we move on? No, no I mean, we, we can go see his band. What's it face next week at where they can get tired, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure he's coming to a garage near you, so. Come on, come on, Squires. He ain't made it that big yet. No, I'm kidding. Write it down. Coming to a garage near you. Yes. <laughs> All I'm saying is, if we go with that one, we already got the artwork. <laughs> okay. Well, moving on, we're going to talk about dearly departed Rocky Johnson, which uh, has passed away in this past week since we've last been on here. Do you guys know good old Soul Man Rocky Johnson, father of Dwayne The Rock Johnson? And, uh, yeah, that's something else, right? First ever African-American tag team champions in the WWF, right? Yeah, with Tony Atlas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2008 Hall of Famer as well. The man goes way back. Yeah. No, he was definitely something. He was a guy with a lot of charisma. And uh, he was uh, definitely special. And it's funny when people talk about whether or not The Rock has, you know, really loves this business. You got to think about the fact that he was literally the product of the business because, uh, this guy uh, was trained by High Chief Peter Maivia, and that's how he met his uh, Peter Maivia's daughter, and wound up marrying into the family, which is how there is a rock. Yeah, when he first debuted, the name uh, Rocky Maivia, it was a hybrid name. It was basically to pay homage to both sides of his family. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, apparently he, they said he was feeling sick. I don't want to paranoid anyone, but that's one of the reasons why you're not feeling well. Never self-diagnose. Never be like, man, I just, I just have gas from the Taco Bell I ate yesterday. Like never, never self-diagnose too much. I mean, obviously sometimes something's something, but not everything is nothing is the best way I'm going to put this. And this is, I'm speaking as someone who I have a friend that was a bit older than me, only a little older than me. And, uh, they, they had problems, you know, they had chest pains and, by the time they made the appointment to go to the doctor to have it uh, checked out, they literally died in the parking lot, like on the way to that appointment, you know? And it's because if you think about it, if they would have maybe just been a little bit more proactive towards whatever their condition was nowadays in 2020, you know what I mean? We have the, the ability to solve most problems, catch them early. That's the amazing thing about, uh, you know, medicine and science nowadays. Most things, if it's detected, you can fucking completely zap it out of you or do whatever uh, needs to be done to resolve it. And who knows if this would have been something. But he wasn't feeling well. And uh, Brian Blair was saying that maybe he should have went to, like, I guess he, he they didn't want to go to the hospital or something. They thought it was the flu and that he was under the weather and that he wasn't feeling well. He wound up missing church, but he was being stubborn, they say. And um, it happens. You know, I have another friend who, who his, his, uh, his dad passed away and it was a similar situation, but it was even one of those worst situations where he, he fell in the bathroom. And I believe he had a stroke or a mild stroke or something. And I waited in the emergency room. And if you know any, guys know anything about New York emergency rooms, several hours, several hours in there. And I just decided, fuck it. I feel fine. I'm going to go home and then die the next day. So never, never blow that kind of shit off. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's more serious than you think. And uh, it definitely will prolong longevity. Like if you're feeling something, have it checked out because that's your body's way of telling you things. And uh, never say that you're feeling fine when you're not feeling fine. That's a message I want to give to people, because like I said, as someone who's lost people because of that, uh, you know, I definitely don't want to see that continue to happen. Always take time out for yourself. And, you know, because like Morgan says, all life is precious. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, it was it was really sad. You, you know? quoted Morgan. You got to quote Morgan. You right? threw me off. I didn't know what Morgan you were going with. <laughs> You know, oh Morgan, my uh, god you have to throw a little Walking Dead reference in there why not right mm-hmm. oh there, that's another Morgan and I didn't know which one Matt Morgan Oh, you know, well, come on fucking Matt Morgan that's who you thought <laughs> the blueprint is who I quoted of, of at the end of the a fucking story about, about life and death yeah. oh you know like the blueprint Matt Morgan, Matt Morgan used to say if Rocky Johnson read his blueprints he would have been okay he would have been a jobber. He'd have never oh made any of his blueprints. <laughs> He'd have stuttered all day. That's it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it's it's definitely sad. But he was old. He lived a long life. He was in his 70s, right? Late 70s. Yes, yeah, 75. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. And The Rock, uh, he put out a tribute thing here. Let me link you guys to it. Yeah, that shuffle, right? He was the best at doing that. Dude was doing kip-ups before, no, before everybody else, like, huh? Let's see here. The Rock pays tribute. This was on, I guess this was on his Instagram. Bear with me, guys. I'm the freaking director, producer, everything else here. And there's a lot of buttons. How do I get this one up here? Is this it? This should be it. I don't know what the I'm substance of the... partner from Washington, D.C., weighing 250 pounds, Rocky Johnson. Rocky Johnson, without a doubt, 
one of the longtime favorites in the World Wrestling Federation, and he and Tony Atlas are targets somewhat, indeed, for any number of tag team combinations wishing to challenge them for the tag team title. All right, that's all The Rock put up. That was just part of his Instagram. Also, uh, Gary Goldfish, thank you for the follow. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, when I have the Tron large like that, notifications automatically. It, it knows during drops now to not do that. So, yeah, uh, this Instagram underneath it, he wrote a paragraph here. Where he says, I love you. You broke color barriers, became a ring legend, uh, and trailblazed your way through this world. I was a boy sitting in the seats watching and adoring you, my hero from afar, the boy you raised to always be proud of our cultures and proud of who and what I am. The boy you raised with the toughest of love the intense work the hard hand the adoring boy who wanted to know only your best qualities who then grew to become a man realizing you had other deep complex sides that needed to be held and understood son to father man to man that's when my adoration turned to respect and my empathy turned to gratitude grateful that you gave me life grateful that you you gave me life's invaluable lessons that i wish i had one more shot to tell you i love you before you crossed over to the other side but you were ripped away from me so fast without warning gone in an instant and no coming back i'm in pain but we'll both know it's just pain and it'll pass now carry your mama and work ethic with me and it's time to move on because i have my family to feed and work to accomplish finally i want you to rest your trailblazing soul soul man pain-free regret-free satisfied and at ease you lived a very full very hard barrier breaking life and left it all in the ring i love you dad and i'll always be proud and grateful son go rest high so that was the message he put out there with the rest of this he was quiet for a few days before he uh, came forward he probably needed to uh gather himself from everything that was going on yeah something that big you want to give yourself a few days just kind of get your head on straight yeah and uh yeah definitely for sure i'm glad that this is someone who got in the hall of fame early like they're supposed to Oh, yeah, he'd been in the Hall of Fame. I mean, 2008, so it's been a long time he's been in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it always stinks when they have to go in after, you know. Yeah, after they die. It's just like, why couldn't they have gone in sooner? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Rock then later on went on Instagram to actually put up a video where he, I guess he speaks here. I haven't seen this yet. Let's see what we got going on. Hey everybody, I just wanted to, I uh, just wanted to stop in and, uh, on this really blessed Sunday to, uh, to say thank you so much. Um, thank you. My heart is so full of gratitude, uh, deep in my bones, in my, in my constitution, in my wiring, in my heart, and in my, um, in my mana for the outpouring of love and the support and the well wishes and the condolences that you have sent me and my family during this time you i the you have um you have lifted my spirits in ways that um that i hope you can imagine so all your messages your lengthy messages your deep messages all the stories that you've shared with me uh, i've read as many as i possibly could and the 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 quality that it has provided me um, during this time has been immeasurable and invaluable, and I thank you guys and I love you uh, for this support. Uh, as you know, I lost my old man a few days ago. Um, I lost him just like that. Didn't get a chance to say goodbye to him. I would, I would give anything right now 
to give him a big old hug and a big old kiss uh, before he crossed over and just say thank you and I love you and I respect you. Um, but I didn't get a chance to say that. Um, and uh, But, you know, such is life, as many of you know, based on the messages that you have uh, shared with me, that many of you understand this pain when you lose a parent. Um, and even those of you who have never lost a parent, you've lost grandparents, you know, you understand that, and you've lost loved ones. We've all lost loved ones. And, uh, you know, this is, it's life, such is life, the cycle of life that um, it's painful, it's amazing, it's beautiful, it's heartbreaking, it's powerful, it's a kick in the gut, it can knock you down, it can knock your ass out, as it felt like it's knocked me out this week. But the the blessing that I'm realizing and that we have to manage with something like this is now you rise. Now you get back up and now you live as greatly as you possibly can in the wake of the life and legacy that your loved one has left and especially a parent and especially a dad. You know, there's just a unique bond. I've got the greatest bond with my three daughters, Simone, Jasmine and Tia. There's nothing like the bond of a father and a daughter. There's nothing like it. There's that great quote, which is, you know, uh, every man um, wants a son, but every man needs a daughter. So I've got the most beautiful relationship with my daughters. But what's also very interesting is that there's a unique father and son bond that is so unique. And it's, it's a testosterone-driven bond that the, it's irreplaceable. So there's so much about my old man and all of his complexities that only me as his son can understand. And um, anyway, such is life. And um, a lot of you guys wanted to know what happened to my dad. So uh, he had not been feeling well and uh, been battling a cold and infection. And um, he uh, on Tuesday, he had what's called a deep vein thrombosis, which is essentially a blood clot in the leg. And um, it was a, a big old blood clot that broke free, traveled up his body and went right to his lung and uh, clotted his lung. And um, he he, uh, he died very quickly from a massive heart attack, just like that. And uh, according to the medical examiner who performed the autopsy, it was it was clear and very evident of what happened. And, um, you know, my question was, uh, was he in pain? Did he go quick? Was it drawn out? And, um, you know, he said he went fast. He went quick. That's my old man. He was always quick. <laughs> um, but, but that did give me great comfort, uh, in knowing that it wasn't prolonged. And the reason why it gave me great comfort, even though I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to my old man, uh, that one last time is that he had been, he had been in a lot of pain. He had been in a lot of pain for a very, very long time. And, and, you know, that's the, the life of, of a pro wrestler, especially at that age and coming from out of that era from the sixties, seventies and eighties. Um, you know, he banged his body around. Uh, and, um, he had, he had always told me, you know, uh, a day without pain is like a day without sunshine. <laughs> and he would tell me that when I was 10. So you can imagine those are, that's a lot of years of being in pain. So, you know, my old man, there's no more pain, which makes me 
happy um, that he's not in pain anymore. Um, if, uh, if you guys out there, if you have parents around, your mom, your dad, your wife, your husband, your babies, your children, your best friends, your grandparents, um, text them, call them, go see them if they're close by. And if you can hug them, I want you to hug them. You tell them that these are the marching orders from Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> who just lost his old man. Um, but you hug them and you hug them hard because that's what I'm doing with my family uh, and my friends and the ones I love. I'm hugging them hard because you never know what's around the corner. We just never know. Here today, gone tomorrow. Um, uh, we are laying my dad to rest this Tuesday and uh, saying goodbye to the soul man. And um, today I am uh, up for air. I'm going to go in this gym and I'm going to crush my leg workout <laughs> in honor of him. And it's appropriate because he taught me how to work out. He was, you know, I was, he taught me, uh, you know, training and he was, he was kicking my ass on the wrestling mats when I was five years old and then in the weights on the weights when I was 10. So it's appropriate I'm doing legs because he hated doing legs. Um, spending some time with my family today and then I'm going to break out my pen and, uh, and, uh, and my pad and I'm going to write the eulogy. I've written a lot of speeches for myself over the years, but I, I, I have no idea where to start with this one. Um, but I do have my tequila and I could hear him now. Good. That's the way you got to do it. <laughs> I could also hear him now. Make sure you put me over in the speech. Say good stuff about me. <laughs> I could, I, I could act for those of you who know my dad, you know, that he would say that he would say, um, he would say, uh, you, you tell him I taught you everything, you know, but I didn't teach you everything I know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Dad. That's why you will always be better than me. And I love it. And I love you and I love you guys. And I thank you. Uh, this is almost eight minutes of your time. I thank you. And I thank you so much for, um, for all your love and support. It truly means so much to me and my family during this time. I thank you so much. Um, go hug your loved ones and hug them hard. I thank you again. And, uh, and I love you guys. Oh, that was nice. Oh yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. And WWE put some stuff on the network to honor him. They made like a little uh, collection of the Rocky Johnson stuff, like versus Nikolai Volkov, uh, Tony Atlas and him against the Wild Samoans and a whole bunch of stuff on his 2008 Hall of Fame induction. So there's a section there if you guys want to check it out with uh, a lot of the old Rocky Johnson stuff. That's the one, I guess that's one of the few advantages of the WWE network. You know, you still can go back and, and look at some of those collections, which I, I don't remember if... uh. This new update still has the same collections or not, you know, because I feel like that section wasn't there anymore. But yeah, if like it is, gems, I know that's not there, but yeah, we'll have to see because they were updating it like that. I feel like that whole network change was a step back, but nonetheless, they are, they had to do it. All right. Well, that's yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, blood clots are no joke. That's how Chris Candido died. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally, they said it was a little blood clot in his leg and it just traveled to the heart and killed him. That's all it takes. They, they, they will saying. sneak up on you in the realest way. Like, check yourself out. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, uh, it's always, it's always good to do. You know, make sure you get a good doctor and always stay on top of that kind of stuff. Trust me. It's worth it. Yep. The older you get, the more important health insurance and all that shit becomes, you know, it's crazy. Exactly. 
All right. Well, don't forget tonight, guys, we're going to be voting on the Royal Rumble. This is the last show that we'll be discussing before Sunday's Royal Rumble. Next time we have a show after this, we're going to already know the outcome to that. And we're going to be on the road to WrestleMania. So later tonight, after we go over Raw, we're going to get those Royal Rumble votes in as far as the matches go. But right now we're going to do our midway point stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about the Wednesday Night Wars and what has happened there. Uh, what has happened there? Let's have a look here. There was AEW Dark, which did a tribute to the legends of Memphis wrestling because they were in Memphis, which was cool. I like when they do special things like that. They did a tribute to yeah. Brian Christopher, you know, the late Brian Christopher, and talked about his accomplishments in Memphis wrestling. They had Dave Brown and Shane Russell. Um, who was representing Lance Russell, Austin Idol, Doug Gilbert of all people. Remember, we, we talk about Doug Gilbert all the yeah. time. The incident, he was out there, man. Tommy Gilbert and Eddie Gilbert, all three of them were out there. Lanny Poffo was out there representing Macho Man. And anyone who contributed to Memphis, they had the, them out there just to sort of acknowledge them. They were just standing in the ring waving and stuff. But it was a cool opener. Again, what I like about AEW Dark is it never feels like ah uh, superstars, you know, yeah. or, or main event. It, it feels it, like it matters. Everyone I've seen has brought substance, some of them more so than even the dynamites at times, which we're going to get into later on how, how that's going to be important now. Uh, but did, what, um, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, Darby Allen. Did they say anything about Jerry Lawler? Uh, yeah, they, they brought up Lawler. I mean, again, they brought up Brian Christopher. So of course I, they brought that's up Lawler. What I, said. I didn't see it. That's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Okay. Because yeah. you can talk about Memphis wrestling without Jerry Lawler. You really yeah. can't. Of course like, not. Oh, yeah, of, of course not. But, uh, yeah, Darby Allen, uh, had a match against Brad, Brandon Cutler. Um, I believe, did he go over with the coffin drop in this? Yeah, I believe it was a coffin drop. Yeah, yeah. He had those hot rock marks on him, which they talked about was like an alternative form of healing. If you looked at his back, his whole back had circles all over from these hot rock marks. I guess from all the crazy shit he does, probably from taking the yeah. coffin drop. You know, exactly. Just, it's a it's a it's a form of like physical therapy I've seen before. Yeah. Uh, Nyla Rose had a match against Shanna. A uh, tables match. First yeah. time ever. Shanna was rocking the turtle helmet hermit uh, DBZ attire. She had the Hokami Senen thing on, on her back. It was called <laughs> the boots and everything. Uh, you know, she attacks Nyla before the match starts. Uh, also, Shanna had a tope suicida um, where she went to spearing Nyla through the ropes into a table that was set up on the outside. It looked kind of bad, but I guess there's no way to do that without being safe. She had to stop herself a little to be able to take that momentum. Uh, and then they had the backstage part where Nyla winds up breaking her interview and then her is kicking her ass back there. Uh, we had Sean Spears and Peter Avalon as a team against the Gun Club, which is Austin, Austin Gunn and Billy Gunn. And... Uh, I do enjoy the fact that Peter Avalon being the librarian heel that he is, he asked uh, Billy Gunn if his if that makes his son the ass boy. <laughs> and you know what? The, the guy, I got to say, he's like a Billy Gunn clone. It's crazy. He, he, look, he looks just like him. He sounds like him. He moves like him. Even the way he flexes his muscles, his famous or everything, you know, and uh, it, it was interesting. But that being said, Austin Gunn goes over with the Senton Atomico for the win. And uh, that brings us to AEW Dynamite, which they called Bash at the Beach. What a waste to have a Bash at the Beach in January. I get that it's hot where you are, but it's not hot everywhere. And what a waste for it to be a show instead of a pay-per-view. Could be worse. I could have uh, called it Starcade. Yeah. Fatal 4-Way Tag Match is what opens the show here with Santana and Ortiz against the Young Bucks, against Omega and Page, Adam Page, and against the Best Friends. 
And uh, yeah, so far the most over team out of everyone, he seems to now be the best friends just for hugging and friendship and Orange Cassidy, who uh, his only <laughs> yeah. involvement in this was helping with that big group suplex where like the two teams all are, you know, that sequence they do where one person runs in and the other one runs in and you have a whole group of guys all in the middle of the ring all struggling to do this tug of war suplex. And the the deciding factor was Orange Cassidy comes swantering in with his hands in the pocket and he reluctantly goes in and he's the difference maker in this big suplex spot that happens with the finish to this being the buckshot slash V trigger combination on poor Chucky T that looked like that sucked. Yeah, you see, you don't have to break Adam page out of the, out of the stable. I don't, I don't want that. I don't think that's a good idea. So, uh, Baron Corbin tweets about this and he's like, winner gets the title shot. So forget covers. Everybody gets pop spot, 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 dive, dive, spot, 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 dive, 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 spot, dive, spot, dive, spot, group shot, group shot, group spot, dive, get your shit in neck beards, hash quote unquote. This is awesome. So basically, I'm going to need him to get away from Ziggler before he starts talking that much shit. Uh, yeah, so basically, Baron Corbin, not a fan of this match. Well, hey. <laughs> Got to keep that push somehow, I guess, there, Baron. So. There's a comparison there if you were to look at the tag teaming that happened there in an NXT. And I'm not hating on either one, but we'll get into it after we cover NXT. Yeah. Cody comes on. He does a promo. He accepts MJF stipulations, which... uh. It's funny because I, I didn't, I don't know if I wasn't attentive or following how this was going to go. I knew that there were stipulations, but Cody comes out and addresses them literally individually where it's like, all right, if the loser has to have 10 lashes on dynamite. And you know, I accept that one. We can't touch each other till I can't touch him until the pay-per-view. I also accept that one. And it was like, and it's a cage match. I also accept that one. And I'm sitting there like, all right, well, you could have just come out and been like, I accept all the stipulations. Like, what was the point? Of, like, <laughs> like, what would have happened if you would have accept two out of three? That one happened. Like, let's just say you would have been I like, all right, I can't, say, I don't accept that. you know, like, all right, I can't touch him till the pay-per-view. I accept that. It'll be a cage match. But you know what, man? These 10 lashes, I don't like that idea. It reminds me too much of slavery and I feel suppressed and shit. No 10 lashes. So two out of three. What do you, <laughs> like, what would be the point? Like, I just didn't get why. Like, 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 okay, you're making me wait in 10. Are you going to swerve me? And he's not going to take all three? Like, what the fuck? But no, it was just like he was just making it. He was giving you the big long anticipation. He was HBKing you, where it's like the promo's longer than it needs to be. What was that? Since what we call in the business milking a segment. Really milking a segment, <laughs> because by the time he got to the third one, which I believe was the ten lashes, I thought maybe something, you know, maybe he's going to do something different. Maybe he's going to double down and be like twenty lashes, which would have made the anticipation better. You know, where it's like, oh, the reason why he had to go through each one was because now the third one, he's going to even double down 20 lashes, not even 10. Well, no, it was just like just he just wanted to make sure that we knew each one and that he accepts it. I just thought it was funny that it's like at that point, just swerve us. It'd be like, you know what? 10 lashes doesn't make any sense. We're a civilized company, for God's sakes. No. In between stipulation two and three going at lunch, I had a whole wheat sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Tomato. I was thinking about this third stipulation over tea and the carrot cake that I had earlier when I made it here in my car in this busy highway from the hotel that we stayed at for the past two days. It's just like, what do we, can we just name the stipulations, Cody? You accept all three. That's what you could say. Cool beans. All right, let's do this. The thing. It was funny when your dad rambled. It's not funny when you ramble. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're not rambling like Dusty, it's not as funny. Uh, yeah. 
It will swerve us and then just be like, change my mind, like Ambrose did the other day. Never mind, I accept none. Uh-huh. And then just walk away and troll everyone. Now they don't think the like, match never is Never mind, happening. nothing. Yeah. So uh, we have Mel and Brandy, who have a match against Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida. And uh, this was interesting. I mean, God, this women's division, man. <laughs> Oof. It's rough. Is elephant making love to a cat rough? Like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And Statlander, she does like this really unique spot. I wish I would have gotten a shot of it. Maybe I'll put it up later on. It doesn't look great because she doesn't get any of it, but she does like this unique looking moonsault from the apron to the outside. Look, the girls suck. You know, like there was, it was nothing but strikes and, and holds, you know, it really, the finish was Statlander with that cradle power driver and it looked like she sort of spiked Mel's bald head. I'm not sure if she did. (laughs) This is better than what we usually get from the women, I guess, you know, but they were out there too long. You know, I I guess at least they kept the match simple and basic, basic, a lot of striking, a lot of brawling. The standout was Statlander. Um, Sheeta is at least better than Riho. Brandy was almost a non-factor in this. It's like amazing. I guess that's her talent is somehow being the fourth person in matches and not mattering as much as possible because, uh, she almost does nothing. It's impressive. Uh, John Moxley has a match against Sammy Guevara, which Moxley arrives in his new car. I don't know if they botched here, but there should have been music for this entire thing of him driving there, getting out of the car, walking through the, the crowd from the top and going into the ring and doing his striking, his poles and everything. Uh, you should have music. I don't know why, why that was overlooked. I shouldn't just hear the car engines in the crowd for that. If there's ever a time to have music, as a matter of fact, it's now that this is somewhat of a of a custom entrance, if you will. He doesn't always show up in the car and come out of it yeah. like that. Like, why was there no music for the whole thing? You know, just, just a minor gripe there. But I just thought, you know, that's you, when the hell have you ever seen that before? It's strange. Exactly. Pretty much finished. Wanted to be in a... It looked like Guevara was going for like a double moonsault almost. And he wants yeah, getting he, caught in that rear naked choke. And yeah. Which he, gets a submission win. Which he taps him to that failed moonsault. You're correct. And uh, Guevara, I got to say, that being said, he looked like a million bucks out there. His offense looks really, really good. Having that match just kind of shows that he's someone who can hang out with a guy like Moxley as far as in the ring, yeah. you know? And it's unfortunate because he doesn't really ever win. But the dude puts on fantastic matches. Hey, Gary, we, we have the, you could look on talkbrunch.com. Top of the page has the polls. You can vote later on if you want, or even now, I believe it's up. So don't worry. We'll be in here on Sunday during and after the pay-per-view. Anyway, continue. Yeah. I mean, I wish he would have more wins under his record, but yeah, that kid is absolutely incredible. Like they hit the jackpot getting him. Yeah. And ever since he switched up to this whole thing with the inner circle, he's adapted the gimmick so well. Mm-hmm. He sure has. And then afterwards, the lights cut out and the inner circle winds up jumping Moxley. And then Jericho winds up whipping him uh, with the world title. I think it's funny how Jericho stuff is such heel shit. You know, you know how often you see. <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, no he way. Whipped He's, him with, with that big ass world. With the actual world title. He's like, fuck it. This will be the strap match. This will be my Yappa Pie strap. The actual this, big ass title. And he just thwacked him with this. This ain't shit. one of them baby belts. Like, this fucker is huge. Yeah, I mean, fuck That's it. He, fine. I mean, it's he, he a might good, as well have hit him with Big Goldie. I'm glad they upped it like that though, because it, it's a good counter to what he did to him last week. You know, where he joined the inner circle and tricked him, and you know, he he did the DDP NWO stick, you know, and he fucking yeah. hit him with the ball. You know, it's like you want to get major. I don't want to hit him with my title if that happened to me. You know, fuck it, hit him with and the title. I'm just glad they did it. Further. Yeah, because uh, 
Oh yeah, he winds up taking because he so he comes out in this jacket, right? And the jacket has spikes out. <laughs> he you know takes one I of thought? the spikes off of the jacket, and he winds up hitting Moxley in the eye with it while the inner circle holds him. Was I the only one thinking this was payback for breaking that one fifteen thousand dollar jacket back in WWE? Yes, jacket. What do you call it again? Jacket a, revenge. Jacket revenge. Isn't this an old Road Warrior? Road Warriors did that to Dusty. Remember? Did they really? Right, I think so. Oh, yeah. yeah, they took they took they took Dusty's eye out with one of the spikes on on their uh, on their gear. Ah, one of them. It's kind of funny that that happened because one of the things that got lost in the chaos was that uh, Moxley winning this match set him up to be one half of uh, the main event of next week's show, which was basically where I taught where I title shot against Jericho's upper grabs. And who's Moxley facing again? Uh, it was going to be the winner of Darby Allen and Pac later okay, on so the we're night. Gonna, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, so next thing we have QT Marshall and Dustin and DDP, triple threat or, or, or three on three, six man tag against Butcher, Blade and MJF. And, uh, and, you know, DDP returned, you know, he did some diamond cutters and a dive spot. I thought the dive spot looked cool when he went top of the turnbuckle and then to the outside, a guy that, that old doing like a, even though it was just a regular splash, but still interesting to see him do the dive. Diamond cutters look good as always. Um, it looks good. You know, no shock, but it looks good. Yeah. Meet King Koopa? Oh man. He keeps saying that he looks like King Koopa from the John Leguizamo movie. <laughs> <laughs> he looked, he looked exactly like king cooper not uh, uh no he was king cooper wow so mjf rolls shitty qt marshall up in all this chaos that's happening so it's funny <laughs> everyone's popping they're happy ddp's back then i knew that's why marshall had the feel-good moment ruined by mjf boo and everyone's looking on how did that happen well you left qt marshall in there by him himself that's how it happened you left your job guy in there and what do they do they job <laughs> you know that's exactly what happened i and it it was done so well that it actually got me angry you know because i was enjoying like the moment like the the, the baby face moment i was like fuck like i forgot about the ring too like you idiot marshall like, <laughs> shitty marshall moment, the, QT marshall the one guy who he didn't give a shit about in this whole thing oh my god so there's more foreshadowing happening of there being a dissension in the ranks of the elite or at least adam page and kenny omega's team because drunken adam page which is interesting he just staggers over and sc is doing a backstage interview and drunken adam page he just staggers over he starts threatening to kick their asses and stuff and omega's holding him back and they're like he's drunk he's had a few too many to drink you know and they're just looking at him like what is he crazy and then that's it it's kind of push him off screen like come on man chill and uh that basically brings us to i believe the main event right yep main event Darby Allen versus Pac, winner faces John Boxley, and the winner of that gets Jericho for an AEW World Championship match. Finish to this one, the Black Arrow, or as you called it, the Back Arrow for the win. Yes, he hits him with that Back Arrow, and uh, basically the Black Arrow to the back of uh, Darby Allen and Moxley, and um, Pac wound up get, um, getting Moxley. So Pac versus Moxley this upcoming Wednesday. The winner gets Jericho. Yes. So that was very well put together there. <laughs> yeah. know, I, I like that uh, after the match happened, uh, Pac had a promo where he basically was just like, didn't you just see Moxley get his eye gouged out? And like, he's, there's no, I, I, I'm basically no more contender now. And then I can't remember who said it, but fucking Metal Gear Moxley shows up. <laughs> it pretty much makes it clear as long as he's moving, he's still got fight left in him for next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
pretty well done show. Their show uh, isn't as wrestling focused as NXT at all. I've said that on here before, but this is Nitro. This is like a, I don't know if they meant for it to be that way, but this show feels so much like Nitro. Yeah. Not in a bad way though. I'm not saying like, oh, it feels like, it just, this feels like Nitro. I feel like I'm watching Nitro on Wednesdays. Almost everything about it. There's just something about the way that this is put together that it did not feel that way when they were the elite in other places. And even when it was all in, now it feels like Nitro. And that might be the only way for somebody to survive on a week to week basis, 52 weeks a year. You can't just have just, a whole bunch of wrestling and transitions and crazy, like, like I'll Corbin put it, you know, spot, spot, high spot, pop, spot, you know what I mean? Like, you, you gotta slow that down. And those matches still do have that because one of the ones he was critical about was that tag match. But I think that they, they found, yeah. uh, they, they're still sort of trying to balance it, but they've definitely, uh, done a good job. It's a good balance. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a lot to talk about when you really look at it. And that's something I have to give them credit for. They're probably the only show where you're talking about a hybrid of not only the wrestling, but a lot of storyline based stuff happen. It feels like a big brand. It feels like one of like a big brand, like a SmackDown or a Raw. It doesn't feel like a smaller brand, like an NXT or an Evolve or a Ring of Honor. It almost feels like TNA did when they had their shit together. Like it's an alternative brand that does have a strong following. And I think that alone makes it really good. In the way that yeah. it's done. I don't think that they're always better. It's unfortunate that on a week to week basis, uh, they are getting destroyed now. Like this is, this is no longer, oh, let's see what, no, I mean, pff, that's it, man. It's this freaking Conor McGregor cowboy all over again. Like that is it. They, NXT is officially, unless something crazy happens, NXT is now getting the floor wiped with them. Let the ass oh, whooping yeah. commence. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the ratings are not in anywhere near there being any way of there being an upset. Like at this point, you look at the ratings this week and last week. I wonder like how those fucking anti AEW marks out there are still running their mouths. Like the ratings tell everything like sit down, shut up and just enjoy the wrestling. Right? As, as someone who's been, the, been in the garden when the Knicks were losing by a lot. I know that feeling when the crowd starts to get up and go home, even though the the game's still going on, because there's just <laughs> no fucking point. Time to beat that traffic. Because as somebody who has been in the Georgia Dome when the when it hit the second half of a Falcons game, I know what it's like. It's over. when you know it's about to be a loss. You know they play that movie that they play when the soldiers are are, are uh, they play a music they play in the movies when the soldiers are taking that last stand. Oh they, no! You know you hear the trumpets and they're looking at each other like they know this is it. That's happening over there. That doesn't mean that this is it. Ratings wise, wise, this is, this is pretty close to it. But that being said, they're not always the better brand. This week, I might have liked NXT better, but I think I was more in the mood to watch, um, a more wrestling focused brand than, than a whole bunch of other stuff. And at the, yeah. honestly, the NXT brand is, is more suited for what I'm into, but I don't, I don't dislike, uh, AEW at all. You know, like it, yeah. it's really cool. And, um, there's nothing wrong with having another flavor of ice cream. There you go. All right. You know, they make packs of two for a reason. Yeah. You know, mint chip's good, but I don't want mint chip all the time. Yeah, that's exactly how you could look at it. Sometimes I, I do wish I could have mint chip all the time, though. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> complain. Yeah, you know, I'd be like, man, you know, even when I don't want it, it's there. And then when you have it, you're like, you know what? I could have went with some anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. But but yeah, there's some successful stuff happening with them because they have this announcement, which I'm going to run for you guys right now. 
This is awesome. Who the hell do we think we are, huh? Wednesday Night Dynamite at 8 or anytime on demand and the app. So that video was placed out as the announcement that they have been extended up to 2023 on the TNT network. Look at that. TNT, in the short amount of time that they've been here, TNT said, you know what? We want three more of this. We haven't even gotten one year of it so far. We're giving them three more. Yeah. Good move. <laughs> That call that 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 basically spells out boys and girls. You don't get to deny this company anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, you really don't. There's the extension you know document. But AEW is though. <laughs> What's that? This when they go to the announcers, stupid Excalibur with his mask. What? He's a, why? That's like if we uh, didn't like just, Jushin Thunder Liger with his mask. When when he's in New Japan on commentary, we we accept it. I'm just like, uh, I don't know. It just throws me off. But speaking of that, I don't know, want to jump news, but so what do they do? Are they going to have four announcers? Yeah, we're getting to that. Don't worry. We're going to, that's coming up here. We'll, we'll see okay. about that happening. But, uh, so that's the document is basically stating that they now have their new television contract, which, uh, according to Meltzer, he's saying that it's worth just under 45 million per year, which is 882 thousand per episode and uh there's an option written into the deal for tna to have first dibs to renew in 2024 so the deals for four years and 175 million so yeah that's a really really good deal and it basically gives them uh a lot of resources that they didn't have before because it's double the money that they were having as far as ad revenue split and covering costs, according to Alvarez. So they can basically sign even more talent and do even more things with those money and resources. And they wasted no time in doing so because, uh, we're basically hearing that there's going to be a second series weekly from now on, on regular television of AEW. And that second series is going to be AEW Dark. That's going to be taken more seriously. And I don't know how much more seriously it could be taken because they do a lot with it on YouTube. <laughs> right. But, but basically, Turner President Kevin, Kevin Riley said that that's now going to be on TNT. It's going to be weekly. It might not be all 52 weeks of the year, but it will be weekly. And I think it's going to have to be because they have dark matches every single week. And according to the president of uh, Turner... He says that they're going to embellish AEW Dark and put additional material like behind the scenes stuff, um, a docu-follow style thing, all about the athletes and stories. So I'm imagining that the second version of AEW Dark we're going to see is not going to be an hour anymore. You're probably looking at uh, 
I don't want to say it in a negative way, but you're probably looking at um, AEW's version of Thunder. You're going to have another two-hour block somewhere on the TNT network uh, of official wrestling. So your wrestling schedule has just gotten a little bit bigger with AEW now being up from two hours to potentially four, I would estimate. And uh, that being said, Meltzer was talking about how uh, they can't air on Mondays or Wednesdays or Fridays because of... Oh, dude, we have Raw. We have the Wednesday Night Raws already. We have the, we have SmackDown. They're not going to compete against SmackDown. And they can't go against NFL, which means that Sundays are also out as well as Mondays there. Uh, Saturdays, uh, can mess with their own pay-per-views because they're known to do AEW pay-per-views on Saturdays. And Tuesdays and Thursdays are when TNT has NBA when they're in season. So, uh, Saturday. They said that maybe it'll air on something like TBS, True TV, even possibly HBO, because HBO has the new streaming service coming out, so it might be something like that. We're not sure exactly what they're doing, but it's going to be under the Turner flag. But really, even with the two hours, there's slim pickings to spots to put wrestling at this point. What if you do Saturday morning? I, I guess. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm just, it's, they're, they're trying to make this another big major show, though. You know, I mean, you probably don't want to do that on Saturday morning, then. You know, you don't want it to become like Saturday Morning Slam. Do you remember that? The only good thing that came out of that was a fucking Sin Cara botch. <laughs> That's just that you made it, Kurt. You could do a serious show. Saturday yeah. mornings from 11 to 1. Yeah, you got a point. Saturday Morning Slam was not meant to be taken seriously. Yeah. If you took that show seriously, you were watching it wrong. Yeah, so they, they're going to be putting on their, their show Doubling Down. I don't know exactly where that's going to go. Maybe it'll go against 205 Live. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, let's be real. They'd never lose a week. Yeah, they never lose. They really wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, so and we're hearing Tony Khan did take more uh, control after there was that, that Corpus Christi episode of AEW that had issues. Like, he's doing more with the booking and stuff for the past three weeks um, because of, there was a lot of negativity in regards to that episode. I don't even remember why. But, uh, you know, this is being credited to the reason why you're starting to see like a lot of slow burn storylines, like the 14 tag match and a whole bunch of the other angles that are happening right now. So, yeah, you know, they've shown that they can adjust because whenever something goes wrong, they, uh, they change direction like you're supposed to do. And that's the reason why yeah. they've, they've earned this. You know, there, there's something they started, uh, in a rough spot. You know what I mean? And it's amazing that it, it felt like. TN, it felt like TNA was the final time that anybody was ever going to be able to have a chance to be a big company, you know? And it's not the case at all. Like, it really felt like this is it. Like, if you guys blow it, which they did, they blew it colossally worse than ever. You know, what was the episode of Family Matters was it where, where, where Urkel throws the ball and it's a slow motion shot? You think it's going to go in the hoop and it's like it's a fucking air ball? Like, when the camera cuts, they give you dramatic music and everything, and, you, and it was just a fucking air ball. They did that, right? Wasn't that <laughs> Family Matters? Oh, like, God. Some show did that. One of our sitcoms did it. It was just like, it gave that cliche moment where it's like, it's like, you know, it, it, it's a fourth quarter, and they're tied, and it's like at the buzzer three-point line, everybody stands up, and you just look, and it's not even fucking close. It's not even going to touch the rim. It might have been Fresh Friends, when I think about it. I think if it happened in both, I don't know. Could have been. Could have been. <laughs> If it happened in both, I remember the Fresh Prince one way more, but yeah. Yeah. But uh, the Young Bucks, I don't know if you saw the Being the Elite 186. That was a couple of weeks ago. Did you guys catch that at all? I didn't catch that one, which I'm kind of sad because I'm getting better at catching them, but I missed this one. The beginning of their episodes are what we always play on here. <laughs> They're always the best part. Because Yeah, because they always are the best part. I want you to check this out. 
they, this is them making fun of the fans that are overly critical of AEW. And you know what, man? We were kind of guilty of that, but it's because we want what's best for them. You know what I mean? But they, See, but just, we're not overly critical. We're logically critical. It was Fresh Prince of Quantacool. Yeah, he knows his sitcoms. Putting a lot of work, you know, for an upstart. I, I feel like one year in, I, I did pretty nice for this nice landscaping job. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Done a lot of work. It's man, blood, sweat, and tears. But I like how you laid out the brick right here, and I like the Thanks. fruit trees here. Put a lot of money into it, a lot of you know, a lot of effort. I, so. If you don't mind, though, I I'm kind of an expert when it comes to landscaping, and like what, I kind of like yeah, you know, I do my thing. I look out and I see a lot of these palm trees. Only having five palm trees out there is a bit of a miss, and I think there's some <laughs> patchy areas where you could have threw in a little bit of a rock. I would have loved to see oh a grassy on the side of the hill. I, I don't know, good. like it looks good, but it. Lacking a little bit of uh, color, if you know what I mean. It's a little are bit too kidding? much dirt. Jeez. So yeah, but you'll get there. The Let's are, who are you? Who in the just hell stuff? are you to say something like that? Jeez. <laughs> just you no, know, screw, to... screw off. F off. <laughs> really? I'm just trying to. Is he legit mad at you? Is he gonna be okay? He just, you know, he just has a hard time taking criticism, and he just wants to get away from the tox toxicity. So I, you know, just give him a second. I think he'll be back. So. I really think you could have benefited from a nice fence right here. I think there's a nice little palm tree over here. That's a beautiful view of the golf course, though. And man, if you would have added a little bit more here, and then maybe a little bit more here, and maybe a little bit of extra little bit of dirt right here. Oh God! Just maybe. <laughs> real, too real. Oh, okay. yeah. the side, he's right though there are those fans like we're not one we're, we're at least logically critical like we'll pick out the stuff that's actually wrong but then they'll be sitting there bitching that Jericho is champion bitching that Moxley's here and not doing reunion number 45 with the shield but yet they'll tolerate Lashley and Lana's horseshit every week so huh? I mean no but at the same time it could also be directed at people like us in the sense that they've managed to build this company that's beating NXT in such a short time and we still always shit on the women's division where we're like yeah but the women's division you know it'll come in time yeah. it's a miracle that in this short period of time they were able to create the company that is yeah but then again there's people who shit on the stuff that's perfectly fine I think that's where it's more directly at it's all subjective. I could see certain things in AEW not being always alike. There are certain things that sometimes I feel like I have enough of. You know what I mean? Like there were points where it depends on my mood. Like when it comes to like the Luchasaurus shit, there are times when it, when when they come out and I'm like, yeah, and the other times I'm like, get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> like just go away. I'm in the mood for the Luchasaurus bullshit right now. You know, it all depends. You know, like sometimes you you might want to see Marco Stun do some weird fucking tooth. One of the the flosh fucking that. Some other days you might want to just see a serious match. That's why there is AEW because these guys were like, well, WWE doesn't do this and they don't do that. They can put that fence there and they can, you know what? I'm just going to buy my own house and, and do it. I mean, they're kind of, you're going to poke yourself a little bit because you did the same thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But the difference is they did. You know, a lot of people who are, who are being critical of them aren't doing anything. Like like he said, oh, you know, are God. you Alexa? You have his brother. Are you an expert of landscaping? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most of the people that are pointing that out live in apartments. Yeah. If they're lucky. <laughs> yeah, so I totally get it. But, you know, that's what I mean. Like, a lot of us are overly critical of those guys. You know, I, I catch it and I feel bad, but it's just that the women's stuff, I'm not even saying that I'm, I think it needs a little bit more time, a few more seeds planted and watered before you start displaying that part of the landscaping. Yeah. I, I just look at it like, I feel like there's two different types of overly critical. There's overly 
like us where we just see things that are wrong we point them out but then at least give the solution and then those guys that are just like they point something out and then give no solution to fix it so it's yeah. like like what what like what do you want done about this oh i don't really know what you're gonna do okay then shut the fuck up well, he, well, he definitely was even going after the people that have the solutions to fix it because you know he, he was over here like telling them where to put the bushes and where to add <laughs> stuff you know yeah, it's all criticism in that point. The point is that they're they're still they're trying to get it together, and I'm, I'm yeah, sure they they're at least working towards fixing the problem. Yeah, and even if they aren't, they're they're successful for what they've done in the short period of time. Was the whole undertone of that joke? Oh yeah, uh, it was still funny regardless. Like yeah, it was. No, 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 no nobody here is going to pull a page and get offended. So yeah, so apparently Marty Skrull was supposed to be the guy who was the leader of the Dark Order. They didn't expect him to become the head booker slash sign a fat contract with ring of honor and stick around there. But you know, what, what better deal can you have than a company that says, Hey, sign a new contract and you're now the head booker. That's Kevin Nash <laughs> power. They gave him Marty Skrull <laughs> exactly. is Marty Skrull is ring of honor now. So it's kind of like you can come work for your elite buddies or you can be ring of honor. So <laughs> if it wasn't for that, they thought that they had him pegged to be the leader of the dark order. And apparently they did it. And now, I don't know, we talked last week about maybe this will still bridge the gap between the two companies and there'll be interactions because as the lead booker of Ring of Honor, Marty Skrull could try to bring something together with his friends from AEW. We'll have to see. Time will tell if something like that's going to happen. That being said, this week's being the elite. That's right. Go back to being the elite again. The beginning of it, the beginning of it, they kind of play around because they get Marty and, uh, it, the best I can say is this is not the Marty you're looking for. Come you want me to do it, right? Yes, you yes. want me to do he this? He won't okay. pick up for me. He's, he's going to pick, pick, pick up for me. He's going to pick up for me. He has Let's picked hope. up for me. Let's hope. Okay. okay. Sick okay. Of it. Today's um, the day. Here we go. Free agency scares the hell out of me. It's ringing. It's ringing. It's ringing. So, 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 I'm so hungry. Hello. Hey. Uh, hey. Hey. Buddy. Hey. It's Kenny. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. No, no. It's about that. Time. Some storylines. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I was just wondering, um, calling to see if perhaps you were interested in mm-hmm. a full-time contract with AEW. Tell them, offer a particular, Yes, a particular company that happens to be alive every Wednesday on TNT. Offer them the book. Yeah, sounds we're... interesting. For yeah. God's sakes. I mean, we if, that's, if that sounds interesting, maybe we can uh, spice up the offer a little bit. We're uh, also sort of, I don't know, kind of in the market for it. An executive vice president. Mm-hmm. Of course, we, are. we need you know someone I mean? to cross we the bridges for every company. We need a member of the elite, so to speak, to help us in our endeavors, <laughs> which includes the inner circle, yeah. the dark order, and also the stuff behind the scenes. And we're thinking maybe we could get you. I don't know. No, five, five hundred. Th- and we're thinking Whatever we could. Wants. We're thinking we could give you six hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. For all, yeah, for all, okay. all of it. Yep. Okay. You, you'll take it. You'll, 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 you'll take it. You, can you, and can you, can you start like right away? You, can you start immediately? Oh, great, great. You, you know what? Uh, awesome. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, uh, I'll get Megan to send over the paperwork. And uh, geez, man, we're in Miami. We're pretty that was close. the most exaggerated. Oh yeah. Yo, the boxer would kill me the most how emotional they are. I kept it together till that last hug. You hear him seal the deal. Seal the deal. Okay, yeah, uh, be in touch. See you, buddy. Fucking nigga killed you. Yeah! 
Who's the one that told, told you? I, I told oh, you. I said, you for me. I said, pick up for me. You did. That's why you're one of the I, I think he's closer to you guys. I, 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 how do you sound? Does he sound I, does, like, does he sound vibrant? I mean, no, no. He sounds old, tired, old. southern accent. Like, I, what do you... Oh, no. It just he's, hit me. Oh, no. He's a vet, but he's He's got some youthful vigor, but yeah, I think we're getting the best the best version. Yeah, yeah. I, it sounds like he's he's full of creative juices. It sounds like uh-huh. he's ready to go. He's ready to okay. go. Yeah. Okay. You know, we yeah. needed this. We, we absolutely needed now this. Now Dark Order and Inner Circle doesn't stand a chance. I can't hear it. The elite is back together. Uh, that's, huh? I mean, it's, the entire elite. The entire We were missing I mean, one member. And now we got you know what I mean? we and got his ass. We have the original members and we added a new one and it's it's and wait, what? We made a new one. The I, whole, I mean, this is the original, and we added a new guy, and it's still be. Wait, 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 wait! Hang on, hang on, hang on! You just, you did just get off the phone with, with Marty, right? Uh, duh, yeah, it was Marty, <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's what people expected, right? That's oh no! Yeah, yeah, the villain, right? Marty is a good. I'd say he's more of a good guy, but Marty Scroll, right? Oh my god! Oh shit! Oh, what's his face? What oh, the fuck. hell? Oh fuck! Spit it out, damn it! What oh, did you do? What have you done, Kenny? Oh shit! Um, oh, fuck! Oh my god! <laughs> Don't tell I, me. There's nothing we can do now, but um. What the hell? Uh, give a. We have to do our part and give a nice. You know. Oh, shit. What oh, did you shit, do, god, Kenny? Oh, shit, guys. What did you do, Kenny? Spit it out, you prick. <laughs> A nice warm welcome oh. for our new EVP. Oh my God! Six hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Oh Lord! To Marty. Oh. oh my God! <laughs> Marty Janetti. <laughs> oh dear God! <laughs> oh. oh man! It didn't hit me until he said he sounds something we well, I heard my head with Ginetti. That'd be great. Oh my god! Coked up Marty Ginetti out there <laughs> with his daughter. We were Marty. Oh. We, we promise you, Marty. We didn't say which Marty. It was his stepdaughter, Squires. Get it right. <laughs> uh, oh awesome. my god! I yeah. passed by that episode and meant to watch it and wonder why it was called Marty. Now I see. Good old Marty. That sucks. Yeah. So, um, but that wasn't the only contract signed because as Squires was alluding to earlier, they have a new person that's in their commentary. Do we have the, uh, I don't even know Where if I have it? the, uh, it's here somewhere. <laughs> Good old Taz. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently they're announcing Taz as the latest person to sign a multi-year contract, which we're going to show you on here. We're backstage, Miami, Florida. We just had Bash at the Beach, and we get to have a very authentic All Elite Wrestling moment with you. We are here with AEW Vice President Chris Harrington, festively dressed, forgive that. And we're here to officially sign the contract for Taz. Taz, you've seen the contract. Do you have any questions? I have. My people looked at it. Uh, multiple years in there. Everything. Right, uh, right. The coin looks right. So, uh, 
Looks pretty good, man. So we'll let Chris sign well, you want first. Chris to sign it first? Make it oh, official. Wow. All right. All right. That's, oh, he's in his own pen. And then here we go. Well, looks like I've joined a revolution again. I love it. One right here. The only difference is this time no new jack. Yeah, well. And you were going to ask. How many years? Uh, did it say how many were in there? I cut it. I, I want to say it said four. I haven't heard a specific number on how many years. And you were going to ask before, like, if they're going to have four commentators out there now, right? Or how is it going to work having Taz? Yeah, or did they get rid of one of them? Well, now we have two shows that are going to be on television, on network television. So AEW Dark, which is where he debuted, if you recall. Yeah. We've had a lot of guest people on there, though. Vicky was a guest on there. You know, we've had, like, tons of different guest people. But uh, that that being said, yeah. I mean, we're going to toggle people. I don't know what the format's going to be, but... Since they're going to be trying to push AEW Dark as a big show, it wouldn't surprise me if that's where Taz winds up. You know, they seem to want to do like a Raw and SmackDown style thing. Maybe it's not to that same scale. So what, him and Excalibur and Tony and Jim? I would put, yeah, I will put Tony and Jim. I mean, that's a great team right there. The other teams at a disadvantage, Excalibur and Taz, no disrespect to them, but you have a real dream team with the Tony-JR combo. Yeah. Yeah, they've been working really well together. You don't want to split that up, even if it's a. You, it, obviously, it would be divide and conquer if you had Tony on one and Jr on the other. But you want to keep Dynamite strong, and it wouldn't hurt to have Excalibur and Taz as alternates. Or maybe they won't do that. Maybe they stick with the three man team they have right now, and then uh, one of them swaps in on Dark. Dark. Like Taz will be the main guy, and they'll still keep the guest rotation that they've been doing going. Cause it seems to be like different guests from uh, independent places. Is what we're doing right now, you know. So, I think something like that will be good. Definitely different. Like Dark's never felt irrelevant. Do you like Taz as a commentator? Uh, in what way? Like, do I think he's a good commentator? I think he's an entertaining commentator. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. You just answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's 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 from Ozone Park, Queens. He literally is funny. That that guy went to uh, my high school, and uh. He sounds like people from that area, you know, like the way he's he talks. Color, he's not a front guy. Yeah. And sometimes his color is weird. Like this time yeah. it was just like strange. He, he's, he has a strangeness to him with it, but he, he's entertaining and he can hold I himself mean, out there. We'll get into it with NXT, but I'll take him over freaking Beth Phoenix button board commentary any day of the week. So yeah. Well, she. <laughs> Beth Phoenix kills me. Like she's trying, man. She really is. She um, is, but damn. She makes this job feel hard. You ever watch the movie Gravity? <laughs> you, you seen the movie Gravity? Yeah. When I saw it, it was like mm-hmm. on a big screen. I don't remember if it was the theater or just a big screen, but I just remember for anyone who watched that movie, you know, there are points where because of the way the gravity is depicted in the cinematography, I don't know about you, but I clenched where I was like, Oh, you know, I, I kind of felt it for the character. Oh, yeah. You know, that's how, uh, that's how I feel about Taz commentary. <laughs> you know, where there, are t- <laughs> where there are times where it goes places. I <laughs> glitch. <laughs> so, yeah, how does Taz commentary make you feel? Oh, he makes me clinch. 
you're saying like you're saying Taz's commentary is, "Hey, let's go to a Thai buffet and then go on a six hour road trip." Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Sorta. <laughs> Taz, he makes your butthole pucker up. There you oh go. My god. <laughs> There's your show name. Oh, <laughs> no, it isn't. No, it is not. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, I guess final piece of AEW news here is uh, Jericho. Uh, he, since we were talking about the booking and uh, just the different changes, things that they've done that are different from everywhere else. One of the things that Jericho's talked about, and I, I thought about this too, is Jericho, this is his first time being in a stable. He spoke to Jim Barcelona. And, you know, he discussed that a little bit. And it's interesting because, you know, he's one of the few guys besides DDP, I believe, right? Where, like, if you look at DDP, there's a guy who's never been, uh, he was never in the NWO. He was never in anything strange, <laughs> you know? He was never no, in the... No, 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 no. No, no, no. He was in the Millionaire's Club. Oh, I mean, is TNA still canon? Wasn't that TNA? Oh, that was the, that was the shitty end of WCW. I get them confused with TNA WCW sometimes. WCW yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I they mean, had, didn't, it, didn't it, TNA, at that point, wasn't it the same thing though? Like, it was bad, but didn't TNA do their own version of the of the Millionaires Club? No, they had like a Legends or no, wait, wasn't it um Immortal? No, yeah, they immortal. did. They did their own. What was what was the the, the WCW two thousand angle? It was the Millionaires Club versus who? The New Blood versus main the New event Blood. Mafia. That's what it was. Right, they did the no. same shit. TNA literally recycled. They they did the main event Mafia was the was their version of that. Versus, and then who was the new blood version of the other thing? It was uh the front line, right? You see, oh. it was the same shit. It happened. It was the same torture. Yeah, but you know what? The other one didn't have Billy Kidman as their leader. <laughs> that explains why they matter just a little bit more. Yeah, if you want to, if you what, what do you call a little bit more? It was he. He said it was during WCW two thousand, and there was no WCW in two thousand one. But you they're know? still a TNA. <laughs> it's, it's a real little bit more, you know. Like it couldn't be less of a little bit more than that. Chronic. Who? who why would you even mention those guys? Sucked, man. Go back and I mean, watch. Who Chronic. the fuck was Chronic? What? You don't remember Chronic? You have to. Was, no. It. it. It was um Crush and um who was it? Was it Brian Adams? That explains why I don't remember him. <laughs> it was Brian Adams and oh god, Chronic. Jeez. Of all the things, right? Remember how bad oh, they, they, their match voltage. was? Remember how bad that match was against Undertaker? Oh. Undertaker and Kane? Oh, as bad as Buff's match. Yeah, no, I really fell for those guys, man. Oh, God. Yeah, like they had a shit match. Chronic. 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 Oh, dear God. You even remember the music, how? Because <laughs> it's fucking squires, that's why. Because I like bad wrestling. Yeah. You've seen his rosters in 2K games. You think the first tag team I made is champs. Oh, boy. This guy. <laughs> oh, God. So NXT was fun this week. Yeah. Before we get into that, though, let's go back. We forgot about this whole thing was about Jericho, right? Right. How, we get, how, how do we go from Jericho to Chronic? Seems ridiculous. We talked about stables, and he said DDP wasn't in a stable, and I told him he was in the Millionaire's Club. Yeah. <laughs> But but the top, top guy, I never was this. I mean, I call myself the George Harrison of the Attitude Era. And what I mean by that is I was in 
you know, George Harrison, one of the greatest songwriters and musicians ever. Only problem is he's in a band with John Lennon and Paul McCartney, the two greatest ever. I was a baby face in the Attitude Era, huge, super popular, but I was a baby face along with The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I would never be the top guy there. I could be the top heel, which I was for many years. Uh, but here it's it's more about what can Chris Jericho do for the AEW to really continue to get this company uh, on the map and get it to grow. I think when you look at the initial sales or the initial fact that I was the first champion, I think it had a lot of bearing for us to get on TNT in the first place. They had a name they could hang their hat on. I know that everyone's making a lot more money in the business because I came here, which therefore got raises for everybody in the WWE. So it's been a real kind of oh, sorry, I was trying to enlarge time, you, guys. To, you know, 30 years in to show just how valuable I can be as a, as a draw, shall we say. So yeah, the first time I've ever been the head of a faction and the first time basically I've ever been in a faction. Um, and there's a reason for that. I don't really play well with others. I never wanted that. I remember back in 98, one of the suggestions was for me to be in the NWO, and I was like, absolutely not. There's 15 guys in the NWO. They don't need me, and I don't need them. So this is something, like I said, for the inner circle. It definitely enhances my character, enhances our storylines, and gave four very talented individuals uh, a much bigger platform and got them all over to a much bigger degree as well. You mentioned Jake, and I know he's doing tremendous with MMA. One championship is in. I don't know if he's doing tremendous. I mean, last time I heard of him, he kicked somebody in the nuts, so. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those low blows. <laughs> can, can he single handedly take credit for getting everybody all that money? I, uh, Jericho? I mean, a lot yeah. of stuff changed when he jumped ship. So. Yeah, um, but. Uh, no. No. I, I, I wouldn't say single handedly. That's a little self service there to Jericho. He's he's a big marquee name, but I'm not sure if people who watch AEW were looking for big marquee names. Nope. It contributes to it, for sure. It's definitely helped sustain it. But I don't think that's what brought it to the dance in the first place. No. Yeah, some of the lesser known ones. You know, but it definitely is a big contributor and it works fantastic. So there's this undeniably a reason whether it was preemptive or not it's definitely become a reason why it's currently sustaining it so you know just keep that kind of stuff in mind all right well in other news we're going to talk a little bit well first maybe we should do the nxt right we got to get before we get yeah. any more news out of the way since we're doing we're doing wednesday night wars i forgot all of this was was uh, about aew <laughs> so, yeah we gotta get the other side of the coin yeah the other side of the coin being uh nxt which uh it opens with a Keith Lee promo in which he winds up getting jumped by the Undisputed Era. And uh, Ciampa runs in, but he's too late. The damage is done. They already did that spot to Keith Lee where they put the chair around his ankle and jumped off the top turnbuckle and fucked his ankle up now. So he's going to have that in the storyline of the match that he's in. their plan all along. And uh, yeah, it's funny how over he is, man. He's nuclear over. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. And you know what, man? Not for nothing, but the Undisputed Era, they're starting to remind me more of Raven's Flock than they're any other stable the way they come out. <laughs> you know, like, maybe there was a point where it was like, oh, these are the Radicals, or these are the new NWO, or these are the Bullet Club. It's like, no, no, you're like, you're just Raven's Flock. You're just fucking running. <laughs> you know, I remember this this whole little fucking stick. Shock the flock. You know, like A bunch of fucking pack of wolves, literally. 
you know, there, there's no elegance to it anymore. They're just a bunch of smash and grab villains. Bunch of lodies. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't it feel that way? You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong because I like Raven's Flock, but that was a different kind of stable. When you look at the way they would handle their business next to, you know, stables taken a bit more seriously. You know, they they really were just a bunch of cronies. And that's and as much as I love everyone in the Undisputed Era, they handled themselves like a pack of wolves, which I if it's the desired effect, sure, but they're more of a Raven's Flock than they are a Bullet Club. And um Alright, so anyway, that happens. You know, Champa runs and he's trying to help up Keith Lee. Credit to Keith Lee for managing to stand up after this wasn't one of those things where it goes to commercial with him laid out. Like he's standing on the bad, on the, on the broken wheel along with Champa. Gingerly, but I mean, he's there. Mm -hmm. So then we get, uh, we go into the Dusty Rhodes classic and we have Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster against the new found tag team of the Broserweights, which hopefully by me saying the name, you know who the hell the Broserweights are, right? Right? Yeah. No. It, it was Vince Russo and no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, That'd be awesome. Oh my god! It was uh Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle and uh, the finish of this match. The coolest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. It's a move I'm literally going to call it the bitter flash. Basically, it's Pete Dunn tosses him in from into the bitter end, but instead of connecting with the complete shot half of the move, uh, Riddle hits that final flash bicycle knee, and they go over for the win. Yeah, really I like bad. this team. They're a violent Smash Mouth team. Like, yeah, and uh, they go together really well. It was like a, it was, yeah, it was it was a terrible with that whole thing. The way he punched Mark Andrews out of the shooting star too. The way Pete Dunham, <laughs> he him, sucked like, the yeah. shit. Yeah, at one point he punched dudes. him so hard, Andrews went into a pin that uh, Webster had rolled up and broke the pin up. Yeah, and it's and it's bittersweet because you know what, man, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster are really good. You know, yeah, they they haven't been the same since they lost those tag titles to Gallus. Yeah, no, they haven't. They really haven't. And uh, I guess they're committed to this Broserweight stuff because they already put the T-shirts out there for everyone to watch and enjoy. Look at that right there. Pete Dunn, Matt Riddle, Broserweight shirt. If you're interested in getting yourself a Broserweight shirt? There it is. I am not. But help yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think at this point. Pete Dunn is just happy to have a partner he knows won't turn on him at the end of the tournament. So, yeah, yeah, there is the. Uh, I haven't. I hadn't even looked at it until I just pulled it up on the program, and yeah, mm, good for them, I guess. Yeah, I mean, hey, how, how many fresh new teams in the Dusty Classic get T-shirts? So, see, Jordan, there's another one. Nobody's uh-huh. not mad about the T-shirts there, sir. But no. Yeah. <laughs> So Champ is in the ring and he's promoing on the Undisputed Era and then seconds into the promo, they stomp him out. More Raven's Flock stuff. They're just like, rah, 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 rah. like you didn't even get a few minutes into the promo and they're all fucking out there. It's just crazy at this point. Like that's all they do. Even if it's not your show. Because they beat up what's the name on fucking <laughs> NXT UK. You know, it's just like, it, it feels like just a random effect that can happen, like a tornado. You know, like no matter where it is, you know, we'll be watching main event and they'll fucking show up there and beat up Curtis Axel. <laughs> I, when you said <laughs> man, I didn't know what name you were going to go to because I only know who shows up on that fucking show anymore. I panicked as I was finishing that sentence because I didn't know what fucking name I was going to go to. <laughs> it felt like slops in my head. Yeah, <laughs> Almost like an E Slater. But this time, luckily, Chopper had uh, some quicker help because uh, Johnny Gargano shows up and they beat the shit out of the Undisputed Era, ending with uh, poor Bobby Fish getting meet me in the middle. Yeah, very cool DIY moment. I like the camera angle, with, uh, which I've seen people 
sharing it on Twitter of Champa against the ropes and uh, Gargano behind him and just uh, the look and everything. Great chemistry with those guys, right? Like, that's just such a cool team. They lucked out there. It's funny that they came back together after all this time, and it's like they never split up. And they even made it clear after the break, uh, one person who noticed it was uh, Mr. Trent Seven. Mm -hmm. Because uh, Trent Seven basically made out the challenge. Mustache Mountain versus DIY. And uh, pretty much to minor spoiler, later on in the night, they accepted it, and that match is added to the World's Collide card. That's very cool. Looking forward to that. So next we have the Time Splitters making their NXT debut. Kushida and Alex Shelley against those grizzly dudes. You know those guys, right? The uh, what the hell do they call themselves yeah. again? Zach, Zach Gibson and James James Drake, the grizzled young veterans, the first ever NXT UK tag champions. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this was a really good match. Um, I. Alex Shelley ha- having a getting the sliced bread countered into that tombstone position, and he winds up tossing him into the air for his partner to catch with those double knees, stuff like that. Kick it to mayhem, but, call uh, it. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It, I'm just surprised that uh, the time splitters didn't advance. Like this is the debut of Alex Shelley here. This is a big team in Japan and Ring of Honor and all over the Indies. They brought him in, and then the Grizzly dudes just fucked him up. <laughs> Like I wasn't oh. expecting it, you know. And then to make matters worse, it wasn't like like at first when it happened, I I was I was trying to be open minded about like, well, you know, I was respectful or whatever. Like I saw him go to get the mic, so I'm like, oh, we'll be respectful. But then to make matters worse, the Grizzlies they they cut a promo and they shit all over how these guys are the past oh, and they fucking know one and blah, fuck you guys. And then they, then it just ends. It was just like wow, you know, what a shitty debut. Like I thought at least because generally. You know, you don't always want someone on their debut to go over. So I'm like, whatever, they're going to shake hands. It'll be a thing. You know, we're not going to forget about these guys. Or kind of like Cedric Alexander, when he lost, you know, Triple H came out, gave everyone the thumbs up. It was still like a feel good moment. But no, it was just like, fuck them. Because the Grizzly guys have more shit to say about how bad this debut was. There, 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 there's, there's no feel good moments with these two. But yeah, I no. thought about it as as the week went on. And the reasoning I can see behind the time slurs losing this match you gotta think like how long has it been since they last teamed? And ever since I think after the UK tournament ended, James Drake, I think, and Zach Gibson have literally been teaming almost nonstop. Yeah. And I think this was Shelly and Kushida's first match back together. Even if. I can definitely see where you're coming from, though, for sure. Like, you know, they could have left it open ended. Even, you know what? I would have liked them to just lose and then just cut away to go to your next part of the show but just the fact that they stood there because like on top of that we have to explain how much they suck it's important that, that the fans know how shit you are <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah that, that that's been gibson and drake stick like you you don't get to walk away with a feel-good moment with those two in the room like. they, they they marvel superhero them remember marvel superheroes after you won around you could you could you could press start and beat up the body of the guy after the fucking fight was over you know it's like oh yeah <laughs> kicking the corpse off the floor and shit <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why do you do that? I thought we were happy that the time splitters were here. Oh God! Yeah. So Isaiah Swerve Scott is next against against uh, Leo Rush and Tyler Breeze. It's like a triple threat match, number one contender for Andrew Garza's cruiserweight title. With uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott and his new music. I don't know why they took away his. We talked about it before. He had music that was specific to him, and they took it away and oh, just gave him generic creator wrestler music. Maybe it just wasn't the right vibe for them, or I don't know what. But Isaiah goes over uh, Breeze. What, what does he call that? The uh, the JML driver. Yeah. 
And I, it was it was a good match, you know. I guess uh, we're going to be pushing him instead of Leo Rush. Now that we don't have that clause anymore where people get rematches. I don't recall him getting a clean rematch over Andrew Garza. So. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't gotten one. Now you got to earn your rematches. So. Yeah. So that was, that was interesting. Uh, DIY is about to reunite when the Undisputed Era is basically being held back by security. Uh in the middle of the full sale parking lot. And then Keith Lee does that thing he does where he runs off screen from off screen. Who did he put through the hedges? Was that Adam Cole again? I think again? I was Bobby. I think I was Bobby. Oh, so it was a different guy. It was Adam Cole. So is that going to be a thing? Each one of them is going to get that shit bump from him where he just knocks you. <laughs> it happened so fast that one minute all four undisputed era guys where they're doing the Ravens flock thing. Then I just saw like a body go flying through the hedges because the hedges were like, were like human size, like in height. You know what I mean? So you just like, you just, I just saw a body disappear into the, into the, it reminds me of that, that famous meme of Homer when he goes back into the bushes, you know, yeah. like all of a sudden you no. just saw somebody, I just fucking saw a body fly. He was just gone. That motherfucker just <laughs> don't let Keith Lee shoulder block. Holy shit, man. Like he was just gone out of existence. He just knocked him off the screen. See, that's how you get a spot like that over. Not Braun Strowman signaling it for 25 fucking seconds. He just shows up and... <laughs> he looks like when you get eliminated in the Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah right? Uh, boom, winner! <laughs> you see little thing in the air and they're gone. That's what it was like. It was just like, holy shit, one of them's gone. It was so fast, I couldn't even so see who bad. it was. What makes it so bad is he's coming at such a high speed when he did it. I blinked and whoever it was was in the bushes. They should make that a bit. Where like from now on, whenever they're about to ambush someone, first they all stop and they look very carefully around to make sure he's not around. They look everywhere. And then as soon as they go to do the attack, one of them gets knocked away anyway. It's like, ah, oh, there he was. <laughs> My God. That oh, shit man. was amazing. That was awesome. That and then I, awesome. I love that one, uh, one poor security guard. I'm sorry, but I don't think I get paid enough to do this man's job because he got, I think he tried to get in Lee's way and got thrown into the car window. Another one got thrown onto like a truck bed or something. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was paying y'all some stupid money for that shit. Like, no, that was great. That was great. So then we have the women's battle clusterfuck. It happens. I don't know why we insist on having these. I'm not going into all of the things. I don't do that anymore. Look, you, if you really, but I will tell you that the final four came down to Tegan Knox, Bianca Belair, Shayna Baszler, and Io Shirai. But then they did one of those things with that other girl who I barely even remember seeing her too often. Shanti. Dakota Kai wasn't even in the match the whole fucking time. She was supposed to be in the match, but she never showed up. Yeah. And, uh, Shan- that, that other chick, Shanti Blackheart, she did one of those things where it turns out that she was never eliminated. Because she got went under the ropes and she went up eliminating Yeah, Deanna, Deanna Perrazzo had dragged her out after she got eliminated. Yeah, but then she gets eliminated by Bianca Belair. So I don't know. Maybe they want to do a Shanty Blackheart fucking Baszler feud because she uh she she was the one who eliminated Baszler, I believe, right? Which I know that was a big thing. This was Mar- also Merce- uh, Mercedes Martinez's debut and Casey Catanzaro's return to NXT. Yeah. So there was, was a few surprises in here, but yeah. it comes down to Io Shirai and Bianca Belair, and then uh, Bianca Belair winds up launching Io over the top rope, and uh, really cool the way she took that landing. Like she goes over the top rope all the way down on both feet. And, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, but Bianca Belair, she's the one who wins this battle royal, and now she gets the God help her soul role of having to try to take that belt away from Rhea Ripley. Yeah. What's up, Ivan Gamer three ninety five? Welcome, sir. Yeah, but it was a it was a good NXT. Definitely, 
a lot going into it uh, to build the Worlds Collide um, card, which is going to be, of course, the night before WrestleMania. So, I mean, the night for Royal Rumble, Jesus Christ. But, yeah, it's it was a fun one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we already said hi. You, you earned yourself a 10-minute timeout, though, if you uh, learn how to behave, because the next one's not free. I only get one of these. <laughs> you know? Yeah, which just real, I was going to say, which just real brief run through uh, the card of that. It's going to be DIY, Mustache Mountain, Angel Garza versus Swerve Scott, Cruiserweight title, uh, Ela Dragunov versus Finn Balor, which is actually going to be fun, Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm 3, and then Undisputed Era versus Imperium. And when is this? This is going to be Saturday, so it's going to be the night before um, the Royal Rumble. And what's the event? It is Worlds Collide 2020. Right, right. They did say they were doing it this time. Two hundred five not included with it, right? Yeah, two hundred. Yeah, two hundred five. Lied. Nobody gets to beat them this year. So, okay. Should we have a poll for that? I don't know if we should. We never have done um, both collide. Nah, it's just one of like it's one of the little special events, so it's not like a big one. Not like to the scale of the Rumble or an NXT Takeover, even. Nah, it's more of just like one of the little special. It's bigger than the stuff like the Starcast and stuff like that, but it's just one of the little special cool events. Yeah, I remember World's a little Collide. bit of mismatch. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize, or I forgot rather, that it was this upcoming weekend. I'm glad it's there though, because I'm kind of gotten used to on big weekends, you know, like of the big four weekends like Royal Rumble, there being a Saturday thing to uh, to check yeah. out before going into the pay per view. I, I almost thought we weren't going going to get that, but yeah, getting the 205 World's Collide or whatever the non 205 World's Collide, I'm definitely yeah. gonna watch that live. It's pretty much just the two NXTs this year. So. Yeah. Which works because the two NXTs have been incorporated into the two, the two hundred five roster anyway. No one's really excluded in a sense. Exactly. Just the brand name is excluded, and that's about it. Not even the belts are excluded. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, is that it? That's it for our NXT story. Yep, that's uh, that's the Wednesday Night Wars. That is the Wednesday Night Wars, folks. Which um, I guess we should get into the ratings a little bit too. Wow, they're becoming like full time details to this. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, so many pieces. All right, let's see what we have going on here. AEW had 940,000, 0.38 in the 18 to 49 demographic with NXT drawing 700,000, 0.21 in the 18 to 49 demographic. So once again, there is a 240,000 increase difference, if you will, between AEW and NXT. They once again beat them, 947,000. So yeah, they, they, yeah, they seem to definitely be killing it. They did nine hundred forty-seven thousand the week before when NXT bringing in seven hundred twenty-one thousand. So uh, NXT's dropped viewers. Even even AEW dropped seven thousand, but NXT dropped twenty-one thousand viewers. So they had a bigger drop. Looks a little bit less natural when you really look at it. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the beginning of the year, they had nine hundred sixty-seven thousand against NXT's five hundred forty-eight thousand. That's the biggest drop of all. But that could be attributed to people who knew it was just going to be a best of. But then we said. After that is when we're really going to see when there will not be a Thanksgiving or a New Year's or a Christmas or a Black Friday or any of that shit. And now we, we're getting it two weeks in a row. It's essentially averaging out at about 700,000 viewers of NXT to AEW's uh, 940,000. It's kind of stabilized there if I had to really look at it. So AEW right now has the viewership lead. NXT can always just dip into the SmackDown and Raw pot do some crossover stuff if they really want to sell out, and which it isn't really selling out. It's using their resources. But if they don't want to play clean, they have enough resources out there. They can yeah. bring people over. They can do whatever they need to. But right now, 
uh, it's not working. We're hearing from Brian Alvarez. They said that there was a feeling on NXT that last week's Dynamite uh, wasn't that good. So they didn't think that people were going to tune in this week, which I don't know why they would think that just because uh, there's been no indication that anyone's right now preferential to their product over AEW. Exactly. Don't believe something just because somebody actually says it. Like, go at go at it. If you won last week, go at it like you lost. Yeah, exactly. You you never stop. You never get comfortable. You always push forward like it's a lot closer. If you if it, if if you got eighty thousand and they only got two thousand, you go at it like the shit reversed. Yeah. That's how you win the fight. You go at it like you're always losing. Yep. So at this point, they said it's not a or a sprint. It's a marathon. Well, here's the marathon. So far, it's going. <laughs> it's now starting to be pretty consistent. Yeah. Pulling away. Yeah. And their other show, their Tuesday show that's in that terrible time block is finally starting to suffer because they had 84,000 viewers, which is pretty much the lowest since 49,000, which was the premiere episode. And that's because no one knew it existed. Now people know it exists and now they're just pulling away from it. That being said, uh, tomorrow night's episode is going to have CM Punk. So they may, they may get a boost again from that, but it's doing abysmal. Like nobody cares enough that Punk's there. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no one does care that it's there. Uh, no, 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 nobody's that nobody's that excited for eleven o'clock CM Punk show. Like, yeah, I mean, he does say interesting stuff, but I mean, you know, you get over it after a while. Yeah, and then it's like eleven o'clock with no wrestling before then. Like, you're kind of like, what? <laughs> what do we do? Like, like if it came on after SmackDown, at least you're just coming off of wrestling, so it's like it makes sense. But it's like Tuesday yeah. night with nothing before. Like, what? Yeah. All right. Well. A little bit of Tessa Blanchard news. Let's get that shirt off the screen. I don't know why that was on the whole time. But a little bit of Tessa, <laughs> Tessa Blanchard news, which you guys recall last week, we learned that she is the JBL of the women, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you on would call On the top her? of the world and everybody hates her. It's amazing. What do you think? Do you believe the stories, the tales of Tessa Blanchard? The third part about it is, with the time that this story supposedly took place, does it even matter anymore? Because it's like nobody said shit for two, three years. It's just like clearly, even if it is true, you didn't give a shit enough two years ago to say anything. And you haven't given enough of a shit until she gets the biggest opportunity of any woman ever. Yeah. We're, we're getting mixed reports here, though, because Body Slamnet is reporting that um, Blanchard and uh, La Rosa Negra resolved their issues. They buried the hatchet, is how it's being quoted. And I don't see how that's even accurate if unless there was some sort of thing that was happening that we never heard about so uh, yeah la rosa negra talked about how uh she said uh when i saw those tweets i was in shock and impressed because since 2017 uh we, we spoke about this before right how she said in 2017 has been pushing her to speak about something that isn't really necessary and how she doesn't like to talk about her personal life she likes to keep herself private but when she read all of the fellow wrestlers tweeting and supporting her and their names it surprised her and reading the non-wrestling comments she realized she had to do something because of you know tessa not saying how it was and that maybe uh people took her wrong she doesn't want to be overexposed with this and that uh, female wrestlers know what really happened and that's why she didn't say anything but she wants to clear things up you know and uh you know we spoke about that just to give you guys a little bit of a recap um so she released a public statement where she said uh basically let's see what we have here 
Over the last week, I've been accused of calling a fellow wrestler a racial slur. To read the allegation has been personally upsetting. To be clear, I absolutely did not use that word. The word is not in my vocabulary. That word is not in my heart. Racism is not in my heart. Yet I know many people have to deal with racism in a way I will never have to. Racism is an awful part of the American history, and it is equally awful that it is still part of our society today. While I did not do what was claimed, I stand ready to use my platform to support the fight against racism however I can. What are your thoughts on her comment? I mean, she kept it simple. Short, sweet, and to the point. What do you think, Squires? She's uh... I mean, there's nothing more that you can say unless you get yourself in more trouble. Just the way that, you know, everybody is. So then, uh, Allison K, a.k.a. Sienna. She is Allison K, right? She said, uh, yeah. You can, you can try to babyface the fans, but the majority of our peers know Rose's story is true, and that's what matters. I really hope that one day the two, the other two witnesses of this incident come forward and further expose you as not only a racist, but a liar and an undeniable scumbag. So this was her response to that. <laughs> Wow. I love her. Did, did, did she say that from the studio wrestling event too? Like, I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So then people started messaging Allison K. This is what I'm gathering from this. It's hard. These women, man, when their stories come up, there's so many back and forth tweets and messages and things going across so many platforms that it's hard to determine what happened, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg, I swear. I dread when, when the women get into drama because it's it's just a pile of paperwork. Anyway, so Sienna received some tweets. I'm guessing a part of this is anonymous. She doesn't say who's, some names are are redacted from this. But she tweeted out and said, I said what I, I had to say, so I'd love to move on. But I just got several messages about Tessa, Tessa Blanchard trying to spread lies. Unfortunately for you, I've built my 11 year reputation on being respectful. Instead of owning up to your mistakes, you lie, scheme and prove you haven't changed. This is one reason people don't speak up. It's also one of the reasons I felt I needed to be the one to do so. I have thick skin, so there's no dirt on me. I have a large platform and and colleagues who vouch for me. I'm I'll gladly absorb this front line of idiocy to shield my friend. So then she received, she has screenshots of the two messages that she received underneath this. And the first message is from someone who says, and it's at censored, so it says, redacted just called me to ask for your number. She wants to talk to you. Apparently Tessa is trying to dig up dirt on you. And the Sienna replies, of course she is. That doesn't surprise me at all. And then this person says, claro, because she was exposed. So now she's like a fucking comic book villain who wants to get revenge. So then message two, someone gives her a screenshot and they say, I got this DM and the DM screenshot they give her someone saying, I'm trying to convince an impact employee to talk to you about Allison K. Apparently she was a huge bully in TNA. He won't talk to me because the link would be apparent, but he is thinking of talking to someone else. Would you be interested? So it sounds like there's a little thing here where they're trying to get Allison K back by exposing her and her shitty ways. Since she exposed somebody else. So, uh, then it gets worse because. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. What what, what bugs me the most is is what she says. I had to. You didn't have to do anything. If you're so thick skinned, just keep your mouth shut. You don't have to do anything. It's all these people that they have to be the advocate, they have to be the voice, they have to. It's this get, gotta get your mentality. And it's just, it's disgusting, I think. 
I think it's more to see, even if what Tessa Blanchard said was true, somebody doing what she did, I, it's the same level to me. This is, you know, I'm going to get you and make your life ruined because you made a mistake. Yeah, it, it, uh, it does seem the timing of it, it seems convenient. It reminds me of like the whole timing of so many other movements that we've had in which people um, just all come forward at the same time instead of at a necessary time, at a convenient time, which doesn't discredit the... Which we really, I can't even say it does discredit it when it's been a long duration of time has passed before you come forward for something, it discredits it. People yeah. hate to hear that. And then that's even what when it you is. time it out before a huge event in this person's life, that's even worse. Oh, yeah. At, at, at this point, it doesn't matter anymore if she said it or not because you waited two years and then you waited two days before this girl was set to become a world champion. And I told you guys before that I feel that that, that, that that doesn't make her racist if she did say it. It makes her someone who got into an argument with someone of that race and then used that the way you would in a fight to be mean, which you're not allowed to do nowadays because automatically that just dictates everything about you. Your entire bio is determined by a single action even if it's an emotional burst or whatever, you know, but yeah, there's this whole thing happening. Look at this, another movement for people having to eat their words. It's weird how, uh, that works out now. And then to make matters worse, fightful, uh, select then reported that, uh, back in a while, Blanchard would have it out with the trainers. And, uh, they said, basically she told the trainer at some point that she shouldn't be teaching. Um, when they tried to talk to her about it, she wasn't interested in talking. She gained influence in the company. Um, certain things needed to be approved by her after a certain point. By the second season of WoW, uh, she needed to approve things. Uh, there were only quote unquote accelerated. Uh, there was a confrontation between her and someone else that had a verbal battle that broke out in front of everybody else. And, uh, there was a, a shouting match with her and someone named Malia Hosaka that led to only Hosaka being reprimanded. Uh, yeah, they just kind of feel that she's made heavy changes. She's brought people to tears. Like, there's all kinds of reports and shit coming out now, all at the same time about her. So that's according to Fightful about things happening in WoW, which we did say last week on here that I believe the the owner of WoW had told uh everyone in the locker room to say no comment to the Tessa stuff. So, so much for that. Very unfortunate. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know how this stood. I mean, we did hear from the WWE themselves. Didn't we about the fact that uh there wasn't a we heard from people within the company that the reason why she was never given an opportunity was because of her attitude like at the tryouts. Yeah, God, like freaking that was forever ago for sure. Cause I know both uh, her and Becky Lynch were rosebuds at one point. So I mean, there has to be truth to to a lot of this. Like I said, the timing yeah. of it bothers me. Yeah, she. Know? I mean, let's be real. She probably had a bad attitude. Probably was a pretty mean person. But, I mean, like we said before, like, you bring up the story two years later. Why didn't you say something right when it happened? Clearly, it wasn't enough of a problem back then. Yeah. Like, so if somebody's mean, if Squires is mean to me tomorrow, I'm saying shit tomorrow. Like, I'm not waiting for two years to say something. Like, And then there was that time back then, you remember? You know, like, I hate that kind of stuff. Like, come on, what are you doing? Literally <laughs> killing us with that shit. Just because no... It's like just because nobody's talked about fucking Allison K since she was Maria's side piece doesn't mean you got to try to. And I love how the things were just like, oh, I had to stick up for my friend. Why can't your fucking friend stick up for herself? Right. Like, because she had to remember she was obligated. 
Like, oh, I, can't, I can't say I do remember. <laughs> and guess what? They accomplished nothing because Tessa Blanchard still won the damn belt as we showed last week. And look, so congratulations, is, ladies. Listen, this is Jim Cornette talking about it a little. Oh, this was great. There is an element of, I mean, she's so much better than the other girls. <laughs> you know, there could be the, there could be that as well. But holy shit. And you would obviously yeah, admit that she, it would, she got Tully's people skills. She really did. Well, yeah. And again, you say she was always nice and kind to you. I would have to think that the way she treats someone like you would be different than other co-workers in the same division. And yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's one after another after another. And she's wrestling. You know, my theory is always if you end up in impact, there's probably a reason you end up in impact. It's wrestling purgatory. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's a place to kind of repair yourself. And she's not in WWE. She's not in AEW. Apparently, a lot of these stories, even though they're now publicly coming out, have been whispered about. Do you do anything different of your impact wrestling where she's allegedly in line as a recording today? It may happen later today on pay-per-view. Who knew they still had pay-per-views? She's in line to win their world's heavyweight championship from Sammy Callahan. Do you do anything differently just because she's insulted every girl wrestler in the business? No. What the fuck? <laughs> of course not. If she, if you may have trouble, uh, trouble finding people to work with her, or elsewise those matches could be stiff and interesting. Uh, but if, she, but it, 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 no, and just because once again somebody called someone a name while they potentially were in a fight with them, I can identify with that. If uh, if she walked up. What if they weren't, the, though? What if they weren't well, in a fight? Well, if they weren't, then then that is a bit strong, and I think she owes the girl an apology. But if they were in some type of issue over the match or a, a fucking physical altercation or whatever the fuck, then we need more information on that. But otherwise, no, just because she's been a bully and or snidely uh, to all of the other <laughs> girls that she's worked with is no reason to change her push if, if you're happy with her in your company, for fuck's sake. And once again, this is not only not ballet, but it's not fucking romper room. If everybody's getting their feelings hurt, maybe there's too many people with soft feelings and fucking wrestling. <laughs> or maybe, it's Tessa. Be, or maybe be, the problem is Tessa. Yes. Not, well, and maybe the problem is Tessa. As I said, if she's insulted and pissed off every girl, and as long as you're happy with her in your company and can find people to work with her, that ain't your fucking problem. You're not hiring nice people. You're hiring talent. I come from an era when the, the booker could more or less fucking smack you if he wanted to, and you were either going to fight him and get fired or fucking take it. So I'm not, I'm hard to fucking impress with he, she hurt my feelings and bullied me. Well, then fucking knock her out. What the fuck? If you're going to be wrestlers, be wrestlers. If a guy was that upset in a locker room at something that somebody had said or done to them, they would fucking... It'd do one thing or the other. They'd either not do anything about it or they would. So either don't do anything about it or do. Well, don't this, fucking say, well, she's so mean that you shouldn't use her in a company I don't even work for. Well, no one's That's saying fucking that, ridiculous. Though. But no one's saying that. And again, she brought this on herself by tweeting out, hey, women, try supporting one another. <laughs> cool things happen. I mean... Maybe, 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 maybe the right word there for that tweet. You know what? That's, that's probably, that, that, she could have got to, if Twitter was around in 1984, that could have been said by Tully Blanchard or Gino Hernandez. It would have been great. I don't know. I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, well, hey, it's maybe she's trying to be positive now. It's a new year. She's like me. She slept some. She decided she wants to be positive now. 
Uh, he's right, though. Everyone's getting their fucking feelings hurt. Yeah. Toughen the fuck up. She we- said something. Like, I, I love his... <laughs> I love it. That's my favorite line of the whole thing. Okay, she says something. Me knock her out. If not, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> Grow a pair. Yeah. Clearly, Black Rose decided to shut the fuck up. So yeah. Yeah. Like, good lord, everyone's so angry about shit that's not even said directly to them. I guess that's why it's social justice warrioring, huh? That's right. Cause they, ha- she had to. And then the people that, that are the victims, they just sit there and they absorb all of it. All this fucking support that they don't need. I fucking yeah. forgot Alice and Kate existed before this shit happened, alright? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, she's all like, no. Nah. She's like, the, what's his name? Everyone's a snitch now, like that dude, that rapper who, who snitched on everyone in the world. Oh, yeah, fucking Rainbow Hair 69 or whatever the fuck his face is. Yeah. I'm- something, yeah. Those memes are funny, man. I love the one of Cloud. <laughs> I love the one of Cloud in that part in Final Fantasy VII where they are. They find the snake that's impaled, and Cloud's like, "Did Sephiroth do this?" And then the cut of it is him going, "Yeah, Your Honor, he did that shit." <laughs> <laughs> Those are great. Is it Takashi Six Nine? Yeah, yeah, that that's the guy. Yeah. Those, uh, that was the best thing I came out of that whole one was the fucking memes. Yeah, right. That was some stuff, man. So Booker T spoke a little bit about uh, Tessa Blanchard winning the world title, which I want you guys to hear some of it. Twitch. Uh, Impact Wrestling now on uh, Access TV. Right, yeah, they make the jump. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I tell you, man, I, I actually got a chance to watch a little bit of it last night. And uh, very little, very, very little. Um, and it just was something that, I don't know, man, I just don't, I don't know. Those guys seem like they just seem like they're just trying to find their spot, man. It seems like they're still trying to find a niche. And now the uh, what do you think about the world title, the the, the world heavyweight championship, the, the men's went the title? Yeah, yeah. The, the title traditionally held by the top guy in the company. Yeah. Now the the the, the woman, you know, Tessa Blanchard has, has the championship. What do you think about that? So I so I will say this: I haven't watched Impact Wrestling. I didn't see the storyline that built up to this. So I, I'm I'm going in it with just knowing Tessa Blanchard won the world title. Yeah. And it, it's a little odd. You know my thing. For a long time, I don't like the intergender wrestling. It's not something that I get into. I know some people like it, and that's fine. Yeah. Not something that I like. Yeah. And so for that reason, I'm not totally in love with the idea. I will say I withhold judgment, I guess, until I can see the whole segment and figure out how they got to this part in the story and what the catalyst was for her yeah, winning. Yeah, but yeah. I, but off top, it's not something I'm super upset I'm not holding my judgment on it. You know, I mean, I'm serious. I mean, uh, uh, big ups to uh, Tessa Blanchard because she's good. She's really good uh, at what she does. But this is the worst idea for that Impact Wrestling ever had in, in the history of their company. That, it, that That's really, it really is. It's really that bad. It's, ba- it's that bad. Why is it bad? It's worse than paying me 10, 10 grand for a six hour power commercial that never aired. <laughs> it really, I'm, I'm serious. That's, so why, that's how why, ridiculous why it is. Why is it a bad idea? Because um, now the men and uh, all of the men in the company, um, if, they, if they wrestle her and she beat them, it diminishes every guy in the company. I mean, who, who, who's the top guy in the company now? Uh, it, I, I can't, I cannot see, um, you know, the man Becky Lynch wrestling Samoa Joe or Brock Lesnar. I mean, right. this is the worst idea in the history of wrestling. It really is. 
and um, and, and to throw it out there like that is the only way it can really be thrown out, and I, it makes me question and wonder, you know, if somebody trying to, you know, blow this thing up on purpose. It's like somebody say, man, let's see if we can, let's see how bad we can mess this up. You know what I'm saying? I'm serious. So, so okay, let me let me just make sure it's you're not you're saying. It's because there needs to still be separation between the divisions. It's got to be. It's yeah, always so got to be. There could be a top woman and there could be a top guy, but they shouldn't be crossing. Well, my thing is this. Okay, if Tessa Blanchard go back and wrestle the women, she should be able to beat all of them. Now, the, the woman that beat her should be able to go out and beat the men, too. The crossover intergender wrestling is, is, is something that's for independent companies. Okay? If, if they want to be looked at as an indie group, Keep doing stuff like and, this. And, and shouldn't it, should it be more, in a, if you do do it, shouldn't it be more in a, almost a, a, a uh, attraction perspective, meaning like somewhere on the card if you're going to do a, an intergender match, but not your main event for a title? Like I said, whoever thought of the idea, you know, um, or came up and thought that this was a good idea, you know, and, and, and this is changing, you know, wrestling. And, and it's, I don't think this is what empowering women is what we, we what it really was meant to be, you know what I mean? I, I really don't think so, um, because I'm not saying um, Ronda Rousey is not a tough woman, but you put Ronda Rousey in there with John Jones and, and, and watch what happened to her. You put her in there with the, the lower level men and, and watch what happened to her. Or um, Amanda Nunes with, with the top. See, you, you you don't want to start playing with those and blurring those type of lines. Right. When, when it comes to performance, especially when um, a man and a woman um, these days, you know, normally when a man hit a woman, he goes to jail. OK. Um, and I don't want to I don't want to see no man trying to put their hands on my on my sisters. All right. Um, even as tough as my sisters are, I'm not going to have that and, and to actually see it play out. And, and someone think that this is a good idea for television for two a man and a woman to be. Fighting, it's ridiculous. You think it sends the wrong message? It sends. You know what? People can look at it and say what they want to say about it, but for me, um, it's not something that I would ever have on my 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 reality of wrestling. And and it, it, people can say, "Oh man, you know he's he's uh, outdated. He doesn't know what he's talking about." It's not that at all. I'm looking at it from. I look at. Um, what I do is that I, what I've done in this business as a performance, but I try to make it as, as realistic as possible. I've never seen a, a, a female boxer wrestle a, I mean, fight a, a male boxer. I've never seen a female wrestler. Uh, now in tennis, I've seen it. Um, yeah, but it's yeah. not a physical context. Exactly, but I'm gonna tell you right now. I I would take um, you know um, Roger Federer. You know, um, I, I think over Serena Williams. I, I mean, I'm serious. I, I really would. I, I'm serious. Or the top, uh, uh, Novak Dokovic. Okay, let's say Novak. I take Novak over Serena Williams just because, uh, the, the guys, um, he's, he's that, he's, he's overpowering. Uh, and that's what normally happens in a fight between a man and a woman. Uh, stick around. More Hall of Fame. Back in a minute. I can't argue with the man here, man. I mean, it's, it's something that people don't like to say, but there's always going to be, and I've said this before, biologically and scientifically, there's always going to be physical differences between a man and a woman. No matter how tough yep. women are, it's like you can't just oh, yeah. decide to go against biology and science and just because you want women to all be badass and you want them all to be Wonder Woman, you know, doesn't mean that 
that's the reality that we live in. And it's almost like you get offended when you acknowledge reality. People don't learn. You remember back when we had celebrity boxing and that was a thing in the 90s? Oh, God. They got the brilliant idea of to put China in the ring with fucking Joey Buttafuoco, of all people. And here you have Joey Buttafuoco, big gut belly fucking Joey Buttafuoco, middle-aged fucking Staten Island Joey Buttafuoco. <laughs> He's like saying his last name, don't you? <laughs> Joey Buttafuoco over here. And, and yo, he beat the fuck out of her. He was flinging her around like a frisbee. Oh and this God. was China at her peak. You know, this was don't treat me like a woman, China, where she was known. She was like fucking legendary. And he did it. You listen nope. to the theme song and you beat the fuck out of him. And it was sloppy and he doesn't know how to fight or anything. Yeah, he, he literally didn't know how to fight. He wasn't talented and he had no form. But you know what he was? He was male and he was just able to pick her up and fucking tour. And go back and watch. I'm sure we could look on YouTube. I don't want to. So do it by yourself. But you could look at Joy Butter. I don't even want to say it anymore now. Thanks to you guys. But uh, And all I'm saying, Booker, is uh, Amanda Nunes hits most harder than most of the dudes. So, yeah, I would leave that name out of your repertoire, sir. Oh, God. So that's the whole point, you know? At the end of the day, it's almost like you're not allowed to say it, and they get offended by you saying it, but it's the truth, you know? And I can see Booker T's perspective of how the Impact Wrestling messed up by having uh, Tessa Blanchard be the top person, because now who goes over her and who goes over them, and, and what? where do you go from here with this? Is it an intergenerative yeah, It puts them in a weird spot. For sure. You know, we talked about this last week when it first happened. Yeah. Well, I'm saying... Booker, um, there was this thing that happened called Claire Lynch. Okay. Believe me, it's been worse. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it has been worse. There, 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 there's recovery from this. We still haven't recovered from Claire Lynch. Yeah. Okay, so more impact talk because something quite interesting Ooh. happened. Um Yay. They lost their Twitch channel. <laughs> and uh Oh wait. Oh wait. Yeah, so the reason they lost their Twitch channel was because during Impact, they had a segment play, which was, uh, I guess, considered explicit. In my opinion, it really isn't. It's adult for sure, but there's no nudity. It's very tasteful. No, it's not tasteful at all. It's very, it has a very Bang Bros vibe to it with RVD in bed. For anyone who <laughs> needs visuals to this. <laughs> He's in there with these two chicks, and uh, he's healing it up. I don't watch Impact. I'm guessing RVD's a heel here. Yeah. This is going he turned back to on his, Rhino, and he's been a heel. This is going back to his original gimmick. It reminds me of, if you ever watched the original ECW, the reason he was called Mr. Monday Night was because if you were ECW, you were anti-WWE, as you always are when you're in an indie company. So you got a guy who's one of your top guys calling himself Mr. Monday Night. You know, he was sort of healing it up by by putting over WWE. He sort of. He always, he always used to allude that like he had bookings open for Mondays. Yeah, exactly. I'm free on Mondays, and everyone he would get heat and stuff. So now he's sort of being like an asshole character like that. That being said, uh, in, Twitch is very strict about sexual content on their platform. You like sexuality of any kind is discouraged. So they basically uh, got banned from there. They uh, Twitch released a statement saying we don't comment on individual bands, but I note that sexual content is not allowed on Twitch. So sexual content of any kind is not allowed on Twitch. And uh, yeah, basically, Impact they 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 were kind of funny about this because they they on their Twitter they put there will be no edition of Behind the Lights this week for dot 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 fairly obvious reasons with like a crying laughing emoji. So they're they're taking in good stride. Why not? They have their own station, and then uh. They basically pulled the RVD celebration from YouTube as well. 
they put the listing as private, so I don't know if YouTube enforced them into it or what. But RVD then tweeted, he put new t-shirt idea, Rob Ban Dam. Yeah or nah? I would have put two chicks, one Rob. Yeah. Oh, look. Jesus. We're, <laughs> we're not Twitch, and our stream is marked 18+. plus. That being said, there's nothing that's on this clip that you can't see on a cutscene of The Witcher or in something in Grand Theft Auto. So that's my disclaimer. I will tell you, discretion advised, but at the same time, there's no, there's also no nudity. You know what I mean? There's nothing, there's implications, but what in our media at this point doesn't have some sort of implications? We did an episode of Life of Strange and saw cheeks and tits, okay? Like we. Yeah, there's all kinds of, so let's check some of it out. Experience Impact Wrestling like never before. Just so you guys get an idea. He loses to me, he loses not. He loses to me. I've never seen anyone eat rolls before. Can you eat them? (laughs) I guess. Everybody loses. RVD wins. (laughs) Woohoo! Alright, look. I know what you're thinking. How come every time you see RVD, it looks like he's celebrating, right? There's a reason for it. Every day is a party, man. That's how you're supposed to live. I'm not trying to imply that this particular celebration tonight is not special. No, it's very special. We're celebrating a huge victory because RVD, the whole effing show, put a stop to the machine, right? I mean, the that big macho mechanical muscle-headed muchacho. Baby. Hey, baby. Why are you talking about Brian Cage? How come her six-pack looks drawn onto her? We should be living in the now. (laughs) Ooh, I agree. And the only person you should be worried about wrestling is me. (laughs) I I guess that is a little bit explicit. I mean, it's not terrible, hey. though. It's like, there's no nudity. She doesn't lingerie. I've right? seen yes. I've seen girls in MMOs with Always. armor that looks like this. Always. I mean, you know... <laughs> Level 99 armor. Just because I have such a good life? <laughs> Come on. I can't help it. Oh. <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. Let's, Let's try that like that. Oh. Would that be, be a little bit of a boobly? Because you don't have my... He's better than Valvinus. You can try to live vicariously right. through me. I'm just enjoying being RBD as you would as well. <laughs> like still for the crushing it in the ring, right? Ooh, making more money than everybody else in the dressing room because I'm the whole effing show. I have a smoking hot girl. Ooh, my smoking hot girl has a smoking hot girl. Rob, you know my name. Yes, I do. But I forgot it. That's why I still don't say it. But they don't. Um, Mark's meet Jennifer. Yeah, he had to think about it for a while. That was his high mind taking over. Happy celebration. Yay! The victor goes to spoils. All right, all right, all right. You guys get the point. Wait, hold up. And they all start making out and stuff. We don't need that on the screen. You know what? I feel a little... Overdressed. We should put on something more comfortable. Let's do it. More comfortable than than, than the armor, the level ninety nine yeah. armor. Mm-hmm. My, my uncle had movies on the top shelf of his closet Ooh. that started out like this. 
it's already off the screen. I know everybody probably hates me for that. my heel turn, right? Look, I just don't want to play the whole. Yeah. I'm just giving you a little example. We didn't, like I said, nothing that on there was you more know explicit. I mean, you know, we didn't even show the bad parts. Think about it. Yeah, we don't need to hear so, the rest. There is, you go. Isn't there a part where a cop comes in and goes, "I am ordering you to take off all your clothes." Yeah, I it's, I like Impact right now having their own identity. I would I would tell you that I would share this for you in the chat room, but honestly, I can't. I don't think that their version is up. I just I just happen to thankfully always uh put my own shit together before <laughs> ahead of time, you know. So, oh man, <laughs> what are what are you guys' thoughts on that segment? From what you saw of it, we stopped it. We didn't show all of it. Disclaimer: What are you guys' thoughts on that segment as well as the uh? The, the backlash, the fact that they, that Twitch banned them, the fact that, uh, they pulled it from YouTube themselves. I don't know if YouTube said, Hey man, you better get that off here, which I'd be surprised. I've seen worse on YouTube. Exactly. There, there has been much, much worse on YouTube. Oh God. Um, shit. I mean, if you're banning Russian chicks for wearing a low cut top, Just trying bikinis. to get subscribes playing Mario, then you got to ban these people. Yeah, you open up a, a world of hurt when you do that. There are characters that are wearing the same amount of clothes in the RPGs that we're, that we're streaming. <laughs> you know? I mean, even that retro game I was playing, the girl had ginormous titties, and she was a pixel character. Oh, God. And the RPGs that we were playing yesterday, there's boobs all over the damn place and indivisible. It is tits galore. If there was a way to label it, we would, we would call today's episode, BAM! <laughs> I mean, if I can spell it out, fuck it, I'll do it, huh? There's no way. Or we should just yeah. do that room, but no one will get it. No one will get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Impact Wrestling, more news from them. I mean, we should have a fuck TNA ooh, segment. Ooh. We can still, we can still, you know. <laughs> oh, it's been so long. Fuck TNA. The reason why there's a reason for it. I didn't just do that. I wouldn't just self-serve a drop like that. But they're doing one night only. We talked about the possibility of this happening. I don't know what's going on in the world anymore. But Impact Wrestling is doing a one night only. You know the way they used to do ECW one night only? Well, this is yeah. TNA one night only. It's called TNA. There's no place like home. This is Friday, April 30th. WrestleCon. Live on Fight. So you have to probably pay money for this if it's on Fight. So you're getting... Impact wants to take you back to TNA pay-per-views for one night only. I don't even know what that would mean, but there is there it is up on the screen for you. Here's the link in so, the chat room. From the look of it, it looks like they're going back, like not just like TNA Impact, like we saw on Spike TV. This looks like the, the old Asylum logo TNA. But what the hell is going to be different? Like, no, it's going to be new. That's the point. You know those one night only oh. shows they do, where it's like it's supposed to be one night of it being the way it used to be. But what what exactly? So it'll be a six sided ring. I'm assuming. No, no, even the original, original Asylum days, they had a four-sided ring. The six-sided ring didn't come till later. So you're saying based on this logo, this is even before the six-sided ring? This was like back in like the Asylum in Nashville, Tennessee, when freaking Toby Keith suplexed Jeff Jarrett and freaking Ken Shamrock was running around. So so then what would be different about this TNA one night only that's different from the impact they have now? If it's just going to be the four-sided ring with the words TNA on the top? That's the secret. There is nothing different. You stupid. But <laughs> can they can they get like who can they get? Let's just entertain. Can they get like Abyss? Can they get Chris Sabin? Um, Don West. Don West. Oh my <laughs> God! What what is this gonna be? 
like best case scenario, it's a six iron <laughs> ring game. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you oh. said Brad Pitt in seven. What's it gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like at this point I just don't know what they're doing anymore. Like what is like, this gonna be, man? <laughs> oh god. In the box. Like who the fuck is even left? It's not like they can have like generation me. Those are the young bus. They can't have uh they, they can't have motor motor They city. might be able to get low key if they can borrow from MLW. What, is that what we're looking at? Low key and MVP or some shit? Like what what, what no, are they no, no, do? no, no, MVP wouldn't be this far back. Yeah, that's right. Who would it, it even be? Who the fuck's gonna be around for this? Jeremy you beat me fucking too. Sherry <laughs> Lynn and Elite Skipper. <laughs> this feels like, and I hope I'm wrong, but this feels like one of those things where they came up with the idea before they figured out how this is going to go down. Because what like, the hell? Who's left for them to do this? Oh, God. They would have to grab some of the originals who aren't signed to like a major company. I watched some of Impact. That company is literally in peace. It just feels like they they just have a ring and a camera at this point. Hey, it's like Ken Shamrock. He's already there now, so I mean, that's yeah, one. He's not fucking. He's there not grabbing dicks, right? That's right. He's a part of the dick grabbing angle. He grabbed Joey Joey uh, Ryan's dick. Oh God! God. The world's, <laughs> the world's most dictrous man. Oh Jeez. my God! If that could only be the title. You know, instead of the ankle lock, he went from grabbing the ankle to the dick. To the cock lock. <laughs> I'm trying to think of TNA who you can get. Oh, Judas Macias. Oh, no. Oh. I can't wait. I'm excited now. Fuck it. Look at them. They had the balls to put it April 3rd. I hope. When's WrestleMania? Do we even know the date of WrestleMania? I'd laugh if I it's that. I don't know if we know the specific date yet. I'd laugh if it's like that it's Saturday, Saturday, that Saturday and Sunday. It, 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 it's that weekend, I want to say, though. WrestleMania being on the fifth would make this perfect. Imagine starting off that weekend with TNA one night only and ending on Mania. I I'm so excited. I hope to God oh. WrestleMania. Just make my weekend. Go ahead, make my weekend. It will be like oh god. Actually, wait, no, no. They they they, they could get Vampiro. They could get Vampiro and Shane Douglas, and they can get Raven, and they can reenact the hair versus hair angle. There you go. Oh, oh those god. are the asylum days. <laughs> Somebody look up WrestleMania. Do we got a date for it yet? What's Claire Lynch doing? Oh fuck her! No, no, don't no bad. <laughs> it will never get as so bad to bring back that bitch. No. What about Dixie? I want Dixie Carter. I want to see Dixie Carter again. Fuck it, I wouldn't mind seeing Dixie again. No. Jeff Jarrett. There you go. He, he ain't doing nothing relevant right now. Huh? Try to sell some of his gold. Oh dear God, you're right. It's April fifth. It is seriously. Yes. <laughs> fuck out of here are you kidding me they did that on purpose too because they're crazy look at this they put their fucking show on wrestlemania weekend what is it going against it will be going against the hall of fame right i think so because the hall of fame is now fridays and then saturday would be an nxt takeover to the sunday main i can't believe they're going against the hall of fame oh my god half the roster is in the hall of fame (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be so great like the only thing I could think of is somehow they're gonna dig up some of the originals you don't fucking hear about. And this is like, like I, I, I think, like I think James Mitchell had an old faction from way back in the day. Probably drag some of them up. I, I guarantee, I know who's gonna be there. Who? Cool. Oh shell, yeah. 
No. Oh, Shark Boy, Rocky Man. You know what the bad part is? You're not wrong though, because he was one of the original. So, so where's Mania this year? Because this is at the Ritz V Bor City. What the hell's that? It's in it's in what? Uh, Isn't it? Yeah, I think it's in Florida this year. Okay, so where's this Ritz V Bor City thing that TNA's in? That's not in Florida too, is it? Fuck if I know. I'd laugh. I'd pop if it is. Like if they just followed them in there with TNA of all things. I guarantee it's right next to a Lakita Inn. (laughs) <laughs> I'm googling it now I have to figure this out man this is incredible Lakita in. gotta keep incredible. all the wrestlers in there oh you stupid <laughs> a Lakita oh my in. god the Ritz the Ritz Ebor that's a Y it's Tampa's premier events venue oh no they're these, in the same city as these Bayou. fucking guys man <laughs> I am sorry I don't give a shit what you say about TNA. I admire the balls to do it in the same city as Mania. They're like the Team Rocket of wrestling. Oh, my God. You ever see those episodes where Ash and them are like out in the snow somewhere very unlikely, and then all of a sudden you prepare the trouble, and you're like, no way are you guys out here. What the fuck? (laughs) I'm joking. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe this. They came, they went to Team Rocket. I had wait wait I got another one impact blasting off again. That's what it really is. That's what it should be called. I can't believe they went to fucking the same place as them and then just set up camp WrestleMania weekend and and renamed the TNA. It's not even Impact. It's going under the old school TNA flag. Oh God! Yelf, that's right. No. It's funny because that goes to show how disconnected they are from reality because they never stopped being TNA to me. Even just because they changed the thing and didn't use it for all these years, I still thought of it as TNA. So to me, it's not one night only. It's literally been the opposite. It's many nights. One night only is almost like a promise. <laughs> this is incredible, man. They fucking <laughs> yeah, parked themselves gonna, right on WrestleMania. <laughs> They're going to come out and they're going to have the same old bell sprout coughing and Argonaut. Yo, you know, the, 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 the office must be pissed at the E. As much as they try to buy out all those smaller venues and wherever they're going to have mania that weekend so that nobody does exactly that. These, these motherfuckers planted their asses right there. They must be pissed. And you know, that a lot of the fans, they can't get tickets for certain things. They're just going to fall back and be part of the TNA crowd. <laughs> oh my God. Good move. I don't know if I'm rooting for them or booing them or what at this point. I'm lost. <laughs> oh, look at that. This TNA, company... <laughs> when there are no tickets left. <laughs> it's you like a what? car crash where you know it's coming in a NASCAR event. You don't want to see it, but if it happens, you won't turn away. Between the so RVD the stuff. That made... <laughs> there's nothing. They, they, there's no info on this card yet. I haven't heard jack shit. Oh. This, is, this, is, this is the first actual call for me because I heard a rumor about this event, but I didn't know it was actually still going to happen. This is beautiful, man. I love it. <laughs> Say the same. You pay me tickets. Hell no. I got that's my, yo, that's my favorite mark of all. I've, oh, you guys, anyone who listens to this knows that my favorite guy did when with Triple H. Did you pay for your tickets? Hell no. I got them for free. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what, desperate time, man. Hell no. I got them for free. That guy was so happy, man. I felt his energy. They need to put that guy <laughs> in the Hall of Fame this year. Oh, man. Oh, God. I can just see it now. You're inducted into the 2020 Hall of Fame. Hell no, I got it for free. Did you pay for your spot in the Hall of Fame? Hell no, I got it for free. 
Oh, man. Well, TNA, man, you know what? I'm a fan, not of watching you, but of your uh, existence, because so much funny shit. That RVD thing was funny. This this whole TNA one night only on the WrestleMania weekend is funny. The see, Tessa Blanchard no stuff is so It's like they have nothing to lose. This is, this is fun. You know, I'm having a good time with this. this is the they first had a post today. They were like, remember, we had Shinsuke Nakamura wrestle with us once. It was him versus somebody. Yeah, and they, they never <sighs> forgave. They never forgave uh, them. Japan never forgave them for the when they made him Okado. Remember that shit? Yeah, they they, they never forgave him for what they did to Okada. You don't understand how oh. personally they took that. To this day, that's the reason why the, that bridge is burned. They did not. They You don't understand what that did. As a matter of fact, if it wasn't for them, Okada's gimmick wouldn't even exist because he's gone on to speak about how uh, that just made him have to come up with something. Like he was just so desperate that he just came up with something. He became the Rainmaker and then he brought it back with him to Japan. You know, and this is the reason why they, they rather decline working with them. Than to even share the network that they're on, like they were offended. But, right? It's intense but, and amusing how offended they were by that Okado shit. But I'm going to tell you the greatest thing that ever came out of Impact. As far as you will agree with me on this one, what's that? Black Rain. Oh, oh me meow. Meow meow. <laughs> it was when Dustin Reynolds was fat. I hated that. You know, if you talk to him about that on Twitter, he'll automatically block you. Oh, dude, he won't hesitate. <laughs> Come on, you see what I mean? How are you so sensitive? It's part of your history. Yeah, like, Come on, uh, man. When Misty, when Don was called an Arctic fox, it was a fucking rat in the cage. He was yeah. all coked up and all fat. Oh, my God. Incredible. Black rain. Mole me meow. Yo, me meow. Meow, 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 meow. I just thought that's my favorite part of the fucking TNA art in OSW. That's oh, yeah. just the whole fucking music. More me and meow. <laughs> so uh, we're almost at the at the voting and the weeklies, but not to jump too far ahead. Oh. Uh, you guys might have noticed time when Matt Hardy came out, he did the uh, he came out, he did the double guns to the mouth like Team Extreme. He did the fist to the air like the Mattitude. He did the delete lead. He held his hands out open like like the Woken. It was like literally he did all of his things. Like he went through every gimmick as walking down the ramp, which is probably part of the reason why he has this video up, which uh, give me a second. I'm Matt Hardy and I'm in limbo. I was once broken, then woken. Now I'm not quite sure. Hold on. Let's get it up on screen. <laughs> it looks really funny. I thought it was just going to be audio, but Matt Hardy in limbo. There we go. I'm Matt Hardy, and I'm in limbo. I was once broken, then woken. Now I'm not quite sure what I am. Oh, no, 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 no. 
I love how on board with the bit that fucking Maxwell is. He's been on this shit his whole life. He's like, fucking, all right, camera's out. Let's do this. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. I know. Can you imagine how we- <laughs> those kids are going to be weird? <laughs> those kids are going to be fun. Fuck you, me. <laughs> Dad's flying around with drones dressed up like a weirdo. Kids come over. What the fuck is going on? Oh, it's just Tuesday. My grandpa doesn't talk, just walks around with a shovel. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do for your birthday this year? Preparing the battlefield for massacre. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> These kids are going to be all messed up. Why are the pyro and kendo sticks everywhere? Don't fucking worry about it. Where's your mom? <laughs> She's yelling at somebody on Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. So to- <laughs> where's, your, where's your uncle? He's drunk. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to be the real team extreme. Oh, my God. If anybody's family should have a reality show, it's that family. You know what I'm saying? I'd watch Keeping Up with the Hardys every day, religiously. Yeah. It'd be half life PD, half, you know. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Before I get on to, to major news, this is just a tweet that I came across from Dustin, where apparently he was taking a shower. And a, a scorpion bit him. It says that, it says that, uh, just got tagged on foot by a scorpion in a shower. Bastard came up out of the drain, foot's on fire. So I'm just going to put that there. I want to put this on big screen. I don't really have a story here. I just saw this. And I just wanted to say, if I ever lived anywhere where a scorpion could bite me, I'd just kill myself. I'd end it all. <laughs> I just Yo, end it all. You beat me fucking to it. I would just be done. That would just be it. That would be it. I would just drink myself and never wake up again if I lived in a place where there was a fucking 1% chance <laughs> that anything like that could happen. Can you imagine a scorpion? I got bit by a scorpion and I'm not an RPG character. Yo, I'll, see a, I'll see a spider in my house every now and then. I'm like, oh, you got that going with a scorpion? You see a bug in your house it's like, red alert, that's the way I am, you know? It's like everyone to battle stations. I like, I like how Rick says... Rationally, this is the only reason that that's going to be acceptable is if it jumps backwards and turns into an Asian chick with golden armor. Yeah, that's that's the only way. I can't even imagine. I wouldn't be able to, and it's not even just because of a scorpion. It's because I wouldn't be able to eat or sleep without worrying about scorpions. You know what I mean? Like you ever, you ever see a bug? You ever see a bug, and because it's rare since you've seen a bug, now that you got them or whatever, you itch, and you're like, oh my god, there's bugs everywhere, and it's just because you saw that once, so you fucked up. A scorpion would ruin me. Your foot starts burning for no reason. <laughs> I would be so fucking scared all the time if I saw one that there's more. I'd be so scared all the time. I would just Scorpions be... Scorpions look like aliens, too. They got pinchers. They got tails that sting you. I'd be just they standing like on my couch. Eyes. Every time I'm even doing the show anymore, I'd just be standing on my couch all the time. I'm watching Raw standing on my couch with shoes. I'm, I'm like... I'm like <laughs> dude, I, I, I'm like fucking um, Tom Cruise on Oprah's show now. Perpetually forever. Oh, Rick would run around his house like kids where the floor was hot lava. A scorpion bit his ass in the shower. <laughs> that is an act of God. You and then he was able to take a picture and talk about how his foot's on fire. You better go to the hospital. <laughs> fuck are you doing? Maybe it was a non-poisonous one. <laughs> no one would ever know. I'd be at the hospital already if a scorpion bit. I would, first of all, I wouldn't have even known. I wouldn't, my mind wouldn't be able to wrap my brain around that this has happened. You know, like, wow. Oh, God. Gary stuff, man. <laughs> no hesitation. End my life. That's it. I'd be done. I'd be done. <laughs> it, rem- it reminds me of that episode of Seinfeld where 
<laughs> Jerry's dad found out that there was a mouse in the house. That's it. We're moving. And he jumps up on the couch. <laughs> I will not deal with infestation. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, that's different. Mice is like a little oh. bit of a nuisance. A scorpion. Something that a ninja was able to name himself after. Oh, Jesus Christ. Also a, an 80s hair metal band. An enemy of Spider-Man. You know how fucking dangerous scorpions are? There's no version of that that you'd want to come up through your shower. Oh, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> and now because you squires all I hear is rock you like a hurricane stuck on my head. God damn it. <laughs> Crazy oh, stuff, man. The scorpion. Oh. Oh. So, uh... A former WWE writer, this will be probably our last thing before we, because we got to get into the weeklies and the Rumble predictions, but a former WWE writer named Jensen Karp was on a show called Swing and Misses, which I guess is an interview show, where he talked a little bit about the, uh, about the bullying that happens in WWE. And uh, he uh-huh. had like a few interesting recollections here that I want to show you guys. Let me get this up on the screen. Okay, got it. Still had the scorpion there. How do you deal with that locker room culture and like that whole concept of if there's drama going on or if people are treating you like shit, you have to no sell. Like, how do you deal with that? Well, I didn't. I left. Um, yeah. I think that I well, I mean, I, I guess I, I've been pretty vocal about Bradshaw and I haven't hit it on Twitter is that I think he was actually in the long scheme of things nice to me compared to what he did to other people. Mm-hmm. But like calling me shithead or whatever for six months and not wanting to learn my real name it, it's so degrading that at a certain point you're like, wait, wait, you wait, know, wait, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. Six months. I had no idea that this had a fucking Bradshaw story in it. He said, called him, <laughs> called him shithead for six months. That's, that's awesome. And that's funny. That's, that is great. <laughs> I love that he brought it up like it was a known thing. I guess whatever it must have come up earlier in this interview, but I love that he brought it up like it was just a fact that you would know. Like calling me shithead for those six months. Oh, I gotta, God. we gotta start over again just because of how casually he, he, uh, I need to experience that again. How do you again. deal with that locker room culture and like that whole concept <laughs> of if there's drama going on or if people are treating you like shit, you have to no sell. Literally treating like, you like Like how do you deal with that? Well, I didn't. I left. Um, yeah. I think that I, well, I mean, I, I guess I, I've been pretty vocal about Bradshaw and I haven't hit it on Twitter is that I think he was actually in the long scheme of things nice to me compared to what he did to other people. Mm-hmm. But like calling me shithead or whatever for six months and not wanting to learn my real name. It, it's so degrading that at a certain point you're like, you know, I have to be creative for this at show. At some point you have to be like, I don't appreciate bad, it, it, it makes it bad content. So you're yeah. you're affecting the show and affecting you know, and, and I, I don't know if this is my fault. I don't think it is, but, but on the, on the plane, on the private plane, the first few, I guess this will be on all those dumb wrestling sites, but the first few times that I went, <laughs> the first few times that I'd go on the private plane, I had seen Vince throw almonds at people who fell asleep. And Vince was very nice to me, so I don't want, uh, he was nice to me, so I should not have put together that almonds were going to hit me at some point, although they probably would have. But he was sweet to me. But at the same time, I was so nervous to have almonds thrown at me or have any bullying because I wasn't a bully. I was the opposite. I was the bullied. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was so nervous to be on that plane and be, that I never fell asleep on it. It's not, it's not bullying. He called it's you not shithead. Bullying. 
That's not being a bully. Oh, it's God. just being at work with people. That's called, that's called these are love. just these snowflake guys that have never really worked a real job in their whole entire life that's been coddled that, you know, oh, God, I I get a participation ribbon. You know, that's what their room's full of, is participation ribbons. Oh, God. That's what this guy is. And shithead ribbons. Oh. This is the guy that, that has his dad help him with the science experiment because, oh, dad, I can't make the volcano happen. You know, hey, it's... hey, 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 hey. Okay, the yellow one, the sun, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's not bullying. Oh, man. It's so funny. <laughs> that was good. That was some funny stuff. I, I, me a shit for I love JBL more and more each week. <laughs> that's some consistency right it's more consistent than the book and he, he stayed shithead longer than most gimmicks last wasn't a gimmick Six that was JBL yeah good stuff okay <gasps> it's time to wrap things up with the end of the weeklies and the prediction for what's gonna happen this Sunday starting with Smackdown what opens with the return of Kane wow and he's in the ring talking about how he's a uh, eliminated people he has the most eliminations in the royal rumble which i thought roman reigns broke that record maybe my memory served me oh he he broke the one for a single uh rumble i see okay like but kane still has like career elimination okay so the collective still goes to kane and uh he gets interrupted by the firefly funhouse and uh you know there's a promo there where bray before the fiend literally comes out of the floor the way he does you know the way they do that thing coming out of the middle of the ring but uh Basically, this is a swerve against the Fiend because when he comes out, Kane turns around looking back up at the ring because it looked like Kane was going to walk back up the ramp, but he turns around almost knowing. I mean, it's not like you wouldn't know. The lights cut out. They turned red. The sound effect of the Fiend happened. What's the? Of course, you're going to turn around. That being said, the Fiend's frozen in his tracks, but before he gets to do anything, Daniel Bryan basically comes out. I believe he hits him with that bicycle knee of his and uh, then... Start stuffing him back down the hole that he came through, which was funny because when I saw it, it reminded me of the Daffy Duck genie bit where he's like, down, 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 go, 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 mine, mine, mine. <laughs> like, you know, like very rarely do you see the bad guy come out of the hole in WWE, like whatever the mystical bag and get stuffed back down like that. So I like that Daniel Bryan came out and saved Kane and stuffed his ass back down the hole. And then Daniel Bryan winds up pulling up some of the fiend's dreads, like he's pulling him out of the ground. So it's like a reversal thing here. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just all interesting stuff. I liked it. Backstage, Daniel Bryan challenges the Fiend to a strap match at the Royal Rumble. Won't be a regular match anymore because he doesn't want him to get away or teleport or anything. Yeah, yapapai. Yapapai, brother. That being said, <laughs> this will only work if the finish doesn't have some weird Fiend shit. I get it that he's the Fiend and we're all happy about that. But, like, if it's one of those things where, like, he goes under the ring and when Daniel Bryan pulls the robe back, it's rambling rabbit or some shit tied to it and he's gone. or I, It'll piss me off. There has to be a limit. This is the Royal Rumble. I don't want it don't to be some. Them. Yeah, I, again, I, I would, I dude, I would dread if we come on here next week and I literally, you know, he'll, well, what's this when he's pulling the thing and his rambling rabbit attached to the other side? All, all I'm saying is this is the same company that thought, hey, what's a good idea for a finish? We're going to have 11 stomps and then no winner. They always write themselves, book themselves into a corner here. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm interested in the strap match. I've always liked strap matches. I love the, um, the Eddie Guerrero ones with JBL are my favorites. I think oh, yeah, that bull, that bull rope match was amazing. Yeah. I got to see one uh, a bull rope match live when it was JBL and Batista. I was there for that one. Yeah. So this this could be good. I have to see what happens, though. And I hope they don't give us that red lighting. Danny Bryan's already been vocal about not liking that lighting. And he has uh, a little stroke, they will. So hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully not. 
Uh, Biggie fight faces Morrison. This is Morrison's debut match back. Starship Paint finisher. Uh, the Usos go over to Revival. And uh, the Revival give a backstage promo talking about how it's time to make a change. But they that even that, even they even shit on that. Like, where they're having one of those moments where it's like things are going to be different from now on. Leaving the crowd to speculate how are things going to be different next time we see them. But they that gets cut off by Lacey who's beating up Bailey and Sasha behind them. Like literally, they're mid things are going to be different. And all of a sudden it's like, fuck you guys. Lacey, <laughs> Lacey's beating up Bailey and Sasha. Which don't ask me how. Lacey has all this baby face power now where she literally is beating them both up. It, it, you would it, expect it to be. Bailey. You would expect it to be that the two heels are beating up Lacey. Not that she. How are you the single person that ambushed the two of them? Well, well, you you have to remember <laughs> this is Bailey who gets beat up, whether she's a face or a heel, and it's Sasha who can't retain a championship. So such bad heels that Lacey caught you guys off guard and beat you both up, and then Sasha's fucked up too. It wasn't like just a regular beating; it was one that left Sasha in bad condition. When was the last time that you can think of that two baby faces, two to one? The the, <laughs> the face is the one that basically irritates the situation. And then one of the fucking heels is on the ground now injured, holding her leg. Is this a reverse yeah. psychology here? Whatever. I enjoyed it. Oh, oh, I just oh, find it funny I how... That when Miz beat up all of Sandy. I enjoy it. I just find it funny how weak sauce it makes Bailey and Sasha look like, you know? I mean, yeah, it, it, it just proves kid. that nothing's... All they, the only change with them is that Bailey got a new haircut, Sasha changed their haircut, and they have new music. That's all that's changed. I mean, I like the change to the two of them, but they really nerfed them, where they get beat up yeah. a lot. It, it's not enough of a change to actually matter. It could be if they just stop doing that. So Elias winds up getting jumped by Nakamura stable, Cesaro, him, Sami Zayn, and then Strowman comes out and he winds up saving him. Uh, anything else noteworthy happened? O- o- Otis winds up saving uh, because I don't know why this is happening, but Sonya Deville is having a match against uh, Alexa Bliss. And for some reason, she decides to request that Mandy ask Otis to be at ringside for her. Which doesn't make any sense. Why would Sony Deville want Otis if she has nothing to do with him? Why would Otis want to be there? There's no connection there. It just seemed like it was some sort of a weird test for Mandy. And she just convinced her. She was like, I don't know if Otis is going to say yes. And Sony said, he'll do whatever you, you, you say. And I, and I get it. So that's, that's the weird thing here. But this causes Otis to be out there. Uh, at some point, Mandy's on the apron and she winds up getting knocked off and Otis saves her. He catches her. Like, you know, the one of those My Hero style catches. And uh, in the distraction, Bliss winds up rolling up Sonya Deville, which causes Mandy to need to apologize profusely for listening to what Sonya Deville had asked her to do, which was bring Otis out there in the first place. <laughs> you know, and it's, I was... It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's what you call the king and queen effect. It's the fat oaf with the hot wife. Yeah, right. And, um, uh, was there any food involved this time? Anybody had any? Is this the first time they've had no encounters when anyone was eating yeah. or, or, or dropping a, a, some sort of a roast or, or a no turkey? Food. No food, huh? This is the first it's time their relationship's gone beyond food. Oh, I, bro. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the one that I thought the trick was going to be that the two of them aren't romantically involved at all and that the thing that the two of them have in common is that they're both foodies. That's what I would have made it. I would have, I swear. <laughs> that's I, that's I would have, they're both foodies? Yeah, I would have made this. I'm, I'm dead serious. I would have booked it where they even went as far as having the wedding of Otis and Mandy Rolls. And when they get there to the, to the top and they're about to do the vine, they build it up all raw. And at the end, it just turns out that they just really wanted the fucking wedding cake and they both just start eating the <laughs> wedding cake. And that's it. They're just foodies. Big revelation. And then it'll just show like a montage on the Tron of the flashbacks of all the different things, the fucking roast that fell and the fucking pancakes and the, you know, the yeah, different yeah, okay, food. And it was like big revelation. We never wanted to get married at all. We just really like cake. And it'll sort of be like the new version of Chuck and Billy. Like you made it all the way to this wedding, and it's just because they're foodies. 
Just for the record, they're both foodies already written down. <laughs> I would have done that, you know? Like, think about it. Everybody would get a pop. Then you could keep it going for months with the food. Like, just have different yeah. food thing happen. Go on a little date to a buffet. Yeah, and then every time, have him accompany, have her accompany him. And whenever, you know, they have her always defend him with different things. Pie to the face, and then he rolls the person up. You know, the different, mm-hmm. call them the foodies. <laughs> think about how cool of an origin it is. It started off with all this food, and it ended with wedding cake. Oh my god. That That's would be a better the greatest ending. heel turn ever. That's a better ending than Mae Young giving birth to a hand or Hornswoggle being the authority or any of that shit. If this is like awesome. It turns out that they're food because the clues were there all along. All of their encounters had to do with food. You can have little segments backstage where somebody like pulls a sandwich out to eat and then they go by and steal it. And, and Stasis is right. Remember they love glazed donuts because they oh, were god. and the ride alongs, the two of them would always stop for donuts. There was even a point, didn't somebody knock donuts out of their hands at one point? Yeah, they have a, they have a YouTube uh, channel where they just eat donuts. Where they just eat donuts. Look at this, dude. This is all. How can they? Do, come on. <laughs> I want them to be foodies. <laughs> fuck the the relationship. We've done that before. This is this is golden. No fucking, just foodies. Can't write it down. And then she doesn't have to stop because it seems like they're trying to make Sony the villain her split up. Forget that. Now it'll turn out that they could stay together because it was just food. Oh God! Imagine that Tron with just gifts going across it of of just different foods. <laughs> oh my God! R- R- Mandy Rose's entrance would take a whole new level. Yeah, it's it, it still got like the same like graphic and everything, but it's just food. It's just food, yeah. Yeah, we need oh, this now. So anyway, uh, what else happened besides this? Um, uh, Roman Reigns versus Rude in the tables match. Um, couple of footnotes here, man. Listen, don't call it sweet chin music when Ziggler hits a super kick. Like, what it, are we doing? Is, is nothing sacred? Right. First of all, Shawn Michaels mattered. You didn't need to bribe him with a contract, bribe him with a title shot to get him to sign a contract. Second of all, it's fucking Ziggler. Ziggler steals people's outfits, their color schemes, their moves. Now you're <laughs> stealing the Z- name. It has to be sweet Z- chin music too. Pretty soon his, it's just going to say Shawn Michaels when he comes out. Like, Ziggler's fuck, I just took whole his name. gimmick. It's just a Frankenstein collaboration of other people's gimmicks. Yeah, it just annoyed me. Like, oh, fine, super kicks are more common now. But really, you're going to use it. You stop. First of all, I used to say on here, I don't like that he stomps the floor from the corner. That's that's specifically a Shawn Michaels setup. Now it's just fucking called Sweet Chin Music when and it was a regular super kick. It wasn't even the stomping one, which at least then they'd be, be justified because it's somewhat fashioned after the HBK one. It's just Sweet Chin Music when Ziggler does. So when the Usos did it in this, was it double Sweet Chin Music? How come it was just super kicks? For them in the same match. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Is he going to set it up with an elbow drop first? Man. Just weird. Just weird. Uh, Ziggler takes this nasty dual superfly splash through the announce table or whatever also splash through the, uh, through the announce table on the outside. Uh, Reigns even spears Rude through a table that's set up in the corner, which is what finishes this. And this allows Roman Reigns to decide the stipulation going into the Royal Rumble against, uh, is it, is it, it's not rude again, is it? No, it's Corbin. It's Corbin, right, right. So it's false count anywhere against Corbin. Corbin would have been the one that would have gotten to choose the stipulation. That's what makes Roman Reigns match. False count anywhere. That brings us to Raw. We're almost at the end. Here's the final stretch of this. Uh, tonight's Raw, which, you know what? What were the ratings? Let's look at that for the SmackDown, the Fox ratings here. Uh, it was actually up from what I'm seeing here. They did. 2.616 million viewers for the first hour. Second hour was 2.544 million. Average of 2.58 million viewers up from last week. 
because that last week they did 2.503 average of 2.413 because that was only the first hour so their average went from 2.413 to 2.580 so it's pretty good pretty good for them bit of an increase there raw last week uh fell 2.30 million viewers was their average so they lost about 385 million point 385 million viewers yeah pretty rough on their point that being said this raw starts with rollins introducing the crowd to buddy murphy in his new stable i don't know if the dual man buns were part of the heat was that part of the heat I couldn't tell. Was it just a bad choice or was it like, you know what, heat? Dual man buns, motherfucker. <laughs> I wish Ty Dillinger was here. We would have brought him night in too. Man bun. <laughs> you know, that's what it was, right? You know, so it was just like, man, because you know what? It should be part of the heat. Don't do that. If you're a dude, man, I used to hate when Roman did that shit. Like, you know, cut it off if it bothers you that much. But that man bun is ugly. You look ridiculous. It's silly. What are you, a George Lucas character? Like, how come your shit is all weird looking like that? God. <laughs> We, so now we had dual man buns. So I thought that's what it was, you know, that this was just part of the heat because you look like shit like that. Anyway, uh, this turns into a brawl because Joe, Joe Owens and the Viking Raiders want to brawling with, with the Rollins stable. And, uh, one thing I got to say is it's been a long time since we've seen one stable take a stunner and a Uranagi during one brawl like that. And so that sort of brought me back. Ray Mysterio has a match against Andrade. He has a ladder match. Um, I hope everyone's okay. <laughs> They're probably not. This was some of the worst shit I've seen possibly ever. I don't think it was all intentional. There was some crazy close calls in this match, like when they went for that attempted superplex off of the top of the ladder. Um, and Ray even went as far as having one foot elevated. That being said, it didn't happen. I am amazed he was able to keep himself like that. But then there was a top rope Hurricane Rana where, where Andrade's neck essentially grazed the ladder when he was coming down the rope. Um, the three amigos, uh, where the third one was colliding into the ladder, him dropping Ray onto the back of the ladder. Then there was that sunset bomb that Ray hit Andrade from with, uh, from the top of the ladder, um, down to a ladder that was bridged below and he winds up cracking it. That looked really rough. Um, he vir- he virtually sunset threw him into that thing. Yeah, and it broke. At one point, Ray fell from the top of holding the belt to what looked like. I don't know how, if they don't understand gravity. It looked like Ray was supposed to fall from holding the belt into what was going to be shooting straight down into a Hurricane Rana at that speed. But instead, you know what happened? What you would imagine would happen at speed. Andrade just missed him and he just fell on the back of his head and neck. It just looked like he just fucking fell oh, directly on the back of his head and neck. He looked stunned when he got up. He looked rocked. He looked really rocked from that. I hope he's okay. I hope he didn't do anything to break his neck or, or, or concuss himself. But go back and look at that part. Andrade went up hitting Ray with a hammerlock DDT through the ladder. Like basically <sighs> off the ladder through a ladder that's bridged on the bottom. And uh, then Andrade retains... And the afterthought to this to me, because at this point the match took the show, was Humberto shows up. He's wearing a Rey Mysterio mask, but he's there and he attacks Andrade. And this was brutal. I have to go watch this Rey Andrade shit again, because again, there were some spots on here that didn't look like they were supposed to be spots. I'm ho- I hope he's okay. It, it's kind of funny how brutal this match was, because earlier uh, in the day, I watched uh, the newest Untold, and they told the whole deal with uh, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero in 2006. And they talked about that ladder match. And one of the particular spots Ray talked about was um, 
when I guess there was supposed to be some kind of like a sunset flip or something through a ladder and Ray fell onto the ladder and hit the ring and he was just like, you don't feel it in that moment. And I was like, you tell me you don't feel that shit? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I heard about that. I heard that that was actually really good for anyone that uh, doesn't know what we're talking oh, about. It's, I'm gonna put it's the, excellent. I'm going to put the preview up here for you guys to check out. How will people remember Ray Mysterio? I think people are going to remember him as a giant killer. Entire arena wanted one person to win a match. He did it! No, he did it! Rey Mysterio has won the Royal Rumble match. Rey Mysterio dedicated a victory in the Royal Rumble to his late friend, Eddie Guerrero. If I can go back to that day, I would change nothing. Yeah, I watched it. It is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. And like I said, I hope he's okay. There's a lot more emphasis of Rey Mysterio lately in the company, which is something that was overdue. They didn't catch him at his his prime, unfortunately. But nonetheless, we are getting it. But that match was brutal. And Raw, again, I got to say, last couple of weeks of Raw and SmackDown and NXT, all good. No one's doing bad. I don't have many complaints. Like, sure, you get certain things you may not like. But for the most part, I'm, I'm enjoying the products everybody's all around doing good it's a good time to be doing good like there's nothing that's been boring me it it all feels there's a lot of wrestling but for the first time in, in a while in january it feels worth it like it feels like i don't feel like like uh, even talking to you about it now going back to everything that's happened it feels like it, i don't feel like my time was wasted like there's funny stuff here and there but it was worth it to, to to watch everything which i normally don't say i would say right now if you're a wrestling fan probably a good time to watch everything <laughs> yeah We'll let you know when it's once again a bad time, as we always do. But once again, we're in a good season. Now's a good time to just watch everything. There's no, there's pace no. Pace yourself. Yeah, pace everything. yourself, but watch everything. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, no, there's don't, 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 don't try to wrestle kingdom this shit. Like you gotta get, get, give it a minute. Like yeah, yeah. And watch it's been something, a long time. then take a nap, refresh, and watch something else. It's been a long time since it's moved in and a watch everything season. So there you go. Uh Oh, yes. What else happened with this role? We had Alistair Black who KOs a jobber. Why? Why? What's the purpose of him KOing a jobber at this point? He just had this crazy program with Buddy Murphy and now he's back to KOing jobbers. And then just to add the exclamation point to the stupidity, King then says he just made a believer out of a lot of people. How? He KOed a jobber. King, I've started to realize King's commentary has been one of the few things on Raw that just annoys me now. Sometimes I think they have a Jerry the King Lawler keychain out there. You know the he, one where you press buttons and it'll just say different <laughs> things? You remember those keychains when you were a kid? You press it and be like, fuck you! Just to say it and wait for somebody to laugh. He's got, like, got like four buttons. Holy yes. cow! Like, what do you he, mean? He, he, he just made a believer stuff. out of a lot of people. Yeah. It, it's like he just says stuff and waits for the reaction. Yeah, and then sometimes he gets a weird reaction. Like, like motherfucker, he, impressed, he was impressing a lot of people when he and Fucking Buddy Murphy will kick and fifty shades of shit out of each other. Not when he one shot some random guy. They yeah, just no. they just take his two K commentary and just put it on a button board. The two K commentary is better. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, it was, I don't know what the hell with that kind of stuff. You see, we still have. He's trying too hard to be funny. Yeah, but Alistair Black, it's like, dude, wouldn't it just he should have just stayed in NXT? He and, probably would have been better off. No, I think that they've managed to make him formidable. And more importantly, they made Buddy Murphy. Like, look at this. Buddy Murphy is now a top guy. He's part of the top storyline in this company, you know, which we're going to get into a little bit more of what happens with him because we're almost there. But 
Next, we get Brock Lesnar, who's in the ring with Paul Heyman doing their whole promo shtick. And this co- has Ricochet, of all people. He comes to call out Brock Lesnar, and he gives a promo about how he doesn't he doesn't fear this guy, and he's not scared of this guy. And uh, Brock Lesnar, he just needs him in the groin, right? Or you kick him in the groin or something, or he just kicks yep, him. Yeah. That's like, how you deal with Brock. He didn't just end in a generic F5 this time. Yeah, he just doesn't give enough of a shit, you know? <laughs> Why did he go out there to call him out, you know? Terrible. Uh, okay, what else did we have on here? Okay, we had Orton versus McIntyre. The poor timekeeper eats a Claymore. Good-looking Claymore, too. It was either that it was sold good, or they just didn't give a fuck because he was a timekeeper. They were like, let's just take him. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, that, that's how he would have wanted to go. Get, the, no. get his face Claymore off. Yeah, I guess McIntyre's part of the babyface team now because the OC comes out. They wind up jumping him. Orton winds up saving him, only to RKO Did him Orton anyway. Did legit get pissed in this match? Did he? I don't know. Well, when he gave him that draping DDT, it looked like he didn't want to do it. And then, but then he was like wiggling his back tooth. Like he seemed like he was pissed. Like he got potatoed. Mm, I'm going to have to go back and watch. I don't think I caught that. I mean, he was just like, and then it looked like that draping DDT. He's just like, he just did it like really rough. Uh oh. Well, you know, Orton, you know how he is. Uh Yeah, it looked like he was going to pull a tooth out. For a minute, because he kept wiggling it, and he was like, Ugh. "I'm gonna have to go back and check this out." So, uh, what was Becky had a match against? Uh, Kabuki it was against Kyrie against Kyrie. It seemed like Wait. it was the Kabukis because Oscar was practically in the match. Yeah, she was sitting on the top, uh, top of the ring post. Yeah, she was like all up in that shit. Kyrie winds up getting tapped out regardless. Uh, and then Oscar coming and lit Becky up. <laughs> hmm. Angry Asuka cursed her ass out in Japanese and everything. You know, and even backstage, she was angry, saying her easy-peasy stuff and, you know, both of them giving their angry promos. Rollins and Buddy Murphy wind up having a match against uh, the Viking Raiders. And I got to say, it's incredible. They wind up winning the tag titles. And it's interesting the way they do it because uh, Murphy winds up hitting... uh, I believe Raymond with the knee to the face, which drapes him over the ropes. And, uh, Rollins goes, hits him with the blackout across those ropes. And then, uh, Murphy covers him. And they become the new tag champs. And in, in the storyline of this, this is done very well because I like the fact that you see the shock with Murphy. He's the tag champ. He's on the top of the ramp with Rollins. Robin's rub, rubbing the top of his head like, you did it, kid. You know, it's like from his perspective, it's like, holy shit, this guy really is a messiah. Look at how good, look at how good my, my life has turned out. These are the best decisions of my life hanging out with this dude. So now he has a true believer. I like the Rollins that we have now, this, this messiah. I love the shirt that he was wearing that has him like in the stained glass. He's almost like a Jesus Christ literally now. You know, it's like, this is a real heel. <laughs> He, he is now literally CrossFit Jesus. Yeah, that's what he is, CrossFit Jesus. So, uh, yeah, that was really cool. What what else did we have after this? We had Rowan uh, versus Matt Hardy with that weird cage thing again. And it happened, and we all let it happen, so yeah. I don't know. I guess they're just using... We talked about this earlier, how Matt Hardy did all his entrance poses coming down the ramp. This is just them using up his time. They know he's out of there. I don't even... I half even looked at it. The stupid Rowan Cage thing that I don't like. That's another minus for them with this. Uh, skipping right across, I believe we then had... Uh, what was left? Just the main event? Yeah. Which was uh, the mixed match. Bobby Lashley and Liv Morgan against Lana. I mean, Bobby Lashley and Lana against Liv Morgan and Rusev. 
Which, yes, King, there has been a husband and wife tag team before. It happened in the frickin' Mix Match Challenge. Which, not- should, it, should this been a, the main event? Or should the tag match have been the main event, I think? I would have preferred the tag match. And also, they gave this no time. There was, like, what, five minutes no. on the clock? This was, like, yeah. literally nothing. And nothing really special happened on it. Nothing really yeah. even felt resolved. And what pisses me off more about nothing feeling resolved is that they made it feel that way by with the video package showing us, recapping us and everything, almost like we're now going to get the blow off to this feud. Like, we're going into WrestleMania season. We're going into the Royal Rumble. I kind of figured maybe they want to conclude this feud, have the blow off on the Raw, and now move on to other things. And if that was the blow off, they did a shit job because nothing really happened. And then even worse, Lashley and Lana won. Yeah, they went over. They never got to come up. And so maybe, I don't know, they're they're not even scheduled for a match at the Rumble, right? I think, I guess Lashley's going to be in the Rumble. Probably Lana's probably going to box her way through the Women's Rumble again. Like, just. Boo. They're probably all just in their respective Rumbles. I mean. Oh, boy. (laughs) God. Oh, these people. All right. Well, that being said, it is time for us to wrap up with our final segment being the voting. Voting time, guys. Here it is in the chat room. Or you could go to talkbrunch.com, top of the page. You have the link. And also scroll down a little bit. It's also embedded right in the chat if you want to take it that way. If you're listening to this on demand, just go click it. Vote. If there's any changes to matches throughout the rest of this week, they'll be posted on the top of this poll. And uh, it'll be timestamp. It'll say whatever the match is, the time that it was added. You can go back and vote again. You don't have to vote on the ones you already did. Ignore them and just update yourself on the top ones. It'll be active live votes the entire weekend. That being said, uh, starting with our first match here, you know, I'm going to get the, uh, let's get to I'm going to give you guys all a minute to get your polls up from that link. And I myself, I'm going to put the screenshot up of whatever matches we're covering for you guys in the chat room here. The first matchup, we got Shorty G. It's funny that this is actually a match that's going to be happening. <laughs> we got Shorty G versus Sheamus. Seamus, because he's the one who's actually getting the push. So you think Seamus for this one, huh? What about like, you, Seamus' yeah. first match back. Like, yeah, I mean, he can't crush him. It's it's his first match back, and it's Shorty G. They call him Shorty G. Like that. Shorty G. Gotcha. I think, I think I'm going with Seamus as well. It's a shame that they're doing that. That's what they do. That is what they do. And, and then they wonder why nobody ever wants to stay around. Well, next we have the SmackDown Women's Championship here. We got Bailey defending her championship against uh, Lacey Evans. I think I've lost interest in this whole heel Bailey thing. All she does is get beat up by Lacey Evans, Lacey Evans every other week. Like think- Lacey's gotten better, she's doing better, and she's actually taken seriously on like freaking Bailey and Sasha at this point. And her gimmick works better as a face, and she's very over right now. And the, yeah. you're right, the Bailey thing has been completely underwhelming. And you you though, can't take her seriously anymore. And even though this girl's a little bit green, she's she's just more impressionable than than uh, Bailey. I would I would and, like to see Lacey L- Evans. And Lacey's been getting better. She's gradually, but she's been getting better. She's getting better, but not enough to be champ. It's going to be Bailey. I mean, but then Bailey's had all this time to get better, and she's done nothing. All she's done is just get beat up, just like she did when she had the kid ponytail and the freaking Bailey buddies. I'm, I've been disappointed as much as I've, I've been interested in this. You know, the, the biggest facelift was their appearance and their music, and literally nothing yeah. else. Her promos still suck. She's still getting beaten up by everybody. Like, yeah. All right. Well, 
Next, we have the men's Royal Rumble match, which I really haven't put too much thought into up to this point. Ooh. I'm going to swing wild, and because I've been hearing his name thrown around a lot, I'm going Drew McIntyre. What? Ugh. I know Kevin Owens isn't on here. He just announced himself tonight. I don't know if anybody else did. Uh, so reserve your vote till later when I add him. If your vote is Kevin Owens, you also have the other field at the bottom. If there's anyone left out that you think yeah. might be a surprise, just type it in the other field. I have no fucking idea. Who who do you say, Destin? Uh, I said McIntyre. I've been hearing his name getting thrown around a lot this year. Like I've heard it where I he's going to win outright or he's going to be the one to eliminate Brock. Or who's bland and underwhelming. I mean, at least he's here. Bobby Lashley? Oh Lashley? You you're not saying Bobby Lashley, are you? You said bland and underwhelming. <laughs> Both of them. Oh, I believe Matt McIntyre is a lot more interesting than freaking Bobby Lashley. So McIntyre can halfway cut. Matt McIntyre. Matt McIntyre can halfway cut a promo. Who's our best bet here? Is Braun in the match? Yep, Braun's not winning this shit. Braun, Braun chokes when it matters. <sighs> KO, maybe. I mean, that would be exciting. Drew McIntyre does sound like a close possibility, I think. Yeah. But who to see Drew McIntyre and WrestleMania main event? More nope. people who wouldn't want Nobody. to see freaking Lashley and Strowman and Brock and all these Lashley. other... But, I mean, would Kevin Owens be a big draw? Yeah, but, I mean, Kevin's got this thing going with Rollins and AOP nah. right now. You could easily swerve that out. Like, that's not, that's not something that's just going to go away. Just for him to fight either Brock or the Fiend. Ricochet. Or, or, says Ricochet. I, I don't know. That could be interesting. I don't know how well it will work. It'd be out of nowhere, but I mean, there, there's definitely options here. There are options. That is for sure. Is there anybody that's like supposed to... Re- is Daniel Bryan in it? No, Bryan's fighting uh, Bray. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. Oh, God. It's a tough one this year. <laughs> They did not make this one easy. And it's not like past years where you can kind of judge by whose momentum is usually the strongest. Like, everybody's been kind of all over the place this year. I'll still say Kevin Owens. All right, so hold your vote until later when we uh, add him because he just announced himself today. Yeah, him and Joe both inserted themselves in. Oh, you know what? That's a good pick, too. Cool. Joe. Joe, he's an interesting pick. Yeah, there's a few of them out there. Yeah. Uh, right, give me a sec here. Who do we got next? I got to get back to the poll. Uh, up next is Falls Count Anywhere, Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. Actually, who do you guys go with for the final record on this last thing here? I, I went for McIntyre. And Squires? Owens? Yeah. Oh, man, this is rough. Um, I don't see any of these guys in, in a spot. Shit. <laughs> uh, this is not the most exciting I've ever fought for a rumble. But then again, we hardly know anybody who's going to be in it, really. I think Drew, man. I think you're fucking right. He's the name I've been hearing thrown around the most out of everybody right now. God, like, he, he's supposed to have some kind of significance this year. If a lot of the rumors are true. Either he's going to be the one to get rid of Brock, and then he's going to feud with Brock or Mania, or he's winning the whole thing. Next, we got False Count Anywhere, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. Roman needs to hurry up and win because I mean, he's been end of days what two three times now. Like, yeah, please. Let and, it and, and and they protect the fuck out of that move. Like, yep. Yeah. Roman. 
Okay. Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch versus Asuka. I feel like for the sake of the story, it, it I would go Becky. Because she's even said this is like the last thing for her. Like she is the one person she hasn't beaten. It's that one last debt for her to collect. So I feel and then Oscar's already got a title. So I feel like storyline wise, it makes the most sense for Becky to finally get the monkey off her back. I agree, but she gets the monkey off her back at Mania when they have their rematch. Yeah. I, I Who says like... they're having a rematch though? Because the rematches aren't guaranteed anymore. I, I know, but you set up, you got to set Rumble up to Mania. So I think Oscar wins and then Becky gets it back after a big long feud. I would like Asuka to win as well. I think Becky shouldn't beat her yet. I look at it, some of the all-time great feuds have gone that way, where it's been years before the babyface has ever gotten that win back. I wouldn't mind seeing her have that one vulnerability in it being Asuka, so I'd like to see Asuka win. If if the game plan is to carry it till Mania, definitely. But then again, with this company, when can we ever really trust them with this anymore? Certain things they have slow burns on, you know? Yeah. So, So we'll see. And then we got the women's uh, Royal Rumble match, right? Which very few women have been announced for this one. Yeah. Look at that for the guys. They also, if you looked at that picture, there's some NXT guys up there. I just put on the screen in that little rotation yeah. video they did. It's hard to catch them, but there's a few yeah. NXT names up there. Keep that in mind for the guys and the women, just in case with your votes that you're going to have. Uh, you know, there might be some NXT people. It's not confirmed, but you never know, you know. That being said, women's Royal Rumble match. Um, One of the rumors I've heard going around is that Shayna might be in this year. And somehow they're going to set that up to uh, it kind of relates back to the Becky thing. They somehow shape, shape that up into Shayna and Becky at Mania. Yeah, that, that that video, those rotating videos, they say if you look carefully, you can see Piper Niven, Tony Storm, Casey, Catanzaro. You can see like Shayna yeah, Baszler. They're all over um, the place. So it's possible that they could be there. I don't really know who the pick for this would be, though. Uh, it's not easy. The only ones they officially announced today were the four that we have in the poll. If they announce more, we'll add them. I don't know if they have since. I'll have to check the official website. So you might want to reserve your vote there if it's someone who's not on there. Yeah. Keep that one's other for now. We'll update as we get more confirmation. I think Nikki Cross makes sense to me. Maybe. She's the she's a wild card for sure. And Nikki's been having a good year. So. Yeah, I'm going to go Nikki Cross. Yeah, I'll go Nikki. Yeah, I can see that. Like you said, I mean, you don't know everyone that's in it. There might be like, oh, that person. but And stylistically, the rumble fits Nikki. Just hit everything that moves. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that. All right, and that brings us to what we're assuming, depending on the order, is going to be the main event. We don't know for sure. The orders change on the fly. Sometimes they change it on the day. Um, And a lot of the times they close with a rumble, so... So you never know. But we do know that this is going to be for the Universal Championship, and it's going to be the Fiend Bray Wyatt against Daniel Bryan. In a strap match. In a strap match. Universal Championship strap match. Mm. Here's my problem. The way they've been booking the fiend where it's like nothing hurts him. But then it's freaking Daniel Bryan who we saw Roddy Strong almost take two layers of skin off his chest one year. Like I think if you're gonna make Daniel Bryan champ, you save that for a mania moment, not Royal Rumble. 
Yeah, I mean, but how many things can you save for Mania? You know, like well, we, we we've we've I seen mean, big moments happen at the Rumble. It's one of the big four, so it's not like it's not worthy for it to happen. That's true. I mean, big, a big moment does have to happen at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, you don't waiting for Mania isn't a requirement anymore. Well, it never has been. If it's the big yeah. four, something would happen. Maybe this is the night. Maybe this is when uh, Daniel gets that win. It's a strap match with something a little different from the other ones. Maybe he does something like tricky, like ties him down with the straps or something. I all you know, it's funny that you are along lines. I almost think about maybe if he just chokes the fiend out, chokes him out, or ties his feet, or does something. Just something to where he can't like trick his way out of it. Tough one yeah. for sure. I I'm torn on this one, but I guess that's good. It's, it's <laughs> I feel like it's it's the one way that I think the fiend would uh wouldn't be able to get out of it that way because it's like i mean be as scary as you want you still need to breathe yeah and if daniel just says to hell with it and just decides to choke him unconscious i mean so what are you guys going with officially uh daniel bryan yeah i'm gonna go daniel bryan i still i, I like the fiend i still enjoy the gimmick but i mean this is tailor-made for daniel to pull something like that all right daniel bryan and, and that's assuming the fiend doesn't beat him to the punch so all right we're gonna finish the survey here Dropping that finish button on there. Don't forget, guys, you can come back to it. We're going to set it so that you can do it. Once other options open up, it'll be open again. And aside from that, also don't forget that we're going to be in the chat room um, during probably both the Worlds Collide on Saturday. What what time is the Worlds Collide? Is that an 8 p.m. thing? Um, Let me check. I can see for you. Can I know it's Saturday. I can see what time. Yeah, because the network doesn't have a schedule where you could do the whole week anymore like it used to. You used to have the guide that you could physically scroll to the week. I know normally we have a lot of streams that we do on Saturday that are not uh, related. But yeah, you guys can just keep up with us on social media while we get that figured out. Assuming it's at a regular time, we'll probably have the chat room open. I see no reason why we wouldn't for that. And then Sunday, of course, it'll be open throughout the day for the Royal Rumble. We'll be doing our traditional chat room pizza party that will lead into the Rumble, go on during the Rumble. And then we'll be on here afterwards with a post show, which, by the way, those are call in shows now, essentially, where like anyone who wants to freaking Willie or AC or any of our guys, EB um, from the chat room want to just call in at certain points. We don't care, you know, to have fun with those shows. That's what they're for. That's probably the ideal show if anybody wants to pop in. Yeah. Um, And it looks like uh, we have 630 p.m. for the pre-show. So seven, seven o'clock for the main card from Worlds Collide. All right, that sounds good. So let's see what happens as far as that goes. I think we're all done here, right? Yeah, that is a wrap. All right. Well, that being said, thank you to everyone who hung out with us for this episode and for uh, the voting polls and everything. Also, for those of you that listened to it on the man, uh, thank you to Willie V2 and Stasis Dream, Six Slayer, Cool Ice, Emang, Joe Woko, Laurel7411. Tonic Noel 17, Pocket Tester 791, Docs 5, Phoenix Heart 6903, Fear Chris 91, Gary underscore Goldfish 4, Shadow 52486, Vorobe AK47, AoE Reaper, Modeled N45407, Your King 420, Ivan Gamer 395, sorry we had to mute your buddy, be good next time, Lee SC86, and D Hanks 91. 
Thank you very much for everyone who's been hanging out with us. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Much episode 362, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, aka Captain Brunch. For myself, Destin, and Squires, we are out of here. See you at the Rumble in three, two, one. I just got banned on Twitch. Shut it down.